previously on M's of N. Recap! Walter bids us farewell as we leave the safe house in Shanghai for the airport to fly to Grey Dragon Island. Raymond has finished preparing the plane and bids us good luck. He's not joining this mission. Matteo joins Hugo in the cockpit to assist in navigation. Hugo starts the engines and brings us into the air and over the East China Sea, straight into a heavy rain cloud. Yet there is no turbulence or wind. This makes navigating more challenging, but Matteo makes the necessary corrections. The in-flight entertainment includes stargazing, napping, playing with kittens, and reading dark scrolls. Hugo eventually turns off the engines and begins the gliding phase of our approach. Underneath the clouds, it is virtually pitch black. Mitch is asked to play one of his harmonica spells to move the clouds aside. Soon, the moonlight splits the clouds and Hugo realigns the plane towards the island. He lowers the plane towards the surface of the sea, when suddenly a rock beneath the waves rips a hole in the hull, hurtling into the reef and flipping the plane up and shattering into pieces. Mitch lands more gracefully than the cats do, whilst everyone is spread eagle amongst the reef, except for Rebecca, who has sunk beneath the waves with a broken leg. Chai spots her floundering, so Mitch dives in to save her, and Thomas tosses a rope to pull them in. Hugo straps some broken wooden planks to her leg, but the first aid kit has been emptied from the crash. There are no bandages or painkillers available, so Chai puts her into a state of bliss to calm her down. Mitch paddles out into the sea to retrieve some supply crates and finding our tents and sodden rations of food, but Mitch wrapped them well enough to keep most of it dry. Thomas and Matteo keep Rebecca as comfortable as possible while Hugo searches for the statue of Bass and discovers it broken into pieces. Chai and Jack find very wet blankets and some kerosene lamps. Matteo checks in with the cats and discovers one is missing. He searches around and discovers Jack has found it and is keeping it warm in his coat pocket. Matteo retrieves, Matteo retrieves the broken bass statue to the cats to see if it can be repaired, but there is still a piece missing. Despite her injuries, Rebecca has stabilised and is not dying. Phase one of best plan ever complete. Recap. Jack and Chai find no more debris in the direction along the reef, so they turn back, bumping into Thomas and Matteo, looking for the remaining piece of the statue of Bast. The cat wishes to remain warm in Jack's pocket, so he and Matteo continue searching with the cat, whilst Chai and Thomas look for the missing carving tools for the Eye of Light and Darkness ritual. Rebecca and Mitch discuss what supplies they have and need, including drinking water. They need to find either their own or some fuel to boil seawater. Rebecca recalls that treading into the water is the opposite of what we want to do because of the deep ones, and we should be careful when wading out to sea. Thomas and Chai's spot out at sea is the crate with the carving tools. With little time to spare, Chai dives in to retrieve it, but is not strong enough to drag it back. As she has swam out, Thomas has lost sight of her and isn't a strong swimmer either and runs back to find Mitch. He grabs him and Matteo and Jack accompany while Hugo continues looking for the first aid equipment, successfully finding the painkillers and offering them to Rebecca, who immediately begins tripping balls. Back in the water, the crate Chai is holding plunges under the waves. Only the cat in Jack's pocket sees Chai go under and dives into the sea. Mitch, Matteo and Jack swim after it, and Mitch expertly grabs Chai, and the rest save the crate from sinking and drag everyone back to shore. Everyone returns to the camp. 
all but Mateo managed to get some sleep and awake the next morning to see Grey Dragon Island in all its volcanic glory. Rebecca is in some mild pain but is coping well for now, and we all eat. We give Rebecca and Jack the carving equipment to begin preparations for the rituals, whilst the rest search for water and the missing statue piece. Mateo and Mitch both find separate pieces which combine together and will eventually complete the statue. While out there, we spot a rowboat of four cultists approaching from the island. Mateo sneaks back to the camp to inform Jack and Rebecca about the situation. Jack determines we need to hide so that we can convince them we didn't survive the crash and proceeds to cover the campsite with our camouflage tents. The rest of the group sneak back to camp and we all hunker down. Unfortunately, the cats give away our location of the tent, but Chai casts Dominate on the cultist who investigates and convinces him that we are not here. It works, and the cultists leave without raising the alarm. After they leave, Hugo remembers we still haven't found the blood for the ritual, nor the flares to alert Jack Brady that when the ritual has been completed. We all venture back out again, except Rebecca, who finishes carving the eye of light and darkness. Mitch finds a water barrel and rescues it, and Chai discovers the vial of blood required for the ritual. We regather, and Chai wonders if one of her healing spells can be used on the statue, to which Rebecca questions why she's been left with a broken leg for the last 24 hours. As practice, Chai uses the healing spell on Rebecca before trying it on the statue. Rebecca is healed and can walk again. Thomas wonders if communicating directly with Lady Bass to consult how to fix the statue uh, would be better than simply using this healing spell first. Recap. Thomas communicates with Bast, who confirms the statue is now useless to us. We can still cast the Eye of Light and Darkness the normal way, but it only casts out Nyarthotep. Any other sources of magic, such as the Deep Ones, will still be present. It also means that Bast herself cannot come and manifest by our side. Since Mateo is not partaking in the ritual... He will be on lookout during the ritual whilst the rest of us get a few hours sleep. We form a circle around the carving and begin chanting and pouring blood every hour. The moon rises over our carving and we funnel the power stored in the lure into the eye of light and darkness. As we finalise the spell, the lure gives out and it disintegrates into ash and is no more, revealing a small green crystal which fades into darkness. In our exhausted state, we get Matteo to set back up the tents to give our camp a camouflage appearance, and we collapse for a well-deserved rest. The next evening, we watch the eye open, and a shimmering aura swallows the island, and an enormous roar erupts from within the temple. Then everything falls silent. We discuss possibly evacuating the camp in case the cultists search the plane wreck again, when Thomas hears a ship entering the reef. Jack Brady has begun his assault on Grey Dragon Island, despite the Deep Ones clambering on deck. We watch the spectacle until a launch boat arrives to pick us up. We're taken to the dock on the island, seized from the cultists. Retrieving our weapons, we begin marching into the mountain to hunt down Aubrey Penhew. We enter the main chamber of the volcano and see a literal space rocket in the centre of the cavern, the Silver Bird which we believe must be some kind of mythos-powered firework. There is also an enormous statue of the bloated woman on the far side, while Brady's men fight cultists in front of us. We begin making our way round the Silver Bird in two groups, taking out cultists and deep ones as we go. Some of the deep ones begin chanting and summon large, oozing, tendril beasts, and they lumber out of the pools at the edge of the cavern. The, the mere sight of them causes Mitch and Chai to faint. Shoggoths tend to do that. 
We collectively pick off cultists, and Rebecca's lightning gun is super effective against the Deep Ones. The Shoggoths approach, but Mitch awakens and declares we need to kill the controllers. Armed with his harmonica, he plays the Wrath of Pazuzu and launches lightning at one of them. The battle rages on. Recap. As we continue battling, Jack Brady tosses some kind of grenade at a Shoggoth and yells to get away from it, while the other Shoggoth oozes over some of the mercenaries. Mitch's harmonica bolts one of the controllers again and kills it, causing the Shoggoth to glow and disappear. Jack's grenade explodes and decimates the other temporarily. Uh, Getting in on the explosive action, Thomas tosses a grenade at the Silver Bird, destroying part of the scaffolding. Chai awakens and drains the power out of some of the deep ones, and Rebecca tries taking out the other controller. She misses, but is able to distract it long enough for it to lose control of its own spell and dissolves in a pile of goo. The Shoggoth is still alive and still floating around. The rocket is beginning to hiss as Penhu and his companions try to launch it. Jack Brady casts a spell on one of the last group of the deep ones to save Hugo from being eaten. Thomas tosses another grenade and takes out more scaffolding, the silver bird now leaning as the supports are giving way. As Penny finalises the launch sequence and the rocket begins to lift, Jack riddles the cockpit with machine gun bullets, taking out Penny's minions and seriously injuring Penny himself, but the rocket is still firing its engines. Without its controller to command it, the Shoggoth takes itself out of the equation and unsummons itself. Mitch looks at the state of the rocket taking off and yells at everyone to run out of the cave. The rocket will collide with the volcano walls if it tries to take off. Everyone begins hightailing out of the exit, and Thomas yells out to make sure everyone heard the message. As the clamps disconnect from the rocket, Matteo, Rebecca and Jack sprint as fast as possible to the stairs, up and out of the tunnel. We all get outside just in time for the entire volcano peak to erupt as the rocket collides with the cavern and explodes. In a cacophony of fire, brimstone and lightning, half the mountain collapses into the ocean as the survivors stagger down what remains of Grey Dragon Island back to Jack Brady's boat. The cult in China have been heavily handicapped, but the cult of the Bloody Tongue are still planning their ritual in Kenya. Welcome back to the Masters of the Tap. 
Woo! Well, last we left our intrepid <laughs> heroes, they were all dead. They're dead, Dave. They're all campaign dead. over. Hmm, good job, I'm already rolled up for the next campaign. <laughs> they're, they're dead too, Craig. Everyone is dead. Everyone is dead, Craig. I'll roll up another one then. Yeah, you can't stop him. He's always he's always got something in reserve. Yes, he does normally. He's he's sneaky like that. Anyway, you are aboard Jack Brady's uh, cargo boat off the coast of Grey Dragon Island, watching it erupt with a sense of success. You have blown up a volcano full of evil cultists and shoggoths. So you know, on a scale of one to ten, good eight, eight out of ten. We didn't yeah. die, and that's all you can hope for. Ow. My half died. We... <laughs> hmm. uh, the boat is riding at anchor. A massive plume of ash and smoke is pouring into the sky from the very unhappy Grey Dragon Island. It sure is erupting still. <laughs> There's this this thing we do where, uh, where, like, you know how the Wet Bandit's calling card was leaving the taps running in a thing? I think our calling card is volcanic activity. That's your calling card. (laughs) I think the whole group's kind of adopting it at this point. (laughs) You know know we've been somewhere if we've punched a hole to the core of the Earth. You didn't blow up any volcanoes in (sighs) England. Yet, <laughs> I'm going to say we, we we'll be going back there soon. Don't you know? Don't give us ideas. Anyway, uh, Jack's men are on watch for any deep ones who attack, but most of the deep ones seem to have retreated under the waves. At least those who didn't get atomized in the exploding volcano. Aubrey <laughs> uh, Penhin, the leader of the worldwide cult of the Bloody Tongue, is dead. Hopefully. Uh, Jack shot him a lot and then blew him up in a volcano. That hopefully volcano. did the job. <laughs> mm, now, now that he's out of the way, I can ascend to my true position as leader of the cult of the Bloody Tongue. Ah, Jack Brady shoots you. Oh, yeah, probably deserved that. <laughs> uh, Jack suggests we all get inside out of the ash. We probably need to talk. Yes. How are you feeling, Miss Rebecca? I've been better. At least your leg's not broken anymore. Yeah, that's true. I'm quite happy about that. Yeah, that was very kind of Chai to let you sit sit there for a whole day with a broken leg before healing it. That was ages ago. <laughs> was Literally like, ages ago. It was like two days ago, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's no point being like that about it because I think I'm still unconscious anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make snide remarks if you want, but I'm yeah. not listening. Yeah, they're making the snide remarks whilst you're unconscious. You're deadly when you're awake. You'd make them all poop themselves. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. What, 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 what magic power is that? Uh, That's Kai martial knows, arts, baby. I <laughs> knows where all the pressure points are. You remember that with Antoine? Oh, yeah. 
Chai, you have been moved into the infirmary and are being looked after by Jack Brady's Chinese doctor. I'm going to roll for their uh, medicine. Oh, they don't kill you. Yay. Hooray. <laughs> you, uh, you, you get higher odds of not dying off screen if you um, didn't go down a storm drain in a storm. You do. You do. So wait, where are we now? You're on board Jack's boat, which is kind of like parked out to sea a little bit. Ah, okay. It hasn't gone very far. Um, it kind of stopped to admire the exploding volcano. And okay. to recoup, you're kind of safe here since you've driven off all the deep ones. I shall also visit a doctor. Uh, the doctor will treat you as well. They treat you just as well as Jai. You are tucked into the bed next to Tarchai and given various opiates and other healing unguents. A Um, mixture of Western and Chinese medicine. They start with acupuncture. (laughs) (laughs) After drugging you with a weird cup. Start start with acupuncture and then move on to bandaging the areas (laughs) the acupuncture. (laughs) No, it's not an excellent technique. Uh, Hugo has also had to go to the infirmary. He got hit by a flying rock when you were scampering down the side of the mountain and is currently unconscious. And Mitch Mitch has snuck off and taken over the ship's galley and is cooking a victory feast. Mm, Victory. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fairly on brand, yeah. Hang on, I'm going to roll his victory feast. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Victory toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, Mitch is cooking one heck of a victory feast. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Finish an infirmary, go eat food. Uh, uh, so, Jack, Thomas, Matteo, you gather with Jack Brady in uh, Jack's room. Okay, well, can I heal up as well a bit? Oh, yeah. If you need healing, you can go to the infirmary. I, I, I'm a, I'm not that wounded, but I'm a little bit injured. Yeah, they'll take care of you too. I have a flesh wound. That's I'm fine. In acupuncture. Okay. Uh, yeah, Matteo is also being looked after in the infirmary. So it's just Jack and Thomas and Jack. It's, it's, a, Jack it's a Thomas Jack. sandwich. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you you want to get up to, you are in international waters. What do you mean by that? Normally, normally I let your remarks slide. It's illegal to be, you know, having the gay sex in most countries of the world right now. There'd be no law upon the seas. Um... uh, This makes it so hard to roll, Um, I, I was... I was staring broodingly out of the window at Grey Dragon Island. That's where I am. Hey, uh, Thomas, what are you doing? Uh, I kind of look around and say, "So, are we? Are we kind of done now? Am, am I able to get back to, back home yet, or is there more to do?" Well, Mister May Brady stares. There's still uh, two things I can think of, but we should probably discuss them once everyone's gathered back from the infirmary. The cult is still powerful in Kenya. Oh. So I guess that's one of the next places we're going to, then. 
I turn around and I pat Thomas brightly on both shoulders, and I'm like, "But don't worry, we've uh, we've done a good day's work here." There's also the problem that started all of this, says Jack. Are we going to do anything about that? Uh, of activating deep memory recall. <laughs> Uh, well, they, they, they. The, it was the fucking Penhew expedition, right? They, they went into his tomb and wanked him off, or whatever. Well, remember, I did tell you. Well, I might not have told you about this, Jack. You weren't with this group back then. But I didn't say that in character. I just, uh, just to be clear, <laughs> I was asked. I was asking the GM a question. Is he talking about? When we decided to do role playing games on a Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. I think I think it was when Ash picked up this book with all these weird heads on the cover, and he was like, "Oh, I've got this new campaign." Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was the Carlisle expedition. They uh, set yes. this all off. Mm. <clears throat> I, I look at him in sort of confusion. I'm like, well, "What do you mean, do about?" Them. Uh, he, he we, we're the, working our way through them. Wait there. He goes into his cabin and comes back with a large cloth wrap bundle and unwraps it. And inside of it is this. It's Ooh, made of red stone. It's a black and white photo, sadly, but it's red stone. And you recognize it as half of an eye of light and darkness. Where did you put it? Oh, huh. is it on the Roll 20? It's yeah. uh, Roll 20. Yeah. Um. Half of one. So what? It, they broke it. This is part of the capstone of the Red Pyramid in Dashur that um, I saw Carlisle break. He performed some sort of <coughs> ritual and shattered this. This is half of it. And after that, they vanished inside the bent pyramid for um, a whole day. They were just gone inside the pyramid. So I'm assuming at some point we're going to need to go find the other half of this capstone and fix it, or else all of this is just going to start again, right? Even if they we broke... sort out Kenya. They broke the Eye of Light and Darkness. Outside I... the Bent Pyramid in Dashur, yes. Um, I, I ill-advisedly pick up the stone. You ill-advisedly pick up the stone. It's just a stone. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> you never you never know how that's going to go in this game. Um, I Can I use my uh, occult, given that this was my bread and butter? For, you for can indeed time? use your occult. Where? Oh, where has my character sheet gone? Oh, there we go. Um, fighting skill three. Occult, there we go. Yep, this is definitely looks like the sort of stone that covers the Red Pyramid in Dachur. Uh, it's a capstone, uh, not capstone, the covering stone, rather than mm. the actual blocks that build the pyramid. Uh, if mm. you could find the other half of this stone and kind of slot it back together, there must be some sort of ritual you can do to restore it, rather than having to cast the Iron Light and Darkness from scratch, because you'll have both bits of stone, but you'd need the other half and to kind of put it back where it came from. We've we've got this we've got this ritual called cyanoacrylate glue. Um uh, it, uh, 
My question was, is this just a regular Eye of Light and Darkness? There's nothing fancy about it. It's just someone's cast it on the rock at the top of the pyramid. Uh, considering it was attached to the top of a pyramid and that pyramids are massive focal occult forces, um, it was probably channeling the power of the iron light of darkness through a pyramid, which would mm. have been pretty powerful. Right, so it's... it's uh, <clears throat> uh, the question it's I have specifically one, is, is, yeah, it's, it's, it's not in any fundamental way different from the eye of light and darkness. It's just more powerful it's not like a different spell it's the same drawing yeah. basically it's the same okay. drawing it looks like the same yeah. ritual has been done you can see in the like part of the central eye that you've got there's the red stain from where the blood was seeped into the stone it looks like it's the same spell but with yeah. your occult knowledge you know that it being attached to a pyramid would have been pretty powerful mm. so jack does have a point like even if you clear out whatever's going on in um Kenya, whatever they unlocked in Dashur is still unlocked. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we um. Uh, it looks like we're going to Egypt as well. I say, I smile at Thomas. And I say, don't worry, we'll we'll get you back in time for the next Olympics. We're three years away. away. Is it? Is it? Oh, wait. <laughs> what is it? What what year is it again? Nineteen twenty-four five. Uh, it's currently... Yeah, what day is it? Because I'm not sure if we need to worry about the eclipse anymore, but there is something else that's pressing. Yeah. The... It, was, it was something about Neanderthal's child, but the, we haven't really got a date it on is that. Friday the 11th of September, 1925. All right. Yeah, the, yeah the, the Olympics is three years away. I hope you can get me home by then. I think it's more his fiance who's probably going to be yeah. Having questions. <laughs> sorry, as far as, sorry, as, far as she's concerned, I'm on a training camp, but uh, that excuse can't last forever. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I mean, Jack frowns. I mean, I assume the eclipse is no longer a problem because they don't have the silver thing, the roaring flying bird. thing mm. to blast a hole through the sky. But they can still perform the ritual. It will just require more people and more avatars of Nyarlathotep. So mm. may, they might still be able to pull it off in Kenya, but um, more. Powerfully. So, so it's, it seems like Kenya is definitely our next port of call. Um, but from what I know of the Kenyan situation, it's not going to be easy. They're having some sort of child of Nyarlathotep. Dawn, which I assume is something to do with what Hypatia Masters was up to. They've got the Black Sphinx that they summoned in Egypt. Nyarlathotep's Queen is on the loose. And um, the High Priestess Moeru is back home in her mountain fortress temple. Yay! Um... God, there was something I was going to say. It's going to ram my fucking head. That's not... <laughs> Could we possibly collect everyone together in one place and have a discuss about what we do next? Yeah, we we shouldn't we shouldn't have this conversation twice. Um, 
Well, let's go to the infirmary because that's where everyone oh, is. Oh, yeah. No, I've got it. 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 Um, child, Naldep's child. Is, is that a thing I can roll my occult on? Uh, you can roll your Cthulhu mythos on it. Oh. Oh. Fancy. Mm. Oh. oh yeah. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you a message. Oh, he's going to send me a message. This might be a message oh, that requires a sanity check. Mm. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Sucks to be not, you, then, I think. Not, not doing too great, sound-wise. Um. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. Maybe. I was envisioning having to spend more sanity last session, but I was unconscious for most of it because of a failed sanity roll, so... It wasn't too bad in the end, in its own weird little way. Oh, yeah, I've still wanted in Darwin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because all those things you burnt down. (laughs) (laughs) I've done all those crimes. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God, a message. A message for the hedgehog friend. Read it. I'm reading it. Messy. Oh, don't worry. I've got plenty of sand. Plenty of sand? (laughs) Thank God. Thank God. I've got plenty of sand. You lose four sand. Jesus, if you hadn't passed. Hooray. Oh, I, I, I shiver. Jack <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brady leads the way down to the infirmary, uh, where Chai, you have come round. Hey, Rebecca I'm and Thomas, not Thomas, Rebecca and Matteo are also here, and the door opens, and Jack and Jack and Thomas stick their heads in. Hugo is still unconscious. Hey, the guys. doctor's asked if he'll survive. Still cooking. Mitch is still cooking. <coughs> who's, un- who's unconscious? Sorry, I cut out. You go. Ah. Well, as, I guess there's everyone... nothing for it then. Yeah. I get the pillow. <laughs> how's everybody feeling? Uh, a little bad, but otherwise okay. I'm glad we did a good thing, but oh, yeah. I am quite tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, um... Ah. Maybe we should all rest, says Jack, and then we can talk about this tomorrow. If you think yes. you can wait. It's probably we... a decent idea. I mean, we, we 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 know that we need to go west. Go west. Well, I'll order my ship to take us back to Shanghai, and uh, you can work out your travel plans onwards from there. Since, you know, this isn't my boat. Well, I, I hired this boat to bring me here and back again. The Chinese nationalists who helped me invade the island aren't going to travel to Kenya with you. <laughs> Shame. Um, do, do we have a way of contacting Walter, or do we have to wait until we dock? I would suggest we wait until we dock. Okay. It's probably best that you get some rest. We did a, an excellent day's work here, fellows. Several days. We had to camp out on that bloody beach. I remember. <laughs> you're always going to be. 
fun explaining why they're playing with the coming back to the hire company. <laughs> I don't really remember that, anything. That's, that's, what insurance to... is for. that's why we need to speak to Walter. <laughs> After going in that cavern, what happened? Did we, I, I, uh, I can see we won, but... Uh, we we saved the day, I say, patting you gently on the shoulder. <laughs> Thomas threw grenades. Jack shot oh, Aubrey Penhugh. Oh. The volcano exploded. We were outside the volcano at the time. There was an egg. There was an egg. Mm. The egg hatched. The great dragon of time arose from the egg and has now swammed off into the heavens. <clears throat> oh. So a normal day, then. I might be making up the bit about the dragon, but it does sound kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what they believe uh, exploding volcanoes mean in Korea, in this part oh, of the world. Yeah. You know, a volcano is erupting because a celestial dragon has been reborn and has <laughs> embarked to the heavens. Is there any truth to it? I don't know. What do you oh. think I am? I'm not a dragon expert. I don't know. You're the one that brought dragons up, so maybe. It's just a nice little legend. I've heard a lot of things that are legends recently, which turned out to be not so untrue. You're, you're the occult expert. Is there any truth to these dragons being born out of volcanoes? I, I, I look remarkably panicked, and I say, what? Who? Where? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I, I just look baffled, and then I shuffle away. Uh, you all rest up and you sleep and you recover and the boat sails back to Shanghai. Uh, it is the 12th, Saturday, the 12th of September, 1925. You are safely, finally, back at Hong Kyu House in Shanghai. Do I get any hit yeah. points back? Your hit points are no. all restored. Yay. Hit points restored. Hit points, hit points. Magic points. Whoa, not 119 hit points. With the strength of 10 men. You gather in Hong Q House, <clears throat> and Walter is there to greet you all, and he's like, you're back. You survived. It went well? It went yeah, well. Hey, it went. Walter. It went. Well, um, welcome back. Um, I'm glad it was a success. <laughs> I yeah. should commend you all, I guess, for coming back alive. I thought we were not never going to see half of you again. Uh, is, is, that, in there. Is, that why, is that why this room is full of people who look like us that you've hired as replacements? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I won't be needing you guys today. Uh, I'll let you know. And, uh... <laughs> Come back next week. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, congratulations, everyone. Um, <clears throat> I guess I need to hear what your ideas are for what we do next, are. Well, uh, we were going to have a chat with Jack, but we get the feeling it's going to be an African adventure next. So, retracing the Carlisle steps, uh, the Carlisle expedition to Africa. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do we plan to do when we get to Kenya? That's why That's a uh, we good need question. Captain Jack. Jack Brady looks at your 
I've got no idea. Um, I, I don't know where they went. I grabbed Roger because he was barking like an insane, raving lunatic, ran back to Mombasa and got on a boat to Hong Kong. I, I have no idea where the rest of them went after I got Jack out of there. Walter the opens... Mountain of the Black Wind. Walter opens his valise of clues. It's like, well, Mrs. Vanderbilt left me her notes on Jackson Elias's trip to Kenya. That might be a sensible mm. place to begin. Yeah. Does Carlisle know anything? I mean, we could stop by Hong Kong and talk to him, says Jack Brady, but he's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd have to take a boat that stops at Hong Kong anyway if we're going to Mombasa. So we could stop off at the asylum and ask Jack Brady, not Jack Brady, uh, Roger Carlyle, and see if we can glean any information out of his insanity. Worth a go, I guess, if we're not going on the way. And is there anything else we're missing at this point? Almost certainly. (laughs) So we've only got this one thing to do with Africa. Well, um, sort of two. Out of character, should I should I read our notes from June last year, which were things which are important and we may or may not be ignoring? Yes, that might be a good idea. It okay, has been a um, while. There's the Black Sphinx in Egypt, which controls a literal army of monsters. It went mm-hmm. to Kenya. Uh, okay, cool. You you did uh, learn that at some point. After it had been summoned, it was all like, off to Kenya to protect the mountain of the Black Wind! Woo! Uh, I will update my notes. Um, The Bent Pyramid at Dashur, Nelithotep's throne room. We probably don't need to go here, question mark. (laughs) That might not be true. I feel like like that was wishful thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Quick, quick question. Um, I've heard the Bent Pyramid and the Red Pyramid. Are they, like, next door to each other? They are practically... There's, like, a complex of three pyramids. There's the uh, Collapse Pyramid, the Red Pyramid, and the Bent Pyramid. They're all at Dasher on the same right. sort of, like, plateau. And, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, the Carlisles did some stuff there and then went to Nialtep's throne room inside the Bent Pyramid. Woo! I guess you guys shouldn't go in there. Yeah, nah. Nah, we're not. Yeah, keep dreaming. Uh, I'm pretty sure the well, plan no. is just to fix the eye without going in there. I'm sure it would be that. Easy. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, oh, the I, eye stone's going to be in the throne room, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we we, I, we could definitely get away with that. We'll we'll dress up as roofers and say, "Oh yeah, well, we 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 you know you know we, we're just here to check the roof," and they'll be like, "Oh, up you go then." Climb up our ancient pyramid. The eye um, stone okay. is going to be in the throne room. We don't have to recover um, the other half. The Mountain of the Black Wind in Kenya, the High Temple of Nyarlathotep on Earth. Hypatia Masters is here, uh, the photographer for the Carlisle Expedition, and the High Priestess of Nyarlathotep, Mueru, who I guess is just the High Priestess now. I was like, is Priestess below Priest? But that's, you know, sexist. She's the woman who kind of started the whole thing when she came to New York and seduced Carlisle. Mm. So she's probably one she, dangerous she, customer. Isn't she? Yeah. 
she, she's that she's the mysterious person who was fuck. He's going to be hadn't fucking drawn Avatar, that. isn't she? I, I hadn't drawn that connection at all. Thank you, Russell, for, <laughs> for filling in that gap four or five years after we got that clip. <laughs> well, maybe she's mentioned by name. Maybe I'm just forgetting. Uh, she was using uh, a fake uh, name. And Grey Dragon Island in the South China Sea. Penhu and Huston are here, preparing the Great Device in league with other agents of the Great Old Ones. This is the central focus of the ritual. Tick. <laughs> okay, so okay, That's so we've done we didn't that see one. Huston, but then I remembered we ate Huston. <laughs> mm, I did. Mm. <laughs> yum yum yum. <laughs> All right, I can I can strike through that one then. Okay, so we have Kenya and Deshaw. So we've got two places to go and explore mm. and ca- cast the Eye of Light and Darkness and. And we need to know how to fix an Eye of Light and Darkness before we go to Dasher. The Herald of Nyarlathotep, who I definitely forgot who that is, um, told us that we must seal Grey Dragon Island to slow them down, and to stop them we must stop the birth and seal the Temple of the Wind in Kenya. Yeah. Shut up, Kenya. Fuck. Mm. It seems like we're, we're going to Kenya. We have to stop the birth, I say, in character. Uh, I'll I'll expedition. I guess the only other thing is where this other half of the stone may have got to. Because if it it is anywhere other than Kenya or Deshur, then we're going to have to specifically find it. No one one had any follow-up questions about the birth? Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) We know something bad's being born, and we can't let it happen. That's enough. <laughs> I mean, <All> right. <laughs> says Jack Brady. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Games Master. Uh, <laughs> Patia Masters is pregnant with his darkspawn. Oh, oh, that doesn't sound good. I don't want to mm-hmm. think about why that's not good. <laughs> it, it it cannot be allowed to. Hatch. Perfect so, specimen. Are we blowing up this mountain? It already is, isn't it? The mountain in Kenya. Oh, right, right, right. Go to Kenya and blow that one up. Is that is that our um, MO now? Invade cult headquarters mountain and blow it up. Turn them into volcanoes. I mean, yeah, I mean, can't deny its effectiveness. I mean, every temple I've been in with you guys, I've been throwing dynamite and grenades, so... <laughs> I mean... You're quite good. You, you might want to go in for the shot put. Uh... Yeah. Surely the, it's a mountain, right? So it should be quite easy to see when we know its basic location. So we just get within 10 miles of it, cast the eye of light and darkness, then charge on in and kill anything that's still alive. Right, so... Mountains are normally wider than 10 kilometers, Miss T. In that case, we just need to find something close enough to where the actual site is on it, then. Right. So we just need to somehow sneak close enough to their secret mountain temple and do another secret ritual which they can't... without being caught. (sighs) Well, it's it's either that or hire an army of mercenaries. I mean, I I I suddenly look and I I look over at you and I'm like, 
Can we hire an army of mercenaries? Jack's like, uh, Mitt Walter's like, I'll ask Mrs. Vanderbilt if we could maybe conquer Kenya. I mean, can we, <laughs> can, can we have a private army? I mean, bear in mind that if we attack them with an army of normal mercenaries, they're just going to become kitty kibble. No, bats like this. No, no, I mean evil kitty kibble. kibble. The dark sphinx is just going to eat them and get more powerful, probably. Yeah, but it's going to eat them while we, you know, basically having an army uh, is is a distraction. So we can go and get the stuff done while they get eaten by monsters. Well, the British (laughs) Empire... are we the bad guys. The British Empire has an army stationed in Kenya, right? I mean, the British kind of like you guys, don't they? Us oh, guys. I was like, genu- genuinely, can we get the British army involved in this? Well, uh, <laughs> I think the first step is to decide how we're going to reach Kenya, says Walter. Are we taking a slow boat, or are we going to try and speed it up by getting Hugo to fly us? Where is Hugo? Um, hey, I'm just possibly dead. Oh. Jack Wade is like, yeah, he got smacked in the head by a piece of exploding mountain. Um, he'll be fine, I'm sure, once he wakes up. We can only hope. But um, should, in case he's not, should we plan for a boat trip? <laughs> we yeah, can always hire another nice. pilot. I mean, <laughs> for all we know, uh, he may have got amnesia and he can't remember how to fly a plane. Well, let's look at this world map that I've got, says Walter, and spread it out on the table. So we want to go to Mombasa? Mm-hmm. Hang on, the map is still loading for me. <laughs> I've drawn in a red line. We oh, we've travelled by red line, and cool, we're there. <laughs> <coughs> uh, what's, what's with that wicked loop-de-loop? <laughs> oh, there's another line that was there before. Oh, that's the path you took uh, from Port Port Headland from Australia to Shanghai. I'm like, I'm like, this is this is like a pleasure cruise route. Is it? We can delete that one. Yes. All right, uh, Walter takes out his little book and leafs through it. Hang on, uh, let me see. How long does it take to get from here? So. China, Shanghai to Kenya will take anywhere between 14 to 26 days. That's a um, long time. By boat. That, uh, that'll take us to the end of October, or middle of October. It's, after all, um, quite a distance from here. Hmm. I so don't... give them another month to fortify their locations after finding out Grey Dragon Island's been bashed in. It's still going to take them time to find out about Grey Dragon Island, though, surely. Magic. Don't call me Shirley. Oh, right. Um, um, well, we could try to fly, but I'm not sure how fast that would be. We could fly for a maximum of about 10 to 12 hours before having to land to refuel. Yeah, so, I mean, plus, I mean look, uh, look at the journey we had to do on the way here. I mean, Plus, no, no, no offense to Hugo. Um, I don't know. I don't know how well he'll be able to navigate us around the world. I mean, if we put in, a, say, a purple line from Shanghai, we'd have to fly down to Hong Kong. Then we'd have to fly to Hanoi. Then across to Siam. 
Then we want to hop up around to Calcutta, across India to Bombay, across to Oman, across the Ruby al across Abyssinia. So that's essentially sort of like the route we'd have to take by air, because... And but the thing is, we'd have to hope that there are, we'd have to plan in advance where the airfields are that we can land at and get fuel. Yeah, I feel like given the amount of uh, we're looking at maybe it would probably take us about seventy-two to eighty hours to fly that far with stops and resting and refueling the plane, but. That involves a lot of landing, stopping, and hoping that my book here, with all of the where and whys of all the airfields, is up to date. Hmm. We wouldn't really want to be, I don't know, flying across the tropical rainforest of India being like, there's meant to be an airfield here, and it's just, you know, some elephants. I mean, if one of our major cities, Bombay, doesn't have an airfield, then they've got bigger problems. Yes, Chai, but um, this map is deceptive, I know, but we can't fly across the breadth of India without having to land. Oh, that's what your line meant. <laughs> no, 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 that's just sort of like major locations where I know there are airfields. The plane can't fly that far. No plane it, can. It did from Port Hedland to Bolivia. Bolivia. I'm reasonably sure we haven't flown to Bolivia. <laughs> whatever this one is. Batavia. Yeah, I couldn't read it. It's pixely. Balavia. Hmm. So a boat's going to be 20 days, and um, a plane's going to be like less than that, but with significantly increased risk. Well, it doesn't even have to be increased risk. Once Hugo's awake, we can ask him to plan us a route, and we can see if it's feasible. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go some, put some stimulants in Hugo and see what happens. Um, but yeah, our choices are: we either risk flying or we go by boat or magic. Does anyone have any sort of transportation magic that will instantly transport us to Kenya? Says Walter. Hopefully. Looking at your, your wizards. Well, I've got a box you could post to Kenya. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, same. <laughs> Think if I post your boxes to Kenya, it still takes twenty four days. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, FedEx overnight them. Come on. I mean, Mrs. Vanderbilt has the ability to, I don't know, transport herself between one wardrobe and another. Can't any of mm. you guys do something similar? No, no because she's I guess, an NPC I guess we now. I guess we didn't read too far in her book, I say, somewhat acidly. Well, maybe there's something in her book. I've got a copy. <laughs> yeah, you keep it. Um... <laughs> Be worth a look. He slides copy of The Adventures of Trill uh... The adventures across the table to Miss Rebecca. <laughs> I keep sliding it until it falls into the fire. <laughs> I've got more than one copy. Yes, I know. It's an international bestseller. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't be handing that thing out like candy. It's an international bestseller. 
I haven't like you read it, Walter? Passing oh, out, you tell us if like there's passing out loaded guns. I'm not reading that thing. No, I'm just here to facilitate transport and safe places for people to stay. I've seen what yeah, happens when people read those things. Yeah, you shouldn't get high on your own supply, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I quite like Dr. Vanderbilt, and now apparently she's transcended time and space. That doesn't seem like a reason to not like her anymore. No, no, I still like her, but I'm not. She, she got that way by reading things. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's a bad way to be. He's been consumed by one of the fundamental, elemental, nightmarish gods of the universe. There's worse ways, I think. (laughs) Annoyingly, annoyingly, there's something I need to say, but uh, but it's it's knowledge that I'm reasonably sure that my previous character had, but this one doesn't, so I can't. (laughs) Roll a luck tits. Roll a luck roll for me, Jack. No, it's. I, th- I think it's. I think it's someone I met. <laughs> like, oh. I, I uh, uh, what's his name? The fucking bookseller guy. Medal. Medal. Yeah, yeah. We should talk to him, but my character doesn't know that he exists, so I can't suggest that. Now that's true. Um, <laughs> Matteo knows I, he exists. I'm ninety percent certain I haven't met him. Yeah, I, Chai's met him. I think. I think she might have. But I'm not honestly uh, certain either. Uh, I would know. In a in a in a way of working working around my meta knowledge faux pas, I say we need to find a spell that can be used to rejoin the two pieces of the capstone. And then I look over at you and I'm like, and also find the other piece of the capstone. <laughs> yeah. So... I still think I'm going to be right, and it's going to be in his throne room. It seems like the perfect place to hide something that could, you know, hurt him. Let me get this straight. After we've dealt with Kenya, we're going to have to travel to Egypt and fix what the Carlisle expedition originally broke. Or remake it. Or remake it from scratch and seal Mm. Nyarthotep away from the world once more. Yes. About the size of it. Right. So... Egypt is an abandoned wasteland of desert and sand, and the cult in Egypt have moved to Kenya to bolster its forces in Kenya in preparation for the birth of this horrific creature that is growing inside of Patient Masters. So Kenya sounds like it's going to be a jamboree filled with cultists and evil, and Egypt is kind of safe. Ish. Uh, maybe. I mean, to be fair, it probably makes sense to try and deal with Dasher first because if we go to Kenya first and stomp the evil there, while we're traveling to Dasher, there's every chance that because, you know, we've already stomped on all of uh, the bastard's plans already, that he's going to send out another tendril from, from there. Whereas if we, you know, cap it off first and then go stomp on the evil, it can't spring up again elsewhere. Makes sense, as long as we've got time to do it. I I think we have. I mean, in theory, we've potentially got longer than we thought. It doesn't necessarily have to be the eclipse. And, well, actually, no, the eclipse is probably still going to be the birth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, think, I, mean, I, think, I think it's safe to just assume that. 
Yes. When she gives birth, do we have any knowledge of when this creature is going to be born? Is it going to be born before the ritual on the 14th of January so it can take part in it? Uh, could no you any sort of do... myth or sort of cult role for that? You cannot know. You don't know. Yeah, no, we don't um, know. Do, do I know? Uh, you can roll me a extreme occult. See whether anyone mentioned it. Because uh, obviously they'd have to be like, you know, we have to uh, decorate the nursery and so on. Mm. Oh! Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know. Wow. Jack, uh, Jack's role in the cult was apparently pediatric nurse to yeah. have a <laughs> you, you, you know, You know the sex of the child and everything. <laughs> he was at the gender reveal party. <laughs> he was planning the baby shower. You'd you'd be surprised the things you hear in passing. Uh, hang on, I'm going to have to look up. <laughs> uh, you weren't expecting this, were you? No, you're not supposed to have intimate knowledge of this, but I guess you do. <laughs> in in our defence, I was the cultist. Was? Oh wait. Uh, well, you know. It's been shown that whatever I am now, I'm working largely in your best interests. The child, you know, was due to be born towards the end of December so that it would be ready to take part in the Great Ritual in January and lead the Great Ritual in uh, Kenya, giving ultimate power to the focal point that is the Mountain of the Black Wind. Remember, the yes. entire mountain is the temple to Nyarlathotep, not just, like, the caverns inside the temple. And it's oh. a massive, great, big focal point that will, you know, focus all of Nyarlathotep's power into the ether with the silver bird blasting a hole in space to make it a lot easier. Uh, but with the ritual site in Australia and Grey Dragon Island closed, they're going to need the child... They also have the Black Sphinx. Uh, they also have Moeru. They also ha- possibly have Queen Nitokris, which will be enough power in one place focused through the mountain to blast a hole in the sky anyway. It will just take them a bit longer. My big concern is that if... Oh, wait, sorry, you're, Jack, you, I wasn't someone... You. No, yeah. this was me telling Jack what yeah, he knows. Yeah, I got muddled. The, um... The child is going to be born towards the end of December. We um, we really must stop it. The child is going to be used as the focal point. Now that we've um, taken out their facility here in Grey Dragon Island, the child will definitely be more heavily involved. So, what what's easier for us to put in an eye of light and darkness in their temple or prevent the child from being born at all? Um, sort of. We need to do both. Ah. Uh, I imagine Hippatia Masters is going to be very heavily guarded, seeing as she's 
carrying the spawn of the Dark Lord. Mm. Yeah, I'm starting to get concerned about time. I think, yeah, I think I think if time is of the essence, then Kenya is the priority. I know we want to sort of repair the damage in Egypt, but that's not got a timer on it. Yeah, I mean, Nyarlathotep's throne room isn't going anywhere. It's the things he's put in play in Kenya that are probably our problem. Hmm. Uh, Walter is ruffling through some papers. So, oh yeah, and I looked through the cat's book for something. What was I looking for? All right, here we go. Carlisle's papers, America, number twelve. Um, right, here we go. These are Jackson Elias's original summary and notes. About Nairobi, uh, and what and the people he was talking to in Kenya. So possibly these are people we need to look up when we get to Kenya to try and find out where the Temple of the Black Wind is, because all of this is irrelevant if we can't track down where the which mountain it is. Hmm. Annoyingly, the plains of Central Africa are full of mountains. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hopefully, well, hopefully it's near Mount Kilimanjaro because then we can just blow up that volcano as well. And like we can't, we can't blow up every mountain in Africa, can we? No question mark. <laughs> You'd run out of mountain pow. <laughs> <laughs> and how many people we eat, really? So this might be our best source of information for what to do when we get to Kenya. Um, Walter ruffles through the list. Right. um, Rebecca, you're the reporter. Take some notes. I've got some names for you. Okay. We have a Johnstone Kenyatta. We've got a Lieutenant Mark Selkirk. Got a Nails Nelson. Sam Mariga. Yeah. Dr. Starrett. Mm-hmm. Neville German. Okay. And Colonel Endicott. And Aja Singh. Okay. Aja Singh is related to the Juju House in New York and the Ivory Wind. He's one of the importers who was exporting goods like the one in Darwin, cult, mm-hmm. occult items, to the various cult bases. So he's probably a cultist. And the rest of them are listed here in the papers with more detail. He slides them over to you both, well, to you all to have a look at. Slide. But 
Jackson Elias had to flee um, Kenya before he could finish his investigation or locate the mountain. So I guess our first step is probably to retrace Jackson Elias's steps, try and track down these people and work out where this mountain is, and um, then be very careful about wandering out into the Kenyan outback alone with nothing but some local guides and some camels or elephants or whatever it is you ride into the Kenyan outback. Elephants not the most subtle animal. No, they don't normally get them in Kenya, do you? Do you get them in Kenya? Elef- mm, I guess like you get it. African elephants, not Indian elephants. I think yeah. that's where my brain has gone. My brain was like, no, elephants are in India, but that's Indian elephants. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm reasonably sure you get elephants yeah, you in Africa, get but elephants in Africa, but I don't know where where on the continent they are distributed. No, you definitely get get African elephants in Kenya. I mean, at least we know what region in Kenya it is now, anyway. The Adabea region. Well, at least we've got some people to track down in Kenya. Yeah, definitely elephants. You know, they're in the Lion King and everything. Yeah, no, there are... Elephants in Africa. My, my my brain was just thinking like Indian elephants, and then I was like, Indian elephants? They're not going to be in Africa. What am I saying? And then I was like, No, but you get African elephants, which are... oh, I'm I'm so I'm so glad we can all agree that elephants exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not sure. I've I've never seen one, but I, I'm I'm led to believe. So it sounds yeah. like either way, we're going to Kenya first, then. Uh, in Kenya, the elephant species is the African elephant, which includes the forest and savanna elephant known as Tembo or Nodovu by the locals. Right, cool. African elephants in Africa. Good, right. Glad we settled that question. I, I genuinely can't believe you had to Google it, but okay. So, okay, Google, where do African elephants <laughs> live? Oh, Africa. <laughs> let's get some stealth elephants. They might have lived somewhere else on the continent, like the Congo or Angola. Yeah, we get some of that, uh, get some of that radar plating on the elephants to her. Right. Um, Walter's like, well, um, I guess we should decide how best to get to Kenya. Uh, Miss Causey here was going to review Lady Vanderbilt's notes to see if she can find any sort of magic that would help. Um... I'll go and investigate what ships go there, and I guess we need to wait for Hugo to wake up to tell us whether flying's possible. We can roll for him, right? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I've declared he's unconscious, possibly dying, because Nino didn't turn up. But now we can roll for Hugo. (laughs) Um... I mean, I'm just just concerned about, um... I'm. I suppose. I suppose yeah, well, the thing about this campaign is, I often feel like we're we're just sort of blundering into situations where, like, like which are hopelessly too strong for us without doing the proper research. But I don't really know what the proper research to do would be. I think the proper research here would be to 
talk to the people on Jackson Elias's list in Kenya without mm. attracting attention from the cult. Maybe see if we can find out what powers the Dark Sphinx has. There might yeah. be some legends. You can look up things about the Dark Sphinx. You could summon your supernatural allies to have a chat to them and learn things from them. They will be able Do to tell you stuff. Do we have any supernatural allies? Yeah, you've got uh, Dr. Vanderbilt, uh, Antoine Delamere, the steward of Carcosa. Uh, you've got Felix Walker, yeah. part of Yogg-Sothoth. Do you think? Do you think we? Do you think we could talk Antoine into stabbing Yarvastep in the back? We've got you've got Etienne Laurent de Marigny, the time traveling French man from New Orleans, you know, who got, I gen- who I genuinely thought you'd invented up until he came out on one of those um one of those cards. No, I didn't invent him. He's a, he's a, he's he's canon. He's he's mythos canon. It's canonical. <laughs> <laughs> We've got um, the lovely cat lady. You've got Lady Bast. You've got you've got stacks of supernatural allies. The millionaire. I need to read the other Titus Crow books still. You do, Craig. They're really good. I've got all three now. So yeah, uh, you've got stacks of supernatural enemy. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we do. do. Slip of the tongue there. That <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> and stacks of supernatural allies. Who could probably help you prepare for Kenya? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you have a good point. You guys do have a tendency to bumble headfirst into dangerous situations, and then be like, "This is balls hard." And I'm like, "Yeah, you didn't, you didn't talk to any of your supernatural friends." To, well, you did. Like Grey Dragon Island, you prepared and everything. You had a magical statue that was going to summon Bass, and then you broke it. it. <laughs> yeah, but this, we've got lots of clues, and we could do some like investigating like in person right. without nest well we could also consult supernatural allies but we've got things you could also and, and just just to put it on the table you could send telegrams to private investigators living in kenya who could go and talk to these people before you get there oh, and, oh yeah let, let. and send you reports because you oh, know when, oh sure whenever whenever, whenever we ask NPCs, npcs that'll go well <laughs> yeah, it never goes well. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Russet. Did you just say send five NPCs to their deaths? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said, word for word. Like, like we, we receive, we receive a box, and it's just their fucking entrails. It's like ah, that went as well as we expected. Well, Walter placed another call to Canary PIs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least then you know going to talk to that oh. people on your list would be bad. <laughs> no, we we prefer to waste player characters that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh fuck! Then well, that way we know how their entrails got pulled out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Gruesomely. <laughs> so we're, we're kind of. Butthole. We're kind of safe here in Shanghai at the moment because the cult here in China has been destroyed, blown up, or melted in a volcano. So we can take time. We've got a bit of time. We've still got three months before this thing goes nuclear. So I guess you need to decide what route you want to take. And... um, What research to do before you get there?
I think part of it depends on what research materials we can find without traveling. Because if we can find the research materials before we start traveling, then we can always do research while traveling. Because books mm. don't read themselves overnight. <laughs> and boats don't blow themselves up. Well, well uh... there's Hong Kong, there's Mombasa, but that's after we've traveled in terms of cities that may have more information. And besides, says Walter, opening up the valise of unknowable tomes of darkness, um, we've got this stack of dark books of us. Have we? Yes, says Walter. You currently have... Hang on, I need my list. Life as a God. The Liber Ivonis. Song of the Jinn. The Black Rites of Luve Karaf. The Gods of Reality. Uh, no. Uh, the Necronomicon that Matteo is hiding in his luggage and refusing to let anyone, anyone near. Yes. Uh, I want to read the Necronomicon. The Violet Text Commentaries, which is also in Matteo's luggage and he's refusing to let anyone near it. Uh, everyone has the copy of the Seven Cryptical Books of Hassan. Uh, oh, the bookseller Medal has your copy of True Magic. Is he uh, reading this list aloud? He's just... Yeah, yeah, he, he's going through... He's been keeping track of where all the books are for you. Uh, Who's the bookseller Madal, I say? Um, a rare book salesman who Mrs. Vanderbilt has had dealings with for the past several years. A mm. well-learned gentleman. Uh, Chai has several books, I believe. I've got some books. What's it to you? <laughs> <laughs> he, he peers over the top of his list and is like, I know which books you have, Chai. Should I read them out loud for everyone? I mean, you can, but there's definitely one he doesn't know unless he's been snooping. He's been snooping. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you've not been here for days and you've lived in the house that he's in charge of for months now. He's okay. been snooping. Um... Uh, we've got the advent of the silver key. That might be useful. Hugo has a copy of that. Uh, Mitch has got his weird sheet music full of mystical songs. And of course, there's always Mrs. Vanderbilt's book, The Adventures of Naomi Trelaw. The The problem I've got with the list you've just read out is the fact I'm 99% certain four or five of those have already been put in a this was useless junk that just cost us sanity to read bin, but none of the characters that knew that for definite are alive still. Yep, that sure is a problem. <laughs> but I, out of character, I'm pretty certain I remember which ones they are, but it's metagaming to say. Metagaming to say, but not metagaming to know. <laughs> uh, those are the thing with the books is having a particular goal in mind, like not just reading them because reading is fun, but yeah. are we actually yeah. trying to find something and then we can... So you can you know, sit down with the book with the focus of, I want to look up 
the Black Sphinx? Is it in this book? And then you make a roll. You don't have to read the whole book. You're literally just flicking through it, looking for references to the Black Sphinx. And if you don't find any, yeah, toss it to one side. Okay. Two things, well, two things that would be useful to have for us are better defensive magic and better offensive magic as well. Just better magic, then. Because we... Uh, we don't really... Well, I mean, like, no, because, like, n- I know about a thousand spells, and all of them are summon nasty monster that will bum you to death. Mm. Um, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, many of the spells in Call of Cthulhu are fucking useless, mm. unless you want to die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, like, actually known good attack and defend spells would be really useful for us as a group. I have a defend spell, but I'm pretty damn certain I can't teach it to anyone. (laughs) Just wondering if there there would be any sort of, you know, bookseller. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We could try and find the bookseller, says Walter. Uh, I'd be in London. I could. Uh, we've met him in Peru. We've met him in London. We've met him in San Francisco. So um, I, I can send a message to Mrs. Vanderbilt and ask her how we find him. That sounds like yeah. someone who might know how to travel. We could always ask Mrs. Vanderbilt if she could maybe move us quickly to where we want to go. But she's reluctant to leave the safety of her fortified Halifax home right now. Ash, you've become a doomsday prepper. (laughs) Um, It's not really being a doomsday prepper if you literally know doomsday is on the way. Well, she's prepping for doomsday. She's like, I've got a team of chumps out there to fix it all, and if they fail, I'm ready. Yeah, although although it ultimately is somewhat futile if if Doomsday has has a checklist and your name is on that list, if he specifically knows about you, yeah, yeah, you know, you'll just have to make another deal with Pasteur or escape in Etienne's time clock. <laughs> uh. Um. Or, well, or... if we. If we've got any books that really might have a clue in it, I, I'm pretty damn good, well, at Latin, feline. Ar- I've got oh. some Arabic and Japanese and English, so. I guess if it All comes right, so... to, like, the Egypt, I guess the, there might be something in this um, Black Rites yeah. books that I've been looking at. They, they talk about deities in Egypt, so maybe it will turn up there. Yeah. Makes certain sense. All right, so it sounds like we should set course back to Shanghai. Maybe rest today, and we're uh, in Shanghai. Well, we're oh, on. A, are we? Did we get back? Yeah, we got back. Yeah, you got back. We're in the house. That's why Walter's here. That's true. That's true. We did, and we should. Hmm. We want to go right. to Hong Kong. I think. All right, that one's that one's ticked off then. So should we then possibly rest up here, says Walter? And Hong Kong would be better placed for transport links onwards. It has a better airport. It has better harbour. It's better. Uh, it also has uh, Roger Carlyle banged up in its asylum. So um, maybe we could learn something from him. 
He might be a raving Fruit Loop, but he still knows everything that's going on. Yeah, mm. Hong Kong sounds like a good shout to start with, then. Yeah. Okay, I will arrange a commercial flight from here to Hong Kong for tomorrow or the day after. Um, I have a player complaint on that point rather than an in-character complaint. Just because Nido's not turned up, you're effectively saying we're going to have to leave our fucking plane that we went through the pains of purchasing behind now. No, I said... We said get a commercial flight. We own a plane that Nido flew over here. No, that... That's the true. plane that we had was traded out for the one that we actually took to Grey Dragon Island and subsequently oh, right. crashed, didn't it? Or did we, did we do a trade-in? Yeah, you did a, a purchase. You know, you did a trade-in mm. to get a seaplane, which you then crashed. That's uh, okay. Walter can hire oh, yeah. another plane, and then Hugo okay. can fly in that. Not a problem, man. And we'll be able to get more planes in Hong Kong, no doubt. <laughs> mm. Oh, Walter, I say. I don't think anybody will give us another plane in Shanghai. Yeah. Yes, yes, Jack. Um by the way, you know about the plane, right? I assume the fact you came back on Mr. Brady's boat means the plane <laughs> is on Mr. Brady's boat? No. <laughs> That's not what that means, Walter, and you know it, you little shit. Well, it's okay. Mrs. Vanderbilt is incredibly rich. I'll just <laughs> find it and I might <laughs> Maybe we might have to take a boat to Hong Kong because yeah. the local airfield is probably not going to sell us any more planes. Question, guys. Should we leave the boxes here in this safe house? I mean, I'm I mean, going to keep the house, says Walter. Once we move out, I'll, you know, end our tenancy. Well, it's just... If things go wrong, it means that we can just escape... Even if we're in midair and crashing to our inevitable deaths safely. Carry on, Rebecca. Yeah, I guess the thing with that is then no one's going to be here looking after the boxes and we're not going to be here with our anti scrying device. I don't know if that's going to be important. So. There's no I mean, guarantee you'd find the box intact. The or... thing is, the boxes aren't particularly magical in and of themselves. This house is a safe house which they don't know about in the first place. So in theory, even if we just leave this house collecting dust with just some really cheap hired security to keep a watch on the outside, it should be fine. I mean, Walter's like, I can extend the attendancy on the house and just hire some local security service to keep an eye on it. You know, yeah. like people mm. do when they're going on a trip. I mean, the only problem is, of course, once we're in Africa, if we end up having to bug out back here, it becomes a real race against time to get back to Africa to do an attempt to. If we, if we produce a second box, it supplants the first box. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, you can, ah, you can only have okay. one box. Like, I didn't know if ha- we could... However, however, you are just burning through power at that point. I've got I mean, if we fly, says Walter, we could just drop all your boxes off at, say, a hotel in Oman, or a house in Oman, 
and then they're somewhere closer to Africa. Yeah, but then we're still in the, if a plane is crashing to our deaths on the way to Oman, we're dead. Why would oh, the Charlie, plane... You're so, you're so negative. Hugo is an amazing pilot. He managed oh. to glide through the dark of the night and land on the correct reef, even if he lost the plane during the landing. I'm not necessarily naysaying Hugo here, but the plane, because we don't know what plane is, could have mechanical faults. There could be some sort of magical missile fired us by slightly peeved cultists, which blows us out of the air. The opportunities for death when you're thousands of feet off the ground are endless. And Lady Bass kind of employed me with the specific goal of staying alive. I'm just trying to do my part. Wow. Sorry, I'm being shown an extremely large lettuce. We see the lettuce? Uh, Is that just Foxby's head? Uh, No, the blue one is his head. The green one is the lettuce. Not convinced. (laughs) Um... Uh, Walter, like, well, if we if we fly to Africa, I could send your boxes on a cargo boat. Cargo boats with some random luggage on are less likely to be destroyed en route. And then a luck roll to see if we're stuck under <laughs> hundreds of tons of other things and can't get out of our boxes <laughs> and just starve to fucking death. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> No, car- cargo shipping is somewhat simpler now than it is, you know, in the 2020s. In, we're not we're not going to yeah. be locked in the middle of one hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of forty foot container crates. Yeah, <laughs> um, c- mechanical question about how the boxes work. Like, yeah. It, if there's something in the box and you go to the box, does the thing in the box go to where you were? No. No, no, you've enchanted the box, so it, the box is just empty until you teleport into it. Yeah, you putting your power no, into I mean, it is I mean, almost like putting your essence into it. So the only magic happening is it's bringing you to the part of you you left behind. Sorry, the, the deranged question I'm really asking is, could we just put some snacks in the box for when we arrive? You could put some snacks in the box as long as there's space in the box for you. Like, like some be- some beef jerky or something, you know, like a little treat. Balls of water. I don't know. I don't know why this is. Yeah, that, that, I don't know why this is where my brain has gone after you. It's crazy. It's crazy going like, oh, you know, what if we just come out? I like. Don't worry, I've got a bag of crisps. So doomsday prepping. We were talking. So you 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 sequestered some bottles of water and some beef jerky in your box. Uh. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got a, a magical box that will pull me to safety no matter where I am on the earth, and also snacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, so doomsday is happening. The alpha tep is rising, and you're just going to live in your box for a bit, <laughs> chilling in the box for a week or so on a cargo ship until it catches up with civilization that's falling down around. I mean, if we get to the point where it's that close to a wire, I think most of us are just going to turn to our books to look for another escape plan, like maybe going to live with Amigo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they don't want us. (laughs) The Amigo Um, will take you, but they have very strict rules about humans who find out about them. Yeah, yeah, they do. Hashtag brain in a jar. Right, Walter says, um, why don't 
I go and talk to Hugo, who's awake and up and about now, and we will think about getting a plane to Hong Kong. And uh, mm. you guys decide what you want to start researching first. But I'm just going to go to you. Everyone have a little discussion and think about what they would like to do when I get back. Oh. Oh. If we're reading cursed tomes, like I said, Latin's the one that I'm best at. So Anything in English yeah, I so... can read. <sighs> Uh, I can read a lot of languages, but none of them are strictly speaking useful. <laughs> mm-hmm. there we go. I can read hieroglyphics, Japanese, uh, English. Well, Look, Spanish I'm the guy from You Don't Know Jack. Are there, are there any books written in feline? I don't think it's a written language, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all it's all sense. Yeah. <laughs> See, dig, run. Run. Run, dig, run. Run <laughs> home dick. <laughs> Just I mean, it's skip. <laughs> what is that? It's it's the noise you make when you're reading too fast and you shut your genitals in the book. It sure <laughs> is. Continuing with the black rights makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like to be something helpful around Sounds like Egypt. It. There might be I mean, okay. Anyone can read. We definitely, we definitely, definitely need to do a bit of research. Um, uh, his his tempting offer of like calling down those supernatural buddies. Um, I will point like- out that at least some of those supernatural buddies, we require certain things to try and bring them back. And I'm fresh <laughs> out of Felix Walker's writing cases. <laughs> yeah oh don't, don't worry he'll be knocking on he'll be knocking on your front door at some point yeah but we don't have anything to actually trade with him for that knocking so it will <laughs> be a one-way thing now um oh god has anyone got anything that liza would have a hankering to get back bubbles too bubbles yeah. What if someone actually has bubbles or bubbles twos remain? Walter has bubbles. There we go. The the sh- the shards of Narsil. We probably could maybe get get Eliza back for a bit of a chat, but we know how much of a haggle it was with Felix. Yeah. Look, I was given a list. <laughs> yeah, I suspect if. If we do this, then I will get a similar list, I imagine. <laughs> okay, so in my notes, I've got how do we get to Kenya, fly or boat? Uh, offensive slash defensive magic. We need to find the other piece of the capstone. We need to find a spell that joins the two pieces together. But that's Egypt, so I'm going to move those down a bit. I mean, actually, I do have a source of learning some more offensive and defensive magic because I know for a fact that I can learn Elder Sign and Shriveling and then teach you guys. Yeah, those those would be useful. Um, although for the practical use of the Elder Sign is uh, 
again, it's one of those Cthulhu spells where, like, you're like, ah, a man with a knife is coming towards me. I shall start casting this spell, and in twelve to thirteen working days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do also. Well, both me and Tom. I think Thomas has it as well. Um, can can talk to Bast, of course, for some. Yeah, I've got one I, like, like that. I haven't learned it yet, but I know of it. I under I understand why it is the way it is, but a lot of the spells in Call of Cthulhu that would be fantastically useful are like now um, you must sit every night for fourteen weeks holding under, a banana at the sky for an hour. Waterfall. <laughs> Well, for some of the really like, long ones, like we've, we're, we're under time pressure, but we do have like eight, twelve weeks. So if we, if we do have some Uber spell lying around, then no, it might uh, be I, reasonable. But I'm, I'm, I meant more. It's like the spells where, like, situationally, it would be really useful to cast. But what I've got, about I've got a if we make, a spell that makes me invisible? Of the outer gods. Mm-hmm. Oh, the ignorance I've got a spell, one. A spell that makes me that makes me effectively invisible. Uh, but it, one, ta- it, it takes two weeks to Se- cast. No, so it takes like... seven days. Seven days. So technically, <laughs> if we're flying or on a boat, maybe you could pull it off. I don't want to cast it on a plane. I'll starve to death. No one will bring me snacks. Eat your own snacks. Oh. Uh, you can't get your own snacks on a plane. That's not allowed. Who's going to stop you if you're effectively invisible? Oh. The power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's why that's why in every Ryanair flight, they're always out of the ham and cheese toasties. <laughs> just at the back. I'm invisible, just go, no, no. Hang on a second, I have to, I have to ask a question. Oh, Ash is back. Doing a little dance. How much does that spell cost again? I'm gonna feed no. Buy two cats. Oh, okay, that's really simple. It only takes two rounds. Just seems like a bad idea. What? What's a bad idea, Pete? Giving anyone the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best of ideas that are available to us. Considering if it's one of the two main copies we had that's supposed to be the whole collection of the scrolls, and it was one of the scrolls which caused the boat incident. There is well, quite. There is a risk. <laughs> so much risk. I mean, it's certainly a way to get a lot of spells. Mm. Yes, but at what cost? What cost, indeed. Lots of cost, that is the answer. So much, much cost! cost. Right, I'm back. Sorry about that, everyone. Avona is gone now. What? He's in Grand Canaria. How dare he be gone? Well, he dared. Well, um, I have rolled Hugo's navigation... And we are going to Tibet. I think that means we're getting on a boat. Hey, Ash. Yeah? Managed to unlock the map last night in Satisfactory. 
Ooh, Matt. Yeah, one tractor full of quartz was enough, apparently, to go up the quartz tree that far. Nice, nice. Yeah. And the route back to base was actually surprisingly easy, it turned out. You found a good route then? Yeah, although I did have to build a fuck-off giant ramp up the power lagoon, but I was going to have to do that at some point anyway. And that ramp is really not fast to drive up in a tractor. Um, I've, I've forgotten. Did we say we were going to keep this house as a backup? Um, there are two thoughts on that. There are people who don't have a lot of POW who are going, yeah, nah, I don't want to have to spend the POW making another box. Yep. And there's the people who've got a fair bit of POW, I think, who are going, yeah, it's certainly not going to hurt until we're somewhere safe to do it again. Although we'll need another box. I just, yeah, I probably can't realistically spend any more power on that. No, that's venture. fair. That's fair. Right. I mean, do you, you don't even have one box, do you, as Mateo? Um, no, I don't think he does. I know, Jack, you and me have a box. Yeah. Rebecca didn't. It? Yeah. If you're holding someone where you use the box, do they go with you? Pretty sure that's a no. <laughs> Does do the chunks of them you happen to be touching go with you? <laughs> well, oh, okay, we, we saved his head. <laughs> Either way, we've talked about um, contacting people, and I have piped up about Bast already. Yep. And it's a ridiculously cheap spell for it, and there are cats around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I wanted to do that before we left. I am going to use the magical talk to Bast phone. If I do it as well, would it assist? I guess you, you can like a... do it as well at the same time. Yeah, because I did she it. Might I be annoyed doing... us if she has to talk on two phones at once. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll assist you <laughs> with a bonus die sort of well, thing. Well, before you start rolling anything, <laughs> let's wait for me to go round the room. Sight. I'm just labelling in the route you would have to fly. Yes, Hugo has worked it out. Oh, my God. Right. Um, Matteo, what are you doing? Um, what's the time? Oh, mid-morning at this point? I don't know, I'll just got to ch- check on the cats. Do we still have cats with us? You do indeed still have cats with you. Bigbucketofcats.com uh, check, check how the cats are doing after all this. I've got a feeling most places we go are going to have cats <laughs> with us these days. The cats are pretty chill, the kittens are being adorable and fluffy and kitten-like, and the two do adult I... cats are mostly having a nap. Do, do I still have do I still have the kitten that adopted me? You do still have the kitten who adopted you. Uh, you have been informed their name is Gary. Hang on a second, I think my alarm's going off. I need to stop that. Gary's a cat. You have been Definitely adopted by a common cat name. It is, yeah. Um, you've been adopted by Gary the kitten. You are his human. 
All right, Matteo, you're checking on the cats. Yep. The cats seem pretty chill. Roll your feline. Um, one second. Uh, is it gone? Sorry, I've lost it. There it is. Right. I failed it. You're talking to the cats. They're mostly meowing at you and demanding food, and they're not really in the mood to have long philosophical conversations about saving the world. They want some pampering. <laughs> so you end up having to pamper the cats and feed them some tuna. That's fine. That's about my speed right now. I just want to... <laughs> Matteo is, is, is sitting in a room in the house feeding the cats. Yes. In a, in a zen, zen-like state of being surrounded by cats. I want yeah. to do something relatively normal like pet some cats. Is it really normal when you can understand what the cats are saying? It's uh, close enough. <laughs> right. Thomas, what are you doing? Are you going to join Chai in summoning Bast? Yeah. Okay, you and Chai are going to be doing that. Rebecca, what are you doing? Uh, so we still haven't really decided on travel. I could read the Black Rites, but then if Chai and Thomas are going to talk to Bast anyway, I don't know if I'll necessarily learn any more from that than they will. Um, I guess we'll see how that goes anyway, and then maybe think if there's more to do. Maybe I'll read Cat's book to see if there's anything more there around fast mode of travel. Okay. And Jack, what are you doing? Um, I, I'm still on a bit of a research kick. Um, we were spoken. We were spoken of the Black Sphinx, so uh, I'm going to skim some of these books and see if there's anything useful in there about them. Okay. Right. So I will deal with Rebecca first. As she is skimming through the adventures of Trelawney Lathot. Roll me a D100. Okay. That's a number. What number did you get? 86. That is above the book's mythos rating. Yes. Whilst there are many interesting spells in this book... You are yet to see any that specifically leap out concerning travel, or you haven't undecoded any new ones that are hidden in, like, the diagrams and images and patterns filling the book. Mm-hmm. You can only... You could learn one of the spells that are listed in the book, but you don't discover any hidden spells currently. Okay. You could cast the Unspeakable Promise and summon Hastur... He's a, he's a supernatural yeah. personage. Hmm. Let's uh, let's err on the side of no. <laughs> oh, but 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 the unspeakable promise—it went so well last time. I mean, it did go on balance, not terribly. <gasps> oh, oh, oh! How about speak to the father of maggots? That's a good one. Hmm. What's block? Don't know. Wow. I think if the bad if the, if the bad guys wanted anyone to speak to them, they might like 
choose names for spells like commune with fluffy bunny but i guess father of maggots let's have a look through the list okay uh, you have a look through the list of spells right uh jack which book are you going to skim through uh, how about I tell you the languages? Uh, do, do we have them? We have access to Walter's valise, right? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, I can read English, Latin, and Yithian. Right. I'm just having to open. <laughs> we got any of those books? Pardon me for burping, so it was not me, it was Nido. Nido, if he disagrees disagrees with me, he will object. Uh Indeed. Uh, Matteo, are you letting anyone near the two books that you're hiding from everyone? Um, Not deliberately, but I'm also not guarding them. Right, okay. So what you're saying is we can steal books from you. I'm saying that if someone knows that I have them and wants to attempt to get them from me, they can decide how much, how worried they are about me being angry about that later. I'm just opening all of the books that Walter knows about, so I can see the languages they are in. <clears throat> right. Uh, Walter can let you... You said what languages was that? English, Latin, and... Uh, uh, Yithian. Okay, well, Nameless Cults is in English. Uh, Hugo won't let you borrow his copy of Advent of the Silver Key. That's his, but he doesn't think it'll be much use to you anyway because you can't read the language it's written in. Hmm. Uh, that's in Chinese. Uh, Walter informs you that Matteo has Liza's copy of the Necronomicon in Latin and he has Liza's copy of uh, the Raleigh Commentaries, which no one has read because it's in Chinese. Uh, the Gods of Reality is in English. The Song of the Jin is in Arabic. The Liber Ivonis is in Latin. Life as a God is in English. I'm just going to write up a little list for you. That'll be oh, easy. Because we're all about to ask in a few minutes again, probably anyway. I don't. I don't think my laptop has phono out. Oh no, it does. Were you not literally just holding one? Phono. You know where I'll sell it. That one, that one over there. Right. I have done a quick list of the books you have and who has them and what language they're in. I will upload this to. Roll 20 momentarily. Because, yeah, I should have done this beforehand because you have so many useful things. 
Yeah, that, that's the thing. We're, we're lugging around all these books. I just need to write down some quick reference notes for myself. And there's one rule that doesn't come up very often. It's called the mythos rating. Every mythos book has a mythos rating. And that's a, I need to know about X mythos horror. Is it in this book? Like, randomly scribbled in a margin or in a weird diagram and I'm able to translate it. So it's not the main thing the book is about, but Mm. it's like in the book and you've just not noticed it before because it's part of some cryptic bullshit. And you can roll that mythos rating to see if the thing you're researching is in the book. Question. Is there some sort of common sense rule to that, though? Because, for example, the Reli texts aren't really likely at all to have anything about the Dark Sphinx in it. Because it's going to be a Cthulhu-based book, so why would it have the Dark Sphinx in it at all? Because it could be there could be a random diagram, a crazy mad nonsense person who wrote the thing has scribbled in one margin all about the Dark Sphinx in a random raven. And no, there isn't any sort of common sense to it then, because they're not books that are bound by common sense, basically. Well, well, it's 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 more it's more that we're not you know these aren't pristine and new books. They've been owned by like hundreds of fucking sorcerers over the years who who may have been like, oh, I can't find a post-it note, I'll just write this dark incantation yeah. in the It's like Fermat's last theorem, but for sorcery. Pretty much. Right, uh, I've just been writing down some notes. Uh, right, uh, that's my secret copy of my secret notes that can go on the GM layer. I'll take a look at that. That'd be fine. You are not allowed access to the GM layer. It's secrets that player characters are not meant to know. No. Let's move this to the Mythos Tones folder and show to players. Blam. There we go. These are all the books that you own and have in your possession and have... Semi easy access to the person's name is the person whose possession it's currently in, or knows. If it says Walter, it's because one of you guys has it, or Walter has been keeping it safe whilst you were off, nearly dying in the ocean. Hmm. Except for Cat's book, everyone has a copy of that. I was like, yeah. I was like, English. Everyone has got a wider circulation than the fucking Bible. <laughs> we leave it in hotel rooms now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's that hotel chain that's owned by the Vanderbilt? <laughs> Quite an important, famous one. I can't remember which one. Is it Radisson or um, Edison? There's a there's a really swanky upmarket hotel chain that the Vanderbilts still own today. <laughs> Not sure. Okay. Uh, so, Jack, which book would you like to leaf through first? Um, sorry, I, I was momentarily distracted. He's he spent the last ten minutes uh, cracking the TV. <laughs> uh, the um, the, t- the TV came in lockdown hotel only mode. Um, so he he just like broke the firmware on the remote control, <laughs> and now the TV. 
he's reprogrammed the TV so it'll just work. Okay, well, well done. Because <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't let you attach HDMI devices, but I suspect now it will. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Fair enough. Away from his lunacy for a while. Um, Come back to my lunacy. Yeah, it's much, it's much warmer here. Um, Gods of Reality has a, has a vibe to it, doesn't it? Uh, that's one of the... Um, I will start there. This is Robert Huston's mad mm. ramblings that he wrote yeah. under the sands in Australia. Yeah. I knew that it was... It's, it's very close to the case. Yeah, that, 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 that was the one I opened and then summoned Huston with. Hmm. Hey... I need you to roll me a D100. Twenty. You sadly don't find anything about the great, uh, the Black Sphinx. You do work out that there are three spells in here. Um, mostly, it's Huston's mad ramblings about how he is going to be god king of the uh, entire Australian subcontinent once he um, masters the uh, Yithian's powers over time. Hmm. Mostly, this is... Uh, it kind of starts out like a journal of Huston's exploration of the great the city under Australia, finding it, going to the coordinates. It's like a actual... Um, you know, exploration diary, and then it dissolves into mad ramblings of insanity. But there is no black sphinx in here that you can see. Plenty about flying polyps and the great race of Yith and the city under the sands and three interesting spells that you could try and decipher. But otherwise, not much use. Uh, um, I make a note of the fact there are three spells. I'll update your notes. Um, what was the thing called? Uh, uh, life has gone. Uh, we're at two hours, by the way. Okay. Chai and Thomas, uh, let's move you back to the house. Back to the house. House, house, house. All right. Walter has retired. Wait, is Noel not here? Noel's here. Peter has gone to lie down because he's very ill. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Noel is just showing up on mute. I thought they were. I thought Noel was server muted, which would mean that he, that he would never have recorded anything he said in the last session. But it's okay. It's just a regular mute call. We call. Right, the house. Chai and Thomas, where are you going to do this summoning of Bast? With two cats somewhere. Pick a room on the map. Um, I think Bast would probably prefer... Is it a nice day? Uh, roll me a d20. d20. Nineteen. Oh, I need my, I need my weather list. Hang on. Monsoon. Completely possible somewhere like Shanghai, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Why can't I open this file? It's uploaded. 
Oh, I'm going to have to drop it into a handout, aren't I? Yeah. Is it the right time of year for a monsoon, though? I don't know. September. Don't know if that's monsoon season. I'm the GM. It can be monsoons whenever I feel like it. <laughs> All right. I need you to roll it again, Craig. Again. 13. And once more. This where we we're feeling. Three, five hurricane going. Four, right. It is about 10 degrees hotter than normal. There's a light wind and it is lightly drizzling. Like, you know, that sort of like heavy yeah. continuous drizzle that makes everything sodded and wet. Oh, it's fucking horrible, basically. It's humid and raining, and the rain is warm, and, yeah, it's not a nice day outside, Craig. Yeah, we won't be doing this outside, then. Um, Are we in here, then? Yeah, yeah, that room makes sense. No you're going to go, go do it in the box chamber? The box, the box chamber. Room, yeah, that'll do. Jack's box just moved. There we go. I don't know why Jack's box wasn't in there. So, uh, Thomas and Chai, and you've got some cats in the box, room with all the boxes. Mm-hmm. All right, you're doing that. Rebecca is learning spell. Uh, Matteo has wandered off to have a nap. Hugo is with Walter working on plain things in, in the other room. All right, so yeah. summon, summon Labast, if thy dare. And can. Um, we sure can. Don't use, don't use so we click the spell and then it doesn't roll pow. We need a normal power roll as well, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well I, I managed that. There you go. <laughs> don't need me. And 10 points of magic. Um, you can share. If Thomas makes the roll, you can share the MP cost between you both. You want a Tom? Yeah, hang on. Where's my pal? There it is. Yeah. Oh, that's not a 97. It is Where's not. Where's the critical failure, Thomas? A 97, a 97 wouldn't be a critical fail. <laughs> it would still be. What? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to share 50 50. Cool. Okay. Uh, the cats are all like, meow, meow, meow. And you're all like, going meow and swaying as you meow and whispers strange words in ancient Egyptian. And then the door opens, and a very tall, regal-looking lady with ebony skin steps in, dressed in a long, flowing white dress that has, like, um, ankh and bast symbols, you know, embroidered into the, into it. Oh, my. I thought this was just communicate, not summon, but all right. I'm Thou. <laughs> Yeah, bow, nod. She looks at you. Hello, my children. We did the thing. You did, and I have come. I am here physically manifest on this earth. So, you know, it makes it a lot easier to communicate with you. That is a wonderful thing. Um, Yes, we have Felix Walker to thank for that. Such a strong, brave, handsome man. Ah... He's also very good at parties. You're aware of our timeshare deal with him, right? Yes, you're fools. She settles <laughs> down 
uh, opposite <laughs> you both. Yeah, but we're your fools. Yes, you are my beloved fools, but you're still fools. They are not the Felix Walker you know, not anymore. Yeah, I, I didn't even know him. I'm fairly, <laughs> sure. never met him. I'm fairly sure the rules of it are ironclad enough that it shouldn't be too much of an inconvenience. He can take over you whenever you like. You might be in your final showdown with Nyarlathotep, and he'll be like, right, it's time to write some travel blogs! Oh, Except I that have, was directly to... against the rules, actually. No, no, he has to keep you safe, so he'd just teleport your body somewhere safe. Ah, uh, no, no, we very specifically said, I'm guessing this is to GM now, not fast, by the way, <laughs> we very specifically <laughs> said he is not allowed to interrupt life or death scenarios. No, you didn't. Yes, we fucking did. We spent hours arguing this out. You are not twisting this on me now. <laughs> I will really? go back and listen to every fucking word of that recording if I have to. I have it all written down, and there are enough loopholes and wiggle holes that he could be like, but it wasn't a life and death situation. I was possessing you. You were perfectly safe. Pretty sure it included our friends, but... Let's let's talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> smiles at you. So, why have you summoned me, children? Mostly for advice on the next stage, because as you know, we're going to Egypt next with two things we need to do there, and I'm pretty sure we, even though it's kind what? of your home lady... What probably... two things in Egypt do you need to do? Uh, well, we, well the, our first priority is to take out the last sort of sect of the cults, their activities in Kenya, where they're going to do their big nasty ritual. That's not in Egypt. Yeah, I don't Sorry, know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I battled very confused as that was the GM. I was like, only one thing in Egypt. Yeah, and then the thing that is actually in Egypt is putting the seal back on... Um, Bent pyramid. The ceiling, the complex at Dashur would be a good thing. The mountain of the black wind cannot be sealed from the outside. Ooh. The entire mountain is a dedicated temple of Nyarlathotep. The only way to seal it would be to erect the seal somewhere in the grand temple inside the mountain. Preferably on top of the altar. But um, I suspect the cult of the bloody tongue aren't going to be like, Sup, people doing a mysterious ritual around our god's altar for 12 hours. Yeah. I've right, just got this mental image of Lady Bath, the goddess, going, Sup. Is she contemporary for, you know, 80 years in your future? Mm. <laughs> um... um I do not know where the mountain is. It is one of the most closely guarded secrets. You will need to speak to someone who has access to information. Mm -hmm. I would suggest the Seneschal of Kadath, but the only safe way to contact him would be to contact him in the Dreamlands. Um, oh, Hugo's a dreamer, isn't he? We can probably set him to task on that. I do like the idea of keeping a whole mountain a secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a like little signs posted around the base, like "Don't look." <laughs> Not a mountain. Oh, probably a, magic. Probably magic, and also which mountain? 
Is we've not got witches to deal with as well. Oh no. Yeah, Nina, you missed a lot. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Don't want to go to witch. Okay. Um, no, thank thank you, Lady Bus. This is obviously very useful. Um, we do know of certain entities that are waiting for us in the what was it the black wind temple the mountain of the black wind mountain of the black wind um like a, a dark sphinx and um his queen um and his unborn spawn i was aware that the black sphinx walks the earth and its army of the sands has departed for kenya and guards the path to the mountain at least that's what I assume it's doing. Queen oh, Nita Greece no. is currently in 1917. Oh. She's catching up with us then. Yeah, she is. Wow. How far back did we throw her? About 500 years. Oh, she, she's basically five minutes behind. <laughs> I can feel the fabric of reality being bent beneath the paws of the Hound of Tindalos. She has enslaved her cause. Yeah, I get the feeling if we got yeah, if we want to sort out the Kenya debacle, we got to do it quickly because she'll arrive before the ritual starts, no doubt. You are in no way ready to face Kenya. Maweru is summoning all the cultists from every cult on Earth for the ritual of the birth. And then in January, the great opening. Thousands um, of people I'm not here. will be descending on the mountain. You might be able to slip in with the crowds when you approach, when you finally work out where the mountain is. But you need to be prepared. Hmm. So we need stealth. <laughs> Disguises, stealth. Mm. Preferably talk to all of your allies. Don't go alone. Go as a group. Summon as many people who owe you favours as you can. Ideally, you don't even need to seal the temple. You need to kill the spawn, kill the high priestess, and drive off the queen. And that would just disrupt them enough that they won't be able to do the ritual. If they cannot do the ritual, and the spawn... Well, if the spawn is not born, they have no hope of opening the gate. With the uh, device in China destroyed. Ah, okay. So that's the critical link. Okay. So if we... All right, so th- th- there's a few... Op- I mean, none of them are easy, but we've got a few options at least. At least you have me on your side. You should visit my great temple in Alexandria. I can empower you and your companions if you come to my temple. Okay, that and I'm going. Like I'm a good thing to do, Ben. Yeah, I'm going to assume it's a very bad idea to try and summon you in, in that temple because I know you and he <laughs> don't get on well. I am not coming to the temple, Black. Yeah, I did not think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming, and you can't make me. <laughs> so that's going to be a nope. Yeah, no, just 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 making sure. RSVP, no. That is a problem for mortals to deal with. Oh, sure. There's only so far. convenient. I don't say that. Good to slap you. (laughs) There is only so far I can interfere. You saw what happened when Nodens interfered to banish Azathoth. 
You had to return to the dreamlands and the great abyss. We don't want that with our lady. No, because if she's getting banished, she's going to, like, off one of you. Yep. Well, if she offs one of us, she offs both of us. Yep. Yep, yep, don't, don't get fast banished back to the dreamlands or else she's killing you both. I'm kind of hoping that we can slowly over the next few years just chew enough people up and take their power that instead of offing us, she can just take a vast quantity of power off us and not kill us if that scenario ever arises. I have Chai. Chai is already planning her mass murder. <laughs> Bobby, ready? Okay. And I'll, it will be um... bad, people. <laughs> is there anything else you wish to ask me whilst I'm here? Do you, you know of any way that we can, if we can get both parts of the broken eye of light and darkness, that we can fix it? What broken eye of light and darkness? The one from the top of the pyramid in Dasher. Yeah, it's apparently been broken in two. We've got one piece, but not the other. So we we can make a new one, but if we had the other piece, it could make it easier if we know how to sort of repair it. And, and making a new it. one requires a hundred the power and all of the innocent blood again, which yeah, we're not if, good at finding. <laughs> if you can find both pieces of the broken seal. You must place them back where they belong at moonrise, and the red pyramid will take care of it itself. Oh, okay. The oh. red pyramid itself was built so that the eye of light of darkness would shroud all of Egypt. Ooh, quite a big conduit then. Yes. Replace okay. the stones at moonrise, and the pyramid will sort itself out. Last question, I think, which I'm pretty sure I know the answer to anyway. Any idea where the other half is? (laughs) No. Okay. I was not on Earth when it was shattered. I was hiding in my realm in the dreamlands from the other deck. Makes sense. Right. Anything else you wish to um, is it okay for us to maybe go and call our friends in, just in case they have any thoughts that we've forgotten? Yes, but only if you bring me some of whatever it is Mitch is cooking. It smells delicious. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Um, I'm sure Mitch <laughs> will be happy, question mark. Uh, a big, a big healthy heaping bowl of leopard stew. Um, oh. Okay, I, I go to the kitchen first, then quickly, <laughs> to see Mitch. Mitch has got three frying Ow. pans spread out before him, and he's holding two fish slices. What do you mean there was no operation before? What? No. Sorry, my TV's like, nothing's going on, shall I shut down? But Discord is on it, doing stuff. Yeah, but you haven't pressed a button in like six hours. There must be some way of turning that off. That's really annoying. There is, it's in the settings. Sorry, this TV is new, and I haven't worked out all of its weirdnesses. Okay. It's just trying to save the environment, Russet. I like I like the concept of... Uh, uh, why is why is, uh, why is Mitch turned into the Swedish chef with the two fish just 
right, uh, hang on. I need to roll Mitch's cooking to see how good it is. Tell oh, Fox B I'm rolling oh, his oh, cooking. God. Victory feast on okay. That's decent. Yep, it's decent. Mitch has got like he's frying what look like several different types of fish at once with fish slices and tossing various sauces in. Hey, he hey, Mitch! Picks up some like a stone earthenware crock and pours some liquid into one of the frying pans. Yes, Jai. We have a literal goddess in the next room. <laughs> she likes the smell of what you're cooking. How soon till it's ready? Um, let me roll Mitch's sanity first. <laughs> it's a good goddess. a goddess. It's a good goddess, yeah. Yeah, you didn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't still... be asking for food for <laughs> fucking Yelfa to have if he turned up. Liza would. <laughs> He's like, about five minutes. Okay, well, that, does... that's great. Um... Cool. Can can we have some sent through when it's ready, please? I was going to serve lunch, so sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe um, I, I China this time. Give him a <laughs> thumbs up and then run to let Jack and Rebecca know quickly as well. I burst into the room where Rebecca is learning a spell, and Jack is all like. There's nothing about the Black Sphinx in this stupid book about how Huston's going to be the god emperor of Australia. What just, a waste just, of time. Just to be sure, after each page, I just tear it out and burn it. <laughs> nope. Hey, guys. Bast's here. You, you should probably come over and say hi. Oh, I will do that. If I'm done what I'm doing, I can do that now. She's here in here. person. Here, yeah, yeah. Because... Because we tried to talk to her, and it turns out she's decided to come. Why don't you oh, talk? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, you I, ju- and you just did a guess who's coming to dinner for Mitch. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I tell Hugo as well. I assume I know he's conscious and with us and yeah, actually he, Nido now. Hugo is with, with uh, he's been conscious for a while. He's yeah. with Walter in another room. Okay, uh, Jack and Rebecca, do you head over to the room where Chai is? Y- y- yes. Okay, uh, Chai, I assume you burst in on Hugo and Walter. Yep. Hey guys, Bast's here, you should come say hello. <laughs> also, dinner's nearly ready. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, pleased, I'm pleased that you did that in that order. Oh, dinner's ready, also there's a goddess. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of like... Oh, okay. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah, come along when as soon as you can. It's, it's <laughs> I, food to keep I God's think, rating. I think Especially I think I would. Nice I think I would at this point turn to Walter and so and say maybe do go and get the fine china <laughs> if you're going to serve dinner. <laughs> and right. we have um a special guest. You all congregate in the main hall. Uh. Matteo rocks up and Mitch eventually turns up carrying a huge platter of beautiful Chinese style lightly fried fish. <laughs> and like you all enter. Fancy sea bass. Yeah, fancy sea bass, uh, tiger fish, and um, 
lemon sole made from real souls. Um, but fake lemons. Um, yeah, uh, there is a beautiful ebony-skinned lady there in a long white and gold dress, and she smiles at you. Hello, everyone. Please, be seated. And every cat in the compound is also in this room. Yes, it's hopefully uh, Mitch has made oh. enough to go around. How have you all been? Uh, quite well, I think. I don't have much longer to remain, but uh, Chai here thought you. some of you may have questions for me. We've already asked about the Eye of Light and Darkness. That will fix itself, apparently. So that's nice. Do you, do you know where the... Uh... Where the missing half of the capstone is. They already asked me that. Yeah. I do not. Oh. Could I'm it... not all knowing or all seeing. Could they have left the other half there? Or do we know definitely that the other half is not already there and they only took one half with them? Well, Jack Brady picked up one half when it fell down the pyramid and landed near him. He assumes the other half fell down the pyramid in another place. So it could still be there. Maybe. If the, if there's been no trace of it in any, if there's been no sighting of it, then that would suggest that it was never taken. Oh, by the way, we need to go via Alexandria. Why? I sigh longingly and bring up the map to take a look at where Alexandria is on the map because I didn't think Alexandria still existed. Because Lady Bass Temple's there, and she she can help us a bit more if we go there on the way. I. Oh. Um, where specifically in Alexandria? Um, I'll send someone to get you when um when you arrive. Oh, thank you uh, very much. Where where is Alexandria on this map? I will mark it for you, Nido. It's on oh. the A. It's it's literally just north of Cairo. Oh. Um, no, I'm confusing it with the lost library of something, something. If okay. I move you to the map of Egypt, you can see it even better. See, it's here. Alexandria. Hold on, scrolling. It's where the lost library is. Its ruins are there. Ah, okay. Okay. I thought like the whole thing was raised when that happened. Um, yeah, BR, well, BRB. It was pretty burnt down, but people yeah. tend to rebuild cities, Nido. Like like when London burnt down and it's you know where am I living currently? Uh yeah, but you know. I guess that would suggest we're going to Alexandria before Mombasa, but that's likely to be a good idea in this case. That is between you and your friends. Mm-hmm. If none of you have any other questions for me, um, Jack had to be right back. Yeah. Yes. Well, Rebecca, do you have any questions for me? Uh. Not sure. Uh, Null brain has shut down. <laughs> How does one reboot a null? <laughs> now you have to wiggle the little pole into the little hole at the back of his neck and press the reboot <laughs> button. I'm glad you said neck, though. Um, <laughs> um, I guess if we've asked about the 
Iron Light Darkness and the Black Sphinx and Is are there any more I guess things like the the sort of resources in the Black Rites that could be helpful? Are there any more books or similar? Vendenev will be an ally. Etienne Laurent de Marigny would be a strong ally if you can convince him to step down off the fence of neutrality. Mm. And Miss Lin Yen Yu in Shanghai may have items of mythos, worth, and power. And there are many secrets hidden in the mad ramblings of Roger Carlyle. Mm. I'm trying to think of Vendenef was, but it's. Aqua. Ah, yes. Evendenev is Ithakwa wearing Samuel's body remodeled into suit. a beautiful female flesh suit. Yeah. She, she's not on board with Nyala the Tech conquering the Earth. She, she has wants her, to do that. She has her own evil plans for the Earth, but you know, she can't do them if Nyala the Tech takes over. That's the next campaign. <laughs> it literally is the next game I want to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, uh, Hugo, do you have any questions for me before I depart? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that we could. Anything? Hold on. The Sewing Lama in Shangri La may also be of help. Oh, we went there recently. Um, By oh, accident. Maybe someone should mention something that I won't know yet because I wasn't in the room when it happened. Hint, hint. I'm, I mention it. What is it I'm mentioning? Something related to me. And Bast. Oh, said. right, right. And I've... Um, yeah, <laughs> so... Um, we need someone to go and talk to one of our allies. I just look, look pointedly at Hugo. <laughs> uh, okay, why, why are you looking at me? How do you feel about talking to the steward of Kadath? Um, do, Russet, do I know who that is? Well, your dream law. Why are you in bed, Nita? Because it's comfy. Also, also like, Corona is almost always doing these games in bed. He just sits up. Um, uh, no, I, I have a special... I have a special... Yeah, that's it. I'm actually in a bed right now. Uh, because it's too cold outside. <laughs> no, it's too huh. it's too hot. It's much too hot outside now. Extreme like, success. Like, look, look, look at how hot it is out there. I'm not going out there. You said the sun was deceptive. It's risen. <laughs> it's higher <laughs> in the sky. That was 14 hours ago. It's too hot. Hugo, I'm going to send you a message. Because you rolled an extreme success. I'm going to assume via the telegrams. <sighs> I learned a fascinating thing about Columbus the um, other day. Oh. Um, well, when he was all like, I can sail to the west and find the Indian India and all the spices. Queen Catherine of Spain was like, the planet's round, you idiot. You can't just... You're going to run into something. Else. Oh, fine. Go, go. Go and die and get out of my court. And then he found America, and she was all like, oh. Well, I was expecting him to sail off into the sunset and never return, but I guess he did. 
Mm. Certainly found something. I thought you said you found something out about Columbo. <laughs> no, no, not 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 Columbo. I need to. I sent you your message. Oh, was it right? There it is. Sanity Rah. check, Hugo. Oh, sanity check. Okay. I mean, it's not like I'm going to have to go. There, it looks like I can bring him elsewhere. Yeah, but oh, it's still goodness. not nice to think about having anything to mm. do with this place. Mm. Helm, I'm... helm, 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 helm. I'll wait till Aroda's back before I say words. I um, I do some roleplay. Um, I pull on a somewhat frowny expression. And I'm basically like, I need to speak to you-know-who's butler, basically. Uh, yes. Yeah. He used to be one of us. Oh. Oh, really? Antoine Delamere? Um. Oh, hang on. Someone's knocking at the door. I don't think you ever met him, Hugo. Yeah. He was a nice but, chap. No, he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have done yes. when he wasn't but... pooping himself. <laughs> hey, you were heavily involved in that. <laughs> Not sure if I met him. I don't think you did, Rebecca. No, he uh, he sadly departed in the deep depths of the Indian Ocean. And now, and now he's now Arthur snooty French butler. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Antoine is indeed Nial of the Tet's snooty French butler. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. And besides, as the ho- whole world knows, Antoine Delamere was Felix Walker's pen name for his raunchier travel novels. <laughs> no, for the uh, for the ones I thought would be less well received. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those ones too. <laughs> For the for the ones where I really didn't bring my A game for the writing, Flinty is just continuing to plot your <laughs> damn full of murder <laughs> for the shameless bashing of his character's I, reputation. I published his books or whatever. Yeah, under your Ura- name and erased him from the history. Oh, he was just a pen name. <laughs> I mean. I mean, Felix Walker literally could, at this point, erase I'm, him from history. I'm, re- I'm reasonably, <laughs> I'm reasonably sure this wasn't, this wasn't my idea, but, uh, but whatever else it says is fine. Um, oh, Work it, me. I'm literally bast right now. Ow! Uh, well, I thankfully don't have to go to you-know-whose realm to sort this out. We can apparently summon the butler elsewhere, a place called the Hearts of the Dream. And do I know? Do I know what what, what that is, Russet? No, that will require more research. Okay, I will do some dreaming tonight and visit the library. All right. Good to know you're on board with doing that. Anyway, I am going to see if it's possible before I make any promises. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me before I depart? Bast says, enjoying a fork full of delicious fish. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Um, how many 
eggs. No. <laughs> um, uh, it laid 600 in you, and when they hatch, your mortal battle <laughs> will end. Oh, boy. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's quite erotic. I knew I shouldn't have gone into the fucking labyrinth. Um, uh, um, God, I, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to phrase this question in a in a not game mechanic way. <laughs> it's hard sometimes, isn't it? Um, I think we need to improve our magical offense and defense abilities for the whole team if we are to survive Kenya. Yes, as I said to Thomas and Chai, Kenya will be dangerous. Moeru is summoning thousands of cultists to the Temple of the Black Winds. If you you attack Kenya now, you will all die, and I will be very sad. (laughs) Thousands? Yeah, she'll have to get another one. Thousands? There's like six of us. Yes, but your goal is is to kill the spawn of Nyarlathotep before it is born. And then the ritual of the gate can never be cannot be performed. With the device in China destroyed, the only way the cult has to attack, to break open the gate, is by using the spawn of Nyarlathotep. How do we kill it? Like, can we just physically kill those things? Or do we have to kill them in some special way? It must be born in a special ritual known as the ritual of the birth. You must kill the mother before it can be born. You must kill Hypatia masters. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm familiar with interrupting births in this fashion. Hmm. I, I was going I, to say, yeah. we're, we're going to have to raid your old closet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh this this is my baby murdering knife. Uh, I haven't used this one. Uh, you were saying for coat hangers. Oh, Jack, oh, okay. closet. <laughs> Jack, can you roll me a pal, please? I was merely thinking that we would be like you know we need to go through and wear all of Jack's old. Robes, you know, for sneaking into this ritual. Um, forty nine, forty nine, forty nine. Okay, Ros- Ros- missed some of the cats. Oh no, they're on. They're on another section of the map. Okay, they're lookouts. Oh, Bass looks at you for a moment, Jack. You were born in eighteen ninety seven, right? Um. Yes. Hmm. There was a rippling disturbance in time centered on Jack. Queen Nitocris and the Hound of Tindalos have just arrived in 1897. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's probably fine. It's okay, Jack. We'll never not have ever remembered you. (laughs) I hope you're ready to uh, back to the future, this Jack. Well, (laughs) I'm. I'm I'm just picturing that. I'm just. We don't have velour anymore, do we? Nope. No. Hey, where's your wife? Peter is lying (laughs) in bed, not very well. 
Oh dear. Ooh, that sounds also like it. in 1897. <clears throat> Build Carcosa. That's not the spell I was looking for. I think we no. might have to get no. hold of Etienne really, really quickly <laughs> and protect the timeline. <laughs> Uh, I can summon Mr. Etienne. Well, I can ask Etienne the want the moon need to join us. Please. Now, um... You, hey, wait, you, am you, I being erased from time? I think so, if we don't do something. But if they do that, then all of the good things I did for the cult will have unhappened. Yes. What good and- things did, did you do for the cult? Oh, you know, murders, that sort of thing. Well, I was more thinking about the thing, the good things you did against the cult, like well, being too. the one who handled everything to do with the lure. Hmm. I mean, she might not be there to erase you from time. She is trying to travel back to this time, however. She could just be using the moment of your birth to get a fix on you in the time-space continuum, so she knows where you currently are. I think we need a time traveller to help us work this one out. This this has the stink of something that if we just blunder in presuming and do something, we're going to cause the problem. Yeah, it actually turns out it's a self-fulfilling paradox by us in trying to investigate the problem, we inevitably cause it. Yeah. God fucking damn it, I had a really important question for her, and, and now I'm being erased from time. <laughs> well, ask the question before you're erased from time. I don't remember what the question is. It's already uh, been question, erased from erased. time! <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to happen! So, Jack, would a spell like Call Lightning be useful to you? Yeah, um, y- yes. What was that thing about me being erased from time? <laughs> Oh, don't worry about that. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm somewhat worried about that. Well, your sanity, Jack. You're not that worried. Less worried than I thought. Uh, Jack, you need to make me another power roll, please. Oh, Christ alive. Oh, God, it is happening. Look, it's okay. If you're erased from time, you won't notice you've been erased from time. Yeah, well, neither will we. Uh, <laughs> Queen Nitocrease appears in the garden, riding astride um, a huge black hound the size of a Shetland pony. The part's not... No, no, she doesn't. Everyone, um, sanity check, as the sheer presence of the Hound of Tinderloss oh. pours itself into your mind. <laughs> oh, what afternoon off? That's all we, that's all we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she's been slowly travelling through time to get back here for ages. Slowly? She just skipped 25 years. She has a magic time dog! <laughs> we all have magic time dogs. Don't worry, I'll send it back in time with the look. Yeah, sorry, the law can only perform three eyes of light and darkness before it breaks. Um, Sorry, I'm just looking for Hounds of Tindalos. Oh, I really wish the question had been asked. I posted right. it. Did you say sanity rolls, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Everyone <laughs> who passes their sanity roll. I got a hard pass. Which is everyone? You all lose three sanity points just because the sheer presence of this thing is wrong. It doesn't have, you know, your vo- eyes try to follow the lines of this creature's body, and yet you realise it's not, it doesn't fit in the world properly. It's it's very unpleasant to look at. Ah, oh. oh, this is the time where we need to get into those escape boxes, which go back to this house. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Very rude, in fact. No, oh boy, no. this, yeah, this is a boss fight that we have no chance of escaping. We just have to fight now. Does this count as summon an elder beast by accident? Just really drawn no, out. We did not summon. No, we didn't summon it. Oh, okay. uh, the queen has got that short black hair. She's wearing her uh, silver circlet. She's dressed in quite nice clothing. She looks at you all and is like, Ah, Jack. Hello, Lady Bass. Ooh. Who is this Jack? There is no Jack here. Oh, hello, Antoine. <laughs> ah, Lord Delamere, it is time. Destroy them. Yeah. Not all French people serve the Arthur Prove it. <laughs> like... We apologise to the people of France. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I'm taking that for my bingo sheet. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. She looks at you, Jack, and she looks at everyone else. She nods to Bast. And her and the Hound of Tindalos vanish. Uh. Oh. She is back. But she ain't hanging around because you currently have a goddess. So, um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we should probably have just attacked, but I'm guessing Ash didn't want that happening simply. You did I'm not like, have enough hey. time. Hey, hey, Bass, do you need someone to hang out with you a lot? Help you move your cats around? Oh, this house isn't <laughs> a safe house anymore. Oh, she... Sh- yes. Yes, she she knows where this house is, I guess. I would suggest you make your plans to leave. Bash right, let's just take up. the boxes then. <laughs> I will also be departing. If there are any more questions you wish to ask me, uh, my priests and my priest and priestess can always call me. Oh dear. <laughs> well, oh, that, um, that's us. Oh, I, I, was... I got muddled because we're Sions is, is is the official title. Yes, you are the Sions of Bass. That was a really good question. <laughs> what was what? It was a really. If I remembered, I'd remember ask it. it. Um, Aren't have been that no, good. No, it was subtle and like <sighs> one of those things that that. Can come back and save us later. What's it to uh, do with Egypt? Kenya? I don't remember. I had it all formed in my head and then it was like, oh, you're being erased from time. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, well, never mind. But if you remember it, you would always get Chai and Thomas to call her back. <laughs> we'll call Bass back. Oh, by the way, well, just one more thing. Well, <laughs> uh, no, she... Columbo a god. <laughs> Everyone, she stands up, she thanks you, Mitch, for the delicious lunch, and everyone may have... Oh, I've rolled the wrong dice. I'm not giving you that much. Aww. 13 luck. Oh, don't forget to update Mitch luck. 
So if we're going to Alexandria anyway, which is right near Cairo, which is in Egypt, we might as well check out Dashur on the way to Kenya to see if the other half of the stone is there. Makes sense. If we're going to go in that direction. I think so. So, sorry, you're wanting to go where? Where now? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Egypt. Because we want to go via Ah. Alexandria to get another one of Lady Bast's boons. And then from there, we will go down to Kenya. But we could, while we're there Mm. in Egypt, try and find... Uh, the missing piece of the Eye of Light and Darkness at the Red Pyramid. Question. What? Would there be nice. commercial... Um, would there actually be, like, reasonably fast um, commercial travel or something that we can take between India and Egypt, given the fact that they're both parts of the British Empire at this time? Yes, it's called a steamboat. Which is not particularly fast. India to Egypt takes 16 days by boat. Better than this, I guess. That's that's reasonably fast by the time, you know, in the the time. If we went to, if we take, if we fly to India and then take a steamer from there, that's reasonably quick. All things considered, in comparison, yeah. Why not? And then we can... flying the rest of the way. Yeah, that's the thing. Though, if we're already flying, we might as well just finish it. Well, it depends. It. I mean, the problem. The problem is, is that we're while flying is quicker and more fun and more exciting and private. Uh, the problem is all the places we're going to have to stop, which we ideally need to arrange in advance so that we can pick up more fuel and more supplies, and then we have to get back on the plane again. Why and then and we'll need places to, to sleep. Job as a pilot. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to do my job as a pilot. It's that I am it's warning you of the practical... It's the, pra- it's, the, it, you, it's the practical limitations of flying in the 1930s. And he's... 20s, whatever year, whatever current year. He's not industry. He's trying not to do it. <laughs> He's saying I'm, it's crap. <laughs> I, yes, flying in the 1920s is pretty bad. <laughs> it's, that's well, why people still use boats. Well, my, my two cents on this is if we were going to go to Kenya first, then yeah, maybe we could do the boat because that's in terms of uh, you know, urgency. Kenya is the one that needs dealing with first. But as well, Lady Bast just mm, said, before we... you get into a large discussion, Lady Bast interrupts you, Thomas. I was in the middle of leaving and saying my goodbyes, and Hugo just oh. interrupted me. Very rude oh. of him. I I do not bless you. Oh, she hadn't um left. No, I was in the middle of doing my goodbye speech and you just interrupted her. Uh, she turns oh. her back on Hugo. Uh, everyone else, it has been a delight to see you all. Thank you, Mitch, for lunch. Uh, she hands you a, a small clay token, Jack. Do you take the clay token? I, 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 
I receive clay token. Uh, it crumbles into dust, and you suddenly understand how to cool the lightning to bend it to your will. You have a new spell. Cripes. Well. Shall, shall I punish Hugo for you, my lady? Yes. <laughs> Strike him I with lightning. Him really, I flick him really hard in the tip. Um, ow. No, no, he, strike him with lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I will take my revenge on Hugo at a later date, when it is most advantageous and the most amusing. Such a rude Australian. Uh, Miss Rebecca... Are you push him off a table? No, no, I have something much more exciting. He yeah, stops no, just as push you... things off tables. Chai? Sorry, I, I saw that cup over there, and it, it was really distracting me. You're not a cat. You're still a human. <laughs> For now. For <laughs> now. <laughs> anyway, Miss Rebecca, it was lovely to see you again. Thomas and Chai, it's always a delight to see my scions. And Jack, I am glad you weren't erased from time. Um... Me too, I think. Uh, I wonder if they tried to do it and just couldn't. I suspect she was just using a past version of Jack to anchor herself to get back to the future. I mean, that's how I'd do it. Oh shit, you you dropped the title of the set of the film. Oh, we can't put this podcast online. We'll get a takedown ordered. Cease and desist. (laughs) <laughs> Lady Bast uh, raises a hand. I bless all of you except Hugo with my beneficence. And then she just uh, walks out the door. <laughs> my extremely fussy beneficence. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm not fussed. It's fine. Look, like you, you already want me to fly a plane. I'm sure the fact that I haven't been blessed is not, is, is not going to be a problem for when I'm flying a plane with all of you in it. Great. Um, I'm looking snacking. I'm looking up at Fox B, like as if you're going to get punished with the news. We're expecting the newspaper to come down and like whack. No, him. I can't. I can't tell you what he's up to, or he'll come over and smack me. We want to know what he's up to. Show us. You don't have to tell us. You just need to turn the camera. No, it's best for your sanity. <laughs> we really want to know now. I'll tell you later. Is, is is he just like he's just naked dancing? <laughs> this, 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 this is sexy, oh. sexy naked dancing. He pointed at me with a fish. <laughs> is he is he cooking fish? Yeah, I think he's preparing a lightly lightly pan seared sea bass. Oh, Lady Bass is coming over then. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, Lady Bass departs. Uh, it's still raining outside. And Walter spreads out the map of the world on the table again. So, is the new plan to take a boat to Egypt? Because that's like nearly 35 days from here. Um, Should we? Before we get back to it, though, it is important. Should we, now that our location is known, should we get off to Hong Kong as soon as possible and then continue with this discussion? Yes. Do Do we want to see Miss Lin Yu first? Yes. Who's, whose house is this that we've just ruined the property yes. value of? <laughs> I mean, 
It's just a random house I hired. Okay. Which got term tenancy agreement. Right. Um, everyone, who's going to see Miss Lin Yen Yu? I probably should go say bye, seeing as we're kind of friends. Right. Chai is going to see Miss Lin Yu. Who are you taking with you? Uh, Thomas, because Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> the Best two of them interest. are inseparable. <laughs> right. Anyone else? else? Go and start packing. I will pack for Thomas and Chai. Everyone else, go and pack. Get all your stuff out front and into the cars. You have half an hour. Because an evil Egyptian queen who controls a magical time-travelling dog might be coming back with some friends to eat Jack. Maybe I should just stay here. And be eaten. And get eaten by a hound of Tindalos. I'm only putting the rest of you at risk by travelling with you. No, no, because... Uh, what do we know about Hands of Tindalos? I can't remember. Other than nothing. a time-travelly dog. It's some sort of weird, horrible monster from outside of time and space. <laughs> imagine imagine a dog, but non-linear. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite kind of dog. Ash? <laughs> I, I can't hear a word you're saying, Craig, because Nido is laughing. <laughs> Sorry. If I roll, oh. <laughs> roll to know a bit more about the act, what a hound of Tindalos actually does to its prey. No, I've muted Nido. Um, you can roll me Cthulhu Mythos. Eh. Fail. So no, no idea. Uh, Jack knows it is hunting him, but now that it was hunting him through time, Jack. Now that they're in your time zone, well, you know the same time as you, they have to track you by normal means, and you should be protected by the anti-scrying device. Hmm. Like, Nito Kreis knows this house is here and you're in it, and you had a god in it, so that will probably give you some time to scootle off. (laughs) As long as you stay within the compounds of the scrying device, they won't be able to just scry your location. Uh, Who currently... Carries the ASD. Nobody it does. It's in Mateo's hands, isn't it? Mateo, it's Mateo's. I wrap my arms around Mateo in a big old hug and stay that <laughs> <Forever>. way. <laughs> Mateo pats you gently and says, "You see, this is why we don't mess with dark rituals." Well, he didn't. Like... He just messed with a lure. <laughs> uh, I like. I like Mateo. Well, while I've got you like this. Um, I'd love to convince you to do some magic spells. Do you agree? Uh, I 100% agree. I cast Summon Azadol. Um, not that spell. No, no, you asked me to do a spell, so I'm doing one now. Not again. I've been saving this one up for special TPK end of campaign surprise. So I'm going to cast it. Meanwhile. I like, I like no, the way no, you put no, it. My is casting it. Oh, he he hasn't cast it yet. Ooh, it's a very pink cake. It's candy oh. floss. Oh, it's candy floss. Re- really not very good at... Um, oh, at okay. Stop it. At, at casting spells. Stop whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> I like... It's I like what... Raphael's pal. I want candy floss. Why haven't I got candy floss? Oh, you just you just want whatever anyone else has. Why Why don't we have uh, beef jerky? Because I didn't yeah. have any beef jerky. I didn't make if I, any. 
If I if I if I had a bar which was wasps trapped in honey and it was, it was actually stinging me, I'm like, I want a honey wasp mouth bar. <laughs> yeah, you just you just want whatever you can see. Come on. Yeah. That's a new password: honey wasp mouth bar. <laughs> we got we got to throw some numbers and uh, symbols in there. No, no, you just have a random string of words. Replace all the O's uh, O's with zeros and stick a ampersand on the end. Cohobast. I like I, I like how right. Um right everyone is packing and scootling towards the airport. Um people who are staying behind, you grab your luggage, you grab your chest. Do you fill your chest with your luggage? Makes sense. Um no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damn. Oh wait, uh, yes. that's not what you want to do? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll go well, teleport into this space that already contains objects. <laughs> If you need to emergency transport into the chest and it's full of all your luggage, you're going to get crushed. Oh, oh, telefragged. <laughs> telefragged in, uh, in, in Call of Cthulhu. Okay, you are all packing and racing across Shanghai to the airport. Um, At Thomas and Chai, you travel to Miss Lin Yen Yu's house. Which one of you has the highest... Um... Credit rating. That will be me, almost certainly. Roll your credit rating. You are able to get an audience with Miss Lin Yen Yu. Uh, You are shown through to her uh, audience chamber. She's wearing a long silk kimono. She smiles as she sees you all. Ah, Miss T. And your delightful companion, it's Thomas, is it not? It is, Miss Lenyu. Fascinating. So, Miss T, is this your business partner, your gentleman companion, lover? Um, the last couple of times you've come to see me, you've been together. We're kind of like best friends. He's already <laughs> romantically involved, and I wouldn't want to get in the way of that. But, yeah, there's some... Um, complications um oh yes of course um i understand she smiles at you thomas don't worry if you stay here in china long enough i'm sure you can break off the engagement um i don't think tom wants that um it's different sort of complications of more mystical nature um but anyway so what brings you here to my house today miss t well we're leaving Shanghai for what Hallelujah! Might... I know, right? <laughs> for what might be the last time. You and um, your group are nothing but trouble, opens, pulls back shutter, gestures towards Volcano in distance. Hey, hey, this group is literally going to try and stop something that's going to end a possible end of the world, so... so We're not that saying. bad. Um, Looks I mean, a volcano ha- in the middle of her hometown slides shutters. I mean, you know full well who we're up against, and if we don't do something, it's it's gonna be bad for business. It won't be bad for me. Oh, okay. Good. Well, <laughs> it will change the status quo a bit, which I'm sure will at least be a mild inconvenience, even if it's not bad. Now, Any. how can I help you? Well, 
we were wondering partially if you might have any interesting artifacts that might be of use to us in such a uh, kerfuffle that we're going into. I have many interesting artifacts in my Or there is one artifact we're particularly interested in, but we're not certain if you will have any idea about it because it's very specific. There's half of a pyramid capstone that we're looking for, which used to be on the top of a pyramid in Dashur. Uh, It was on top of a red pyramid. Do you have any idea where that item might be? We have one half already, which was in Mr. Brady's position. Mr. Brady does certainly have a knack for picking up Fascinating objects. She makes a note on a piece of paper. Uh, I'm aware that the Red Pyramid of Dashur was defaced by Roger Carlyle during his ill-fated expedition in 1921, but I'm afraid that's all I know about it. Ah, uh, okay. Shame. Ay, ay, ay. Um, all right, in which case... uh. I guess. Have you got any artifacts of a defensive nature? Because I think that's what our group's lacking quite a lot of at the moment. Yes. I can teach you about Prinz Crux and Sauter. Ah, uh, some sort of a cult role to have a clue what she's talking about? The Thulu Mythos, both of you. Ah. Where is my character sheet? Where you left it. Oh, me. <laughs> I don't have much Cthulhu myself, but I know this. Twins, Crux, and Sata. Uh, it creates a loot cross, an ankh, that can temporarily or permanently banish individual mythos creatures. Uh, Thomas, you know more that the object must be made from unalloyed metal like pure copper, iron, silver, gold or lead and uh, it costs a lot of power And but there, once you've created the ank you then have to chant a specific uh, chant that has been lost to time for three rounds and expend a number of magic points and banish the creature that work on something like, say, the Black Sphinx. I don't know if it would work on something that big, but it would work on most lesser mythos creatures. That was the question. I was going to ask her about the fucking Black Sphinx. Yeah, it would come back to you. Um, I will teach... Well, I will give you the instructions on how to make and use Prince Crux Ansata for... Five million dollars. Hmm. We might need to talk to the Bank of Vanderbilt for that. I want your money first, Chai. Uh, You're the one here bargaining with me. I don't want you to... This isn't a go off and have a call to your rich chums kind of deal, Miss T. You are the one who has come to me. You will either pay my price or barter, or you will... Not be interested and depart. Uh, One time offer. 
Well, I don't have five million. Then you better offer me something else, haven't you, my dear? <laughs> I do have the last Great Green Plaza tablet that you don't have yet. And I'm obviously the only person that has one of those currently. Mm. Give me the location of the city of the Great Race. Coordinates. How to get down there. This feels like a trap. Um, but this sounds far too useful to leave. She touches one of her bells. I swear on the bells of the dragons, I will not touch your seal of the iron light of darkness. I, after all, don't want the Arthur to come infiltrating that un, uh, untouched treasure trove of mystic artefacts hidden beneath the Australian deserts. Can I make a slight counter-offer on that? I will listen. I will give you the location and instructions of how to, but on the condition that, assuming I do survive what's going to go down in Africa, I get to lead your expedition down there with you. My expedition will depart in April 1926. If you're back here in Shanghai by then, then you can join us. If you're not, then I will assume you aren't joining us. Done. But I will have the location (laughs) now. Yes, yes, of course, because if I don't survive, you'll obviously get nothing out of it otherwise. That makes perfect sense. Oh, I guess I should probably check. Tom, you cool with this? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, yeah I, I'm not fond of that place in Australia, so you guys do whatever you want with it. Thomas, darling, remember how you're sort of mystically linked to Miss T? Yes, yes, I'm very aware of that. So if she goes back to Australia, aren't you kind of going to have to go with her? I don't think he has to go, but there is the whole problem that obviously if something happens to me while I'm there, then yes. you're in trouble too. Well... Uh, she takes your... Do you give her truthfully the information she needs? Mm. Now you're giving him the option to lie. Honestly, Chai's not really the sort that's a liar. She might omit truths occasionally, but there's not a lot that I can remember about the city and its the instructions on how to get there that you could omit without it being really fucking obvious you were omitting something. Or just not a problem in the first place anyway. It is true. And since, you know, it does take months to outfit an expedition, you're hopefully going to be back by then. Yeah, and Miss Yenyu is a businesswoman. Business people that don't keep their promises, at least to a certain degree, tend to not stay in business that long because people learn they can't trust them. Okay, you do a deal. Sorry, I'm just reading something. That's ability called the Prince Crux on Sata. I'm going to add it to your spells list, yep. Thank you. I'm sure there's a bingo somewhere for this Um, kind of deal. Let me just copy this. She hands you both a scroll written in English. (laughs) That's something we did not check. (laughs) You could very well give us every, all the information, but not in a language we can read. 
Nah, she's, Jen, she's, it would go against the spirit of a deal, and she's a businesswoman. Yep, she's being upfront about this with you. And I like to think I've built up a bit of a relationship with her. You do. She knew you had the location of Australia, so she's like, you're going yeah. to go off on a suicide mission. If I can get that, I can go on on the mission myself. And if you come back, yeah. great, you can come with me. Cool, we'll go together. If yeah. you don't come back, I can still go and get all the untold riches in the lost city under the Exactly. But you both now have Prince Crux and Sata. You have not learnt the spell, but you have a scroll with the instructions on it. If you put your character sheet into edit mode, you can actually read it easier because it's got yep. added the paragraphs. Whereas when you put it out of edit mm-hmm. mode, it gets rid of the paragraphs. Which is I super. Think, yeah. Right. Prince Crux and Sata. It's a really, really fucking powerful defensive banishment spell. I remember Reggie in uh, has this now, doesn't he? Yeah, Reginald has this. Yeah. It's expensive to make, but once you've made it, it's always made. And then you just need to do the charm and spend the MP and make a contested power roll and you could banish stuff. Mm-hmm. They have to be in front of us. Well, you have to be able to see it, yes. Okay. You can't just hold it and be like, thing that might be out there somewhere, I banish you, because uh, that, that's not going to work. Right, everyone else, back at the house. You have been packing and preparing, and um, you have piled into the car that Walter has hired, and you drive through the rain rainy, rainy day, to Shanghai Airport. Where Walter has hired, purchased outright, a new plane. Thankfully, they're not asking about the old one, right? Uh, I think we bought that. I I think we bought the old plane as well, didn't we? Are you taking or asking any of the cats to go with you? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Can't can't talk to Bast without them. Okay, Walter is with you. Um, Raymond oh, yeah. is there. I need to grab a token for Raymond. I've forgotten which one I use. I'll just pick one at random. Who looks like a Raymond? You look like a Raymond who might be Australian. Is he wearing a fez? Raymond's my engineer, aren't they? A bucket load of cats. You have two adult cats and four kittens, as usual. Right, uh... Everyone at the airport, is anyone doing anything specific as you are preparing the plane for departure? Like, actually... We're um, not there yet. Oh, yeah, we're not there yet. I don't Hugo? know. I was on the map, so it confused me. I don't me. know if I unmuted me yet. You're muted, Hugo. Oh, good. Um... You're muted, Hugo. No, I'm not. Only do you, Russet. Yeah, we, we can hear him, Russet. You can't. Oh. 
Oh, I muted him because he was being so yes. loud. Yes, I I was about to mute myself and I gave you a ping on Telegram. Um, I've been saying several things, such as, for example, confirming that yes, Raymond's my engineer. So I was going to say because he needed he was still the still had kids on the front of the phone. Um, uh, yeah, well, I I need to obviously do the various things necessary for checking the plane and also confirming that we are okay to fly into Hong Kong. I would imagine um, it would be a good idea to call ahead, since we can do via te- telephone or telegram. Yeah, roll me aircraft maintenance as you take a walk around of the plane. Yeah, I guess that. I guess um, calling ahead is something guy. more that uh, Walter would do. Yeah, Walter's already made arrangements for you to fly down to Hong Kong. Okay, uh, aircraft maintenance. Yay! The airplane is airworthy. It's it's a nice plane. It's um, it's not a racing plane like you're used to, but yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad little plane. Got cargo for your luggage. It's got some seats out back in the passenger cabin, and it's got a dual seat cockpit for you and Raymond. Good. Yeah, I mean, sounds like a nice plane. It's uh, and as you said, I was checking it. It was all good to fly. Um. Okay, I'll just wait for everybody to finish doing everything they need to do on the ground for everybody to get back from other places and uh, just start making preparations to go whenever we're ready. Jack, are you doing anything whilst you're waiting for Chai and Thomas to get back? Do I need to do anything to be able to ride the lightning? Ride the lightning? That's that's a different (laughs) spell. You know what I mean. Uh, No, uh, you haven't cast it yet, but you've learned it. You could try and teach it to someone else. Uh, no, I'll save that for when we're on the plane. Do not oh, use the lightning spell on the plane. It's going to be like that fucking um, episode of Act on Cthulhu where a bolt of lightning hit the plane and only fried Chow. <laughs> like, uh, Chow was fucking about with the Ark of the fucking Covenant and God smote him from on high and everyone else on the plane was absolutely fine. Chow was absolutely roasted to a crisp. Yeah, we were like probably. You don't, we don't fuck around with the Ark of the Fucking Covenant. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty smoten she was. Yeah, I just like like Arona was like maybe maybe we're going to put the lid back on that and you're not going <laughs> to touch it ever again. Oh, oh, oh! So Chow did survive then. Chow did survive, but they were very badly burnt. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a it was a warning smite. <laughs> I'm still alive. I'm just very badly burned. Very badly burned. <laughs> um, okay. I I sulkily think about that question that I meant to ask Mass but got distracted about. Rebecca, what are you doing as everyone's preparing and loading luggage on the planes? Uh, if we're done, we're just kind of waiting around. I could read the Black Rites to try and find out more about the Black Sphinx. Okay, you're still reading the black whites for the first time, aren't you? Uh, yes. Hey, okay, make me an Egyptian hieroglyphics roll to read the black whites of Blue Carafe. Or rather, I've done a skim read, but I'm still in the full read. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so, hieroglyphics, which is over here. That's pretty good. Oh, well, that will mark off a few days. 
You are now on five of 38 days. Uh, you are reading through uh, the Black Rites of Luve Karaf. Uh, you appear to have reached a section all about Sebek, the crocodile-headed god of the riverbanks. Um, which is a fascinating bit, all about a crocodile god who is master of the riverbanks um, and the floods and, you know, all of that jazz and, you know, the correct rights to appease him so that the farmers get good floods, but but not much useful information about the Black Sphinx. Okay. Um, and as you are finishing up reading, uh, a car pulls up with Chai and Thomas. Hi, everybody. You both see Walter standing in, like, near the cargo area, staring at all of your luggage, and he's like, really fucking awkward. I mean, empty bloody luggage boxes. I mean, he shoves one of them, and it's like, it's just empty. I was, grumble, grumble. This is worse than Dr. Vanderbilt's luggage. Grumble, grumble. Yeah. The fact that there's just five massive human-sized luggage chests that are empty, except for maybe a bottle of water and some snacks. And you've still got your... snacks when you arrive in your And you've got your, you got your normal luggage, too. It's like, oh, this is worse than the Vandergals. Strap them to the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah strap your boxes to the outside of the plane. <laughs> All right, um, Walter's like, ah, you're here. Um, I come inside, out of the rain. Yeah, inside, out of the rain. You climb aboard the plane, you find your chairs, and um, the cargo hatches at the back are slid shut and secured. How did it go? Uh, we've managed to get a bit of help from Lynn. Um, we've got a spell now that allows us to banish Mythos creatures. Um, it's, a, it's a bit expensive, but... Yeah. Does does that include, you know, he who shall not be named? Uh, it works on. I I think the problem is it it you you can challenge anything up to a certain amount stronger than you. Um, ah. it's quite a lot stronger, but I'm not com. Like, we might have a chance against and maybe the Black Sphinx, but anything bigger than that's definitely a no-no. Any, uh, any, any chance on the naughty lady who wants to devour my soul? I'm no. not sure she counts as a Mythos creature. Technically human. We can't hear you anymore, Hedgehog friend. Hang on one sec, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was intentional. Hold music. Sorry, I'm back. You can you can stop that anytime you like. We had to put you on hold. You'd have been sad if we carried on without you. No, uh, I had to put you on hold. It's not yeah. the same thing. But so yeah, we we think she's technically human. But she is very aligned with I mean maybe when we read and learn this spell we might get a better idea. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's just that. What, what, what just about like this? Tinder loss, San, we can mm. certainly get rid of. Her, 
Not so never, never call it that again. <laughs> what did you never. call it? Lindelof's what? Lindelof's <laughs> San, like, you know, a bloody anime, what, senpai <laughs> next? Tindalos-chan. Ooh, ooh, Tindalos-chan. Tindalos-senpai. Unfortunately, it has fucking noticed me. <laughs> From across time and space. Uh. Yeah, Tindalos Senpai definitely has noticed you, Jack. <laughs> I can't help but you've laid down in some sort of coquettish with your feet wiggling in the air. What's going on here, Hedgehog? He's screaming of Senpai. <laughs> that is a very actually important question. I'm not certain if we have any idea yet, but um, obviously the spell banishes Mythos creatures. Hound of Tindalos is a Mythos creature that can literally freely move through time and space. How does that work? Wasn't it only... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rebecca. So wasn't it only brought about because of the use of the law to open a time gate in the first place? And therefore you're kind of going against that and it's not going to just pop up spontaneously if it's been sent away? Well, I thought they just wandered around the universe frolicking around between stars or something. I mean, we, we don't know what this banishment really means. It might have its own set of rules, which deals with it. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, just just bear in mind that I do have a nasty monster that wants to eat my soul. Two, three, three that I know about nasty monsters that want to eat my soul. Perhaps they could arrange a timeshare. See, see, all you have to do is you just have to annoy everybody equally, and then none of them can do it because they all want to eat equally eat your soul. Yeah, that's a good idea. Pass me one of those cats. (laughs) It's like... like, convinced that's a good plan. (laughs) Perhaps if I piss all of the Mythos creatures off equally. Well, it sounds yeah. like it was a successful trip. I bet Miss Linnian, you didn't make that cheap, though. Yeah, fair as a cost, but I, I handled it. Oh, Mrs. Vanderbilt will be glad she didn't have to cover the cost for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's something that, because she actually gave it to us on a scroll that's in English, so we should all be able to learn it, so. Well, then, that's good. Walter says, uh, Hugo, would you like to get us underway? I would indeed like to get out of this godforsaken hellhole. I mean, Shanghai. Roll piloting to take off. Uh, in the rain. It doesn't rain in Shanghai. Yeah, it does. Right, right. The plane takes off into the air. Ooh. It's a... It is a six-hour flight to Hong Kong. No, three hours. I apologise, I read the wrong column. Three hours to Hong Kong. Um, Roll navigate, Hugo. We have officially completed this map. Have I left Hugo on a moment? But we're not leaving it. Well, you do have a bonus die because you've planned your route with this, Walter's help. This is true. I'll do a bonus die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, good luck. 
Everyone... Oh, I, was, I was looking forward to going to Japan. <laughs> Everyone settles down. What are you doing? Craig, your camera seems to have failed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you're, you're, you're just... Quick, someone screenshot yeah. that. <laughs> oh. Need are you uh. spending luck just before we lose? <laughs> um, He'd have to spend 11 luck. No, there's 74 because of the bonus <laughs> dice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but... My luck is like really good right now. It's it's so it's, spend it. That's when you're supposed to spend it, Nido. <laughs> but, it, yeah. but it's a sexy number right now. Uh, okay, uh, sounds like Nido's not spending luck. Uh, no, no, no. You're I, not going to Hong Kong today. I'll lose my sixty-nine luck. Uh, uh, fifty-nine now, fifty-nine luck. I'll spend the luck with going to Hong Kong. It's only seven. It's not ten. Oh. It's only seven. I can't. Oh, okay. Hey, you're flying to Hong Kong. So, uh, Jack, I'm going to start Hello. with you. Are you teaching anyone cool lightning on this trip? Like, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why, why, why on earth would I teach someone a lightning spell that I don't, that I know but haven't used, so I don't know the rules of, on an aeroplane? Because you might have fallen into my cunning trap. Yeah. It's not that cunning, honestly. <laughs> look, look, I hate to ask. You might have been all like, "Yeah, I teach Rebecca, and then electrocute everyone on the plane." I teach Rebecca, but like we're standing on either side of Hugo while we both practice. <laughs> cunning uh, like a fox that's been to community college. <laughs> oh, I just felt like wearing my key. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it, it's been adorable. It just keeps flopping down in front of your face. It's just like, <laughs> I hide now. <laughs> you can't see me. <laughs> right, you are flying to Hong Kong. Six hours on plane. Three hours. Three hours, okay. Oh, um, well, I'm... I'm, well, I'm, it's... Hang on. I Let me double-check this. It's... Yeah, no, you can fly all the way to Hong Kong without having to land and refuel. It takes... It does take six hours because you're flying over quite a huge chunk of China. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you're flying a thousand miles. So, yeah. Six <laughs> hours. <laughs> Uh, okay, Rebecca, well, Jack, what are you doing on a plane for six hours? Are you going to sleep? Nap? Play with um, the kittens? Or oh, nap. Um, sleep or nap? Uh, they're, they're, they're distinct and different things, Flinty. Come on. Yeah, they are. A nap is a light snooze, and a sleep is a proper sleep. Uh, hang on, I'm going might... to pop open a handout. Which might be hard on the loud plane, by the way. Uh, what? Um... What was the list of books called in the hand? Oh, is it called list of books? Yes. I seem like a fool now. I just haven't <laughs> scrolled far enough. Yes, you do seem like a fool. Um. Oh God! Well, I read that Gods of Reality, and that was no fucking good. No, I read Life as a God, didn't I? Yeah. You did, yeah. That was a, one of the this is a waste books. Hmm. Oh, oh, even though I'm going to hate myself afterwards, I'm going to read the stupid Naomi Trillop book again. 
Mentions of Naomi Trollope. Yeah. I can't believe Nile wrote their own Mythos novel. Right, roll me a D100, please, Jack. <laughs> that book has caused oh. nothing but trouble. Isn't it great? <laughs> 302. Oh, that's 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 enough to die. I need to find what page do I need? Uh, 357. So you find a very interesting thing in one of the uh chapters of well, the 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 poet the book ends with a load of poems. And the poem collection are the spells. But this poem is um, quite an interesting one. You haven't really encountered... You didn't pay much attention to it the first time you read this book. Probably because of the screaming and the nightmare and the demons. My eyes tend to glaze over. Right, I just need to upload it. Um, Sorry about the slight delay. There we go. Jack, the Black Sphinx. Uh, Okay. So whilst Jack is reading that, Rebecca, what are you doing on this plane journey? um, I don't have much more. I'll keep reading the Black Rites, I think. Okay. Roll me your Egyptian hieroglyphics twice. All right. That is a lot of success, right. Uh, Mythos tomes, Black Rites of Luve Karav. Right, you are now at 15 days, and it's starting to take shape. Um, A lot of it is instructions on how to be a priest and or priestess of Bast, and various other Egyptian gods, the rituals and rites and ceremonies you have to perform to appease them or get delicious treats off them. Right, Hugo, are you having a nap? You're muted, Nido. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have a nap on the plane that I'm flying. Uh, no, I will fly the plane. <laughs> autopilot? I was yeah, hoping uh, oh, he'd yes, fall I, into... I'll inflate the autopilot. <laughs> I was hoping he'd fall into my cunning trap and be like, yes, I take a nap, and I'm like, okay, the plane plummets out of the sky. Yay! All right, Hugo, I... you may tick pilot and navigate and roll me another... Um, navigate, please, as you fly through the rain. Both are already ticked, so... Okay, then. Just extra uh, tick them. No, don't extra tick them. You do get a bonus, guy. How does this keep happening? Because, as has been established, Hugo cannot navigate for Toffee. That's why he needed Matteo's help and Walter's help and Raymond's help. I extreme success, though, at least. I don't. Yeah, you got 57. 58. I extreme, I extreme success the piloting role. Ah. Right, okay. Uh... So, you're, so you're flying really well to somewhere you don't know where <laughs> you're the, going. That's in the wrong, that's in the wrong. In the wrong way. I, it's established. I'm a very good pilot. I'm just not very good at navigating. 
I'm a very good pilot. I'm just not very good. Uh, Cat, as you've now read about half of the book, um, have you already got the skim read spells you have, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can see there are at least four more spells in this book. Uh, I will send you the list of them on telemagrams. What the? Sorry, Telegram has added 14 over 7 at the beginning of each line for some reason. There we go. Those are the four other spells buried in this book that look like they might be real spells. Okay, uh, Thomas, what are you doing on a six-hour flight to Hong Kong? Oh, I was about to come and wake you up. Are you back? Uh, yeah. Thomas, what are you doing? I was about to finish. Um, I will probably start reading my new scroll. Roll me a hard intelligence. Intelligence? Yeah. Now a character sheet. Where are you hiding? It got words on it. It got words on it. They're in English. Thomas read good English. <laughs> uh, you you start reading it, but it's been a long day, and the plane is quite soothing, and you nod off. Okay. Because <laughs> you know it is. You are flying overnight, essentially. Uh, Chai, what are you doing? Uh, I would also be trying to read the new scroll. Hard intelligence to learn the prince crux of I will love that. Yeah, you may tick it off as learnt. You are, however, going to have to get yourself an ank made out of an unalloyed metal. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Quite a good spell, this. An unalloyed ank. Right, uh, Nido, roll me aircraft to land the plane safely in Hong Kong, and um, whilst I go be Jack. Jack, hello. What are you, do- what are you doing on the plane? Oh yeah. God! <sighs> well, I- I've just had a horrifying revelation about the Black Sphinx. Yeah, you did. Mm. <laughs> that sure did get you some more Cthulhu Mythos. That got you three points of Cthulhu Mythos and a sanity check. I don't like either of those things. Uh, Excellent. Gosh, that sure is some sanity. You've lost one sanity. But you did get three Cthulhu Mythos, and now you can roll me your Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, hang on. (laughs) Hang on, I'm still in the middle of maths. Um. Oh, I'll put you on maths hold. Seven. Seven. Max hand goes down by three. Okay. Maths is complete. Come back, P. Hey Pete, look, 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 look. I'm the guy from You Don't Know Jack. 
Dickie Masterson. <laughs> Nido, check your messages. Um, did you now roll me your Cthulhu Mythos, Jack? Oh, I forgot that. Sorry. Uh, Cthulhu Mythos. Roll. Fortunately, I know nothing. Okay, but you, you, you don't learn any of the other secrets, but you do learn this handout. Mm. Which essentially, you know, you, you've read the poem and you now translate it. Why would you write this poem? I hate you, cat. I'm getting these as well, I think. <laughs> oh, I just showed them to everyone because I assume uh, Jack is going to share, but you don't know this yet, obviously. Okay. Well, smooth, smooth, smoothly covered. Okay. Just doing some stuff. Just to bring you up to speed, Matteo, they're on their way to Hong Kong because Lady Bass turned up and was all like, I'm Lady Bass, goddess of cats. Woo! And then Queen Nito Queen turned up and was all like, ah, no, not fighting you guys today. Goodbye. I um, I was having a little trouble reading that because I accidentally misread Moors as Paws and, um, and that changed the meaning <laughs> somewhat. I was like, I'm not sure if that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> it was now scary. It, now it is scary, yeah. Why does that mean that we're going to Hong Kong? Uh, because they decided to scamper out of the house that the evil queen knows all about and um, go to Hong Kong as their first stage in their journey west. Okay. <laughs> and we're probably going to go... Uh, well, we need to fully decide on it, but we're probably going to go to Egypt first. Um, but yes, you decided to get out of a house that was no longer safe and secure before the evil, evil queen came back with minions. Wise. You have landed in Hong Kong. It is quite late at night at this point. Um, you have landed safely, and Walter has booked you all into a random hotel he picked. Somewhere near the airport. It's not but, the luxurious <clears throat> penthouse you're used to, but it's it's nice enough. You sleep <clears throat> the evening away, and next morning you gather in a private room that Walter has booked out for breakfast. Uh, hedgehog friend, roll me a D20. But that's the forbidden dice. I may call on any dice, but I am the GM. Okay. Or oh, the number four. Roll me another D20. What? There's charts involved. Determining weather, I think. I think this is racist. And a final D20, please. Under extreme duress. Right. It's a uh, warm, humid Hong Kong. But the skies are clear blue. The rain clouds have blown off. And the morning sun is streaming in through the windows, illuminating all of your souls. Souls? Those of you who still have them. Right, Walter is like, well, we made it to Hong Kong without incident. Um, what are our intentions here? If we're going on a longer journey all the way to Egypt, 
we're going to need a different plane, something slightly more robust. We also wanted to see if we could talk to, what's his name, Roger Harlow, was it? Yeah. Jack Brady has left us a letter to get us into the asylum. And I have some dream explorations to do. So I could do with some accompaniment for that. Have I met him before in my role as cultist? No, no. He okay. was he was scuffled off by Jack Brady before the massacre of the Carlisle expedition in Kenya. Right. So do we wanna work out how we're gonna get to Alexandria first? Or do you want to do a bit of that while some others of us... Because I don't know if I want us to split up if we're still thinking we want to be close to this anti-scraying device. How How did we get this scrying thing? I don't think I was with you when you achieved it. Matteo would be the only one who knows that. Oh, God. Don't ask me. I think um, it was somewhere in England. Felix what made it. What I'm saying is, can we copy it? Only Felix Walker knew how to make them. Ah, uh. uh, all right. Well, I'll copy. I'll copy his the, the knowledge from his character sheet to mine. <laughs> Hang on. Don't make me punish you, Hedgehog. I'm going to remove your rights to look at Felix's character sheet if you're a bad boy. I just, I guess, out of a GM type question about. Uh, so, the spells that I've got, I know everything about them, including the description and all of that. <coughs> it's equivalent. Um, yeah. Oh, so I know what Glass of the Ages does. Have you learned it? Uh, yes. Yeah, then you know what it does. Ah, okay. Yeah, I might know how to make something like that. It's not easy by any stretch. Hmm. What do you need to do to do that? Um, it sort of requires an investment of our um sort of daily magical energies as well as the kind of similar sort of thing that we do for the eye of light and darkness not quite that much Jeez. but yeah not that far off huh. hmm. so it's yeah it's fairly um it's a fair investment hmm. probably not a great idea then i just thought it was worth investigating if uh if it were possible Mm. It would be nice for us to be able to spin into two groups rather than running around as one big blob all the time. <laughs> but we don't I mean, have to, says Walter, surely. I mean, it protects people from scrying us. People aren't scrying us 24 hours of the day. No. Don't call us Shirley, Walter. But they might be quite interested in us, well, yesterday and today, for example. And mm. I guess until they give up, like, I don't know how long that might be. Yeah, maybe we need to just be in one group for a few days and then we can 
sort of split up a bit more. Well, Hugo said something about dreaming. I guess the question is, who's going to go and have a nap with Hugo? I uh, I seem to remember it was quite fun. I could always go, I guess. Yeah. Although I also wanted to try and get some, uh, try and find an um, an ankh that's suitable for this new spell. Oh, did you get a chance to read that? Uh, yeah, Chai? yeah, I, I managed to learn it. You you seemed to nod off, and you were so peaceful. I didn't want to disturb you. Yeah, I, I, I struggled. I'm like, Actually, uh, you failed your role, so that's what it was. I know, I'm role-playing. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure before you go, you should have woken me up! Why yeah, didn't I you... know, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, rare, it's rare in Call of Cthulhu to have a spell that's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I managed worse than to... Doing maths. I managed to get it in my noggin, so uh, I, I guess well, we should I get could, on with making yeah. one. Well, I, I think if I I could follow Hugo, if you want to try and find stuff to make make these anks with. Well, or how about you try and find stuff to make the anks and have another crack at learning it as well? I imagine you could probably do a bit of both of that. Whereas okay. whoever goes with Hugo is probably not going to be able to do much else. No, can you learn? Can you not learn it in this dreamland place? Well, only if you manage to take the scroll with you. Oh. So it sounds like some of us are heading out, and if you're heading out near, would sort of paying a visit to Roger Carlyle be a good thing to do at the same time? Well, I thought we just decided that you all need to stay as a group. We can't no, really I... start napping people around with us. Hmm. I think I think you talked us into it being okay to split up, Walter. Uh, I thought I was slapped down quite soundly by uh, all of you being like, "No." It depends anyway. on how in danger we think we are to scrying, and whether someone might just peek in on whoever isn't here. I feel like I'm most in danger. I suspect today we're all in danger because Nito Kree saw all of us. Mm. But she's got she's got a lock on me. Either way, she saw all of us. If they try for you and it doesn't work, they're prob- she's probably just going to go, oh well, I'll try again on someone else. No, she won't do that. That's, that's, that's not sporting. They are the bad guys, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Bride of Nyarlathotep isn't known for her sportsmanship. I believe the Bride of Nyarlathotep isn't the one who's pregnant. That's oh, that's going to be awkward, you know, like at the <laughs> wedding. A very good point. I mean, like, poor oh, drama. I mean, it depends, you know. The uh, does the bride of does the pregnant woman get to survive the birth of the spawn of Nyarlathotep? Yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> because. I think the queen of Nyarlathotep is probably like, no, I'm fine with this. That's yeah, not keen. Point. Not keen on that whole bursting thing. <laughs> I better go. Decide what you're doing, chumps. Uh, chums. Wait a second. It's another of my jokes he's stolen. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yes, that's the question, Peter. Yeah, literally. <laughs> What, what, what um, are we doing? 
so who who wants to enter the dreamlands? I am okay with doing this, although I do have other things to do as well. So you want to go with Hugo? Um, ah, shit. See, I don't want to go into the dreamlands, but I have a feeling that it might be the best place for me. I don't know. Uh, ex cultist. Going to one of a place well, that's one I've of been, Niall's power sources. I've been I've been scrubbed. I've been scrubbed free of um, you know residual. Oh yeah, cultiness. you were, weren't you? Yeah, you were. I am. I'm born. I'm a born again cat guy. <laughs> People are like woo bast, yeah bast, woo bast. Are we the cult of bast now? We more <laughs> or less. the cult of bast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's- it's totally different. Totally. Yeah, completely different. Um, so are we all going out as a group and then come back for people to do their dreaming stuff? Uh, well, if it's just trying to get some... Met, like, I don't know if... Maybe that's something the hotel can arrange. And then if yeah. half of us or some of us go and have a nap and some of us go and think about our journey onwards go and have a nap feels a little bit dismissive of (laughs) of the undertaking Um, into the dreaming into the dream (laughs) into the dream you go and have a little nap and have a little lie down (laughs) you've had such a busy day If I say it as we go and have a lie down, then I can tick the bingo sheet. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> Meta gaming bingo! Right, I'll lose. That one as well. <laughs> no. It's not meta gaming because. How can, how can we, we, we meta game the bingo behind him on the bingo? Because then we'd always have to tick it. My head hurts. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to the dreaming, I think. So Rebecca is going to the Dreaming. Chai wants to go to the Dreaming. Who else wants to go to the Dreaming? Uh, I, I was going to go just because it seemed like a place to be <laughs> out of, uh, you know, uh, perhaps less observed. It feels like somewhere where things could either go really well for the people that go, or the people that go, if there's not enough of them, are going to be boned. It's going to be one of the two extremes. It's not going to be a Eh, not much happened trip, basically. It almost feels like everybody who isn't dead set against doing things in general probably should go. Okay, well, I I don't... (sighs) Do I know anywhere in Hong Kong I could go to uh, do more research about the Black Sphinx. Do I know any like occult bookshops or whatnot here? Let me turn to my information about Hong Kong. And do a roll. Don't forget to cross-reference it with, with my... <laughs> no, this is Australia. That's a different place. That is a different mm. kind of Hong Kong. I've the been led to believe guy. that Australia and Hong Kong are different places. The nerve. Okay, Jack, roll me your occult, please. Um. Click. Your connection to the server has... Oh, okay. It's back, apparently. 
I got an error message. Do you see the do you, do you see the number? I see the number. Okay. You got a 40 out of 75. That's true. Which is a normal success. Uh Jack, you are aware there is quite a old uh occult uh neighborhood in uh downtown Hong Kong. It's one of the oldest parts of the city. There are all sorts of shops for mystics, priests, shrines, old bookshops, a couple of tiny little museums of ancient Chinese, uh, like, uh, ancient Chinese folklore and artifacts and all of that jazz. So, mm. yes, you might find something down in the old occult section of Hong Kong. Ah, ah, the occult district. Why didn't I think of that sooner? Well, it's not a district, but, you know, it's down some back streets in the old town. I was thinking of making a trip downtown, I say. There's a couple of occult stores that I may wish to check out. I'm a bit concerned about this Black Sphinx. Also... Also, if if they had a book which was entitled like "Towns of Hounds of Tindalos and how to not have them eat you," so you stop, so you never had existed in the first place, I'd like that book as well too. Well, I'm pretty sure this Prince Crocs and Satter Ank I'm trying to make will help with that. So keep an eye open out for an Ank for me, will you? Uh, a a, a non alloyed one. You want an un- an unalloyed Ank? Yes, please. Pure copper, about... iron, silver, or gold, or lead, please. What about cobalt? Uh, probably not. It's not in the list. <laughs> no, we don't have any uh, lizards mooching today. Oh. All right, I'll get you. <laughs> what about uranium? That's a metal. Also not in the list. <laughs> uh, it, it works against mythos things, but all of my teeth hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean... It isn't an alloy, so it would be a non-alloy metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, copper and gold are going to be the easiest ones. That's all that. Oh, iron, yeah, as well. iron is probably the easiest. Yeah, yeah. The Earth's Heck. surface is seventy-five percent iron. Don't Google that. <laughs> Don't Google that. It's not true. <laughs> I think it was seventy-five percent water. <laughs> life, life would be somewhat tougher. <laughs> Yeah, the life would, the Earth would be a very different shape if all the oceans were just solid blocks of iron. Does and it sounds like one of my Minecraft worlds? Um, okay. Does anyone want to come with me? I say, hopefully. I mean, I was going to go out and anyway to because we needed to speak to this Roger person or try to. So I don't mind joining you, Mateo. What are you doing? You're going shopping or going on a magical adventure into the realms of mystery? Well, I could keep you out of trouble in this shop, I suppose. Yeah, and I could uh, I could get them to teach you some lovely spells you can use. Uh, let's put that in the maybe pile. <laughs> I reckon we we should we should set the game up so that it can only be won by Mateo doing a lengthy ritual. <laughs> I mean, what do you think my end goal plan is? <laughs> We'd lose. Have you seen that now? <laughs> it's cool. 
It's called the, the Ritual of Peruvian Devastation. May any be performed by a gentleman born in Peru. <laughs> Who is devastated. Right, so, Thomas, Matteo, and Jack. Walter hires you a rickshaw and a driver who will take you across Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, Walter is going to stay in the hotel. Uh, is he what? arranging ship passage to Egypt, or <laughs> does he need to get us an aeroplane? We were still going with the plane idea, weren't we? If you wanna. I'm fine with that. Plane? He'll go and buy us a plane. If only, if only there was the aeroplane equivalent of a lifeboat. <laughs> They're called parachutes. Um, yeah. Right, Walter will arrange a plane. One that can do the long-haul flights we need and that someone is willing to sell us rather than us hiring one. Yeah. Jack, Thomas, and Mateo, where are you going first? Are you heading for these occult shops, or are you going to the asylum? Say the asylum first, probably. Oh, oh I've got a bad feeling about asylums. <laughs> it's okay, you can oh, just yeah. turn to a puppy again. <laughs> just walking through the front door, they're like, hello, and they're like, <laughs> like section that man. <laughs> By which we mean cut him into slices. <laughs> hey, uh, you take the ritual across uh, town. You have to cross a river. Oh, I take take some photos for the scrapbook. What with your nineteen twenty five big chunky camera that does these people not to move? <laughs> <laughs> End minute. Oh, with, with my with my Polaroid camera from the future. Oh, is that what Nita Kreese brought back for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She went to the 1990s and came back. Oh, she'd be dressed like Nido. It's got like a like a puffer jacket and <laughs> like a baseball yeah. hat turned backwards. Yeah, dressed like Nido, like I said. How dare you be so accurate? <laughs> she brought us a Walkman. Whoever he is, brought back a nuclear bomb. Uh, okay, you arrive at the asylum. Uh, who is talking to the receptionist? How do you make your way? Well, not even the receptionist, the gate guard to get, like, it's in a proper compound behind a big tall fence. Uh, I'm going to stand in polite silence. Why are we here again? Speak to Roger Rod- Carlyle. Roger Carlyle. Um, uh,. Have we discussed any form of like what our business is, like what how we're going to approach this? You have a letter from um Jack Brady giving you permission to see his doctor and ah. on his behalf, and then you've got to convince the doctor to let you see Carlisle. Uh, what language is the letter in, by the way? Uh, Chinese. Okay, fine. Um, I will speak to them then. Okay, 
Uh, what language are you you're talking to them in Chinese, I assume? Yes. Wait, roll me your Chinese. Is your Chinese over 50? It is. Okay. Uh, you chat to the guard, you get let through and sent up to the front desk and are ushered, after a little bit of wait, into the doctor's office. He's a tall, lean, uh, oriental gentleman with short black hair. Um, and he examines your letter quite meticulously. It's like, and you wish to see Mr. Carlyle? Uh, preferably, yes, please. Not entirely sure we should be disturbing him. He's he's not well, and we've been preparing to ship him back to New York. Well, we wouldn't be asking unless it was really felt necessary. May I ask why you need to speak with him? Uh... It's... I don't feel like I can talk about this to the doctor. Um... No, you can tell me. I'm a doctor. (laughs) Uh, So I'll just be like... It... It's rather a, a, a private matter, I'm afraid. There isn't really anything private involving Mr. Carlyle. He is insane. Immovably insane. It's all going on in English or Chinese now? They're talking in Chinese. Okay. I say... Uh... Nevertheless, and then I explained to the other two that <coughs> he's, he wants a reason. There. Mm. Any thoughts? <laughs> Thinking. <laughs> um, I mean, we could keep it relatively generic without actually really bending the truth. Like, we you know, trying to pick up the pieces of what what happened in Egypt and Kenya, you know, we're, we're passing through and just on the off chance we can get anything out of him, really. We know, we know it's unlikely, but, you know, don't ask, you don't get. Yes, okay, uh, I'll, I'll take that approach and say that we know that it might be a bit of a futile errand, but we have reason to think that he may be the only person who has any knowledge of uh, uh, of something that we uh, uh, are quite urgently looking into in uh, uh, to, in connection with uh, one of his. Uh, expeditions and we're just hoping that if we can get any manner of uh, uh, anything meaningful from him at all that might that, that we might be able to um, uh, that, that that might be helpful to us or something Roll like. me your persuade Ugh. or fast talk whichever is highest uh, probably fast talk 
Uh, I can lock that probably. Yeah, I'll lock it. You have to talk really fast. The doctor really doesn't seem convinced or like he wants to let anyone in to see his patient. But you keep talking and chatting and eventually he agrees to allow you in for a very brief meeting. Uh, You're escorted down into the depths of the asylum along long corridors of plain stone and escorted into a corridor outside of a padded room. And I'll go be the other guys whilst we wait for Arona to come back. Other guys, other guys. Gonna be right. the other guys. That's Who me. out of the three of you has been to the dream before? Hello. Hugo, come on. Hand up, Hugo. I mean, it's fairly obvious that. Hand up, Hugo. <laughs> Rebecca, have you been to the dream before? Uh, I can't remember. I've got dream law from somewhere. Do you have dreaming? No. Then you have not been to the dream. Okay. You may have picked dream law up by reading one of the books. Yeah. Right, which means we're going to have to do it the long way. Okay, Nido, how are you going to take everyone into the dreaming with you? Uh, I think there's a thing for this, isn't there? Uh, I recall there being a thing. We might indeed have a magic spell that does this. I can't say because it's meta-knowledge. Go, Nido, you can do it. You and Chai could just go to sleep and roll your dreaming, but if you do so, then Rebecca's going to get left behind. Rebecca I also has don't have a silver nap. key, so there's a fairly decent chance I won't manage it. That too, that too. Who would like to go to the Vaults of Zim? Everyone go to the Vaults of Zim. Okay. Okay. Um... How many people are going? Three of you. Um, does the cost include the dreamer? Yep. Okay. Uh, okay, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Um, is the cost for each person or just all the dreamer doing it? What does it say in the spell description? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, well, it'll be three MP per person. Um, and you must be willing, I guess. Um, and yeah, just everybody just needs to have a lie down while I'm holding the silver key and engaging this. Yep. Okay. You all get into bed. Everyone spends three MP. Nido, roll dreaming. To cast a spell. I assume I can't get help and give him a bonus die. No. Okay. Just checking. I do that sometimes. Oh, a little bit of luck will do that. Sort that out. <laughs> yes, a little bit of luck is what we're leaning towards. I'm at sixty-two currently. Uh, Are you uh, spending your luck? Hold on. How much would that be? Eight. Uh, okay. This is important, relatively so. I will spend the luck. Oh, I'm sad. If you hadn't spent the luck, I'd have been like, and the three of you nod off to sleep. 
Friendly <laughs> 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 afternoon, Just having a nap and get nothing of done. <laughs> nothing so, could count as a pleasant day off, though. Yes, it would. Rebecca, you find yourself standing knee deep in a field of wildflowers. They stretch out in literally every direction. There seems to be no end to this field. Nearby, you can see a raised stone platform. And standing nearby in the field of flowers is Chai and Hugo. (coughs) Oh, I forgot about the new player lobby. (laughs) I hadn't. Have to go through the new player lobby or she's not protected. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, Hello. Hello. Hey, Rebecca. This is your first time here, isn't it? I think so. I was fairly sure I'd ended up in the Dreaming before, but not the correct way. Uh, Are you ready for some steps? Yeah. I can do steps. Good. Don't jump in the fire. I've been told it's bad. Or throw yourself into it while riding some kind of... um... Thanks, but yeah, I will do my best not to trip and fall into any fires. Okay, but... Rebecca, I have given you dreaming, which is half your power. As you are led up onto this stone platform, and there's literally a spiral staircase that sinks deep into the ground, mm-hmm. and you follow it down 777 steps. Where's dreaming? Undercooking. Oh. Arts and crafts. Aha, okay. I do wish I'd come into a dreaming a bit later when I had a bit more pow. Ah, yeah. You follow the steps down. It's all very surreal and almost unreal as you walk down this staircase. And you eventually, with the other two accompanying you, arrive in... A large cavern beneath the earth in what can only be described as a temple. It's long, curving room stretches out around you. And in the centre, a pillar of bright, gleaming green fire roars out of a hole in the earth. And on the far side of the pillar of fire is an archway and more stairs. As you are standing there, a tall figure in long flowing robes and a strange hat emerges out of the gloom of the cavern. Ah, Hugo, Miss T, you bring a new dreamer to our path. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, dip my head in a like, polite fashion. Um, Hello. Uh, do I remember the name of this person? This is Sona Neil, one of the priests of the Temple of Green Fire. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, Sona Neil, this is uh, Null's character name. Hi, <laughs> I'm Null's character name. <laughs> I shouldn't be the only one to remember this. <laughs> I know her name. Remember I your own name, Rebecca. Wait, use the server name feature so that I can just look at the name list. Good. Um, no, this is Rebecca. Gonna... This is Rebecca. Um, we have a 
matter to attend to in the dream, and she's uh, coming to assist us. So she needs to um, do the little introductory thingy. Well, there's nothing you need to do here in the cavern, Miss Rebecca. You must merely continue down the deeper steps of slumber. You have Always descended. Nice to stop and say hello, though. Hello? That's very rude to interrupt someone. Sorry. You are not forgiven. <laughs> the deeper steps of slumber, Miss Rebecca, lie before you. They plunge through the rim and edge of nightmare. Your mind may be tested until you enter the woods deep below. When you emerge into the woodlands, you will have safely passed through the steps of slumber and be protected as you enter the dreaming realm. But be warned, the protection is against those using dark sorceries against your slumbering body. The dream itself is always dangerous. Do you have any questions to ask before you move on? Um, no, thank, thank you for letting me know. Master Hugo, did you have anything you wish to ask before you depart? Um, I don't believe so. Um, he bows to you. Merely, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess. Is there any advice that we can give her? One. Like, uh, this ten. is more of me as a GM. Me is me more asking you as GM. Is that is it okay for us to like help her during this? There's not much you can do while she faces her own nightmares. You can Go interfere on. if a nightmare attacks. But you can't really bolster her spirit as you descend. Uh, Sonanil nods to you and glides off back into the strange mists that seem to surround the cavern, leading the way to the deeper steps of slumber open for you. You'll need to take the lead with Rebecca for this bit. Okay. I will be mindful of the fire and not accidentally fall into it. Would you like to jump into the fire? Oh, go on then. (laughs) (laughs) Low power extreme. (laughs) No, I don't do that. I will head towards the archway and make sure that Chai and Hugo... Chai and Hugo, do you follow Rebecca down the steps? Uh, Uh, Yeah, I want to be on hand for if she gets in trouble. You descend. This staircase seems darker than the one above, more shadowy. And as you descend... It spirals down into the depths of wherever you are. Occasionally there are windows that look out onto strange scenes, a mountainside, an underground lake, a cavern full of fire. Roll me your pal. I'm going down steps. This is just for Rebecca, isn't it? Yeah. Hey. Uh, you hear whispers, soft voices. Every time you reach one of those windows... You almost get a sense of deja vu. You've dreamed of this place before in your nightmares. But you move on, continuing down the stairs, continuing down the long, winding path. Well, me, power hard. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Everybody always does this on the steps. No, no, I don't think we've had this here before. Not a crit. We've had failures on the steps. I don't think we have had a crit on the steps. Why? Okay. Um, it'll probably be fine. I, need I to hope turn. you're right. 
I need to turn to the page I need. Where is the place? I, I mean, we can help against other things, but if you get yourself killed with crits, I'm not sure there's much we can do. Uh, I think the page you need is in the Book of Unusual Deaths. <laughs> you are descending down the staircase. Shadows seem to grow darker all around you. Rebecca, you remember this nightmare. Things in the shadows, shapeless forms dragging themselves through the mist, sightless, hungry, ravening, searching for you. The nightmare seems to wrap around you and Hugo and Chai, and you are in this other place. Tall, monolithic buildings rise all around you. Massive, great, big, terrifying things. You say it wraps around all of us. Yeah, you're all being dragged in. Ah, okay, right. You are, there seem to be strange, weird, monolithic buildings of different shapes made of dark stone all around you. Towering towards the middle, you can see these massive monolithic shapes and then a tall cylinder that rises up, up, into the darkness. Hmm. Um, uh, Hugo and, well, all three of you can roll Dream Law. Oh, Jesus. Let's <laughs> take a look. Was not expecting to get that. Uh, I'm going to send you a message to Oh, my first message of the day. This is fine. No. (laughs) (laughs) We've had one crit fail. We're probably one more crit fail from uh, half a party wipe. (laughs) We need to get our A game on, boys. I will roll my A dice, or even my double A dice. <laughs> uh, why aren't there just A batteries? <coughs> um, Some things are not meant to be known by man. Because there's B and C. And D. British Naval Connection. Did you lose your thing? Right. Uh, meanwhile, at the asylum, whilst Craig reads his message, there's some sort of horrible hissing noise coming into the microphones. Oh, right. Oh. So this is foreboding. So, in the... Place, the thing, the place of the things. Uh, the asylum. Jack, Matteo, and Thomas, you are have been escorted down into the depths of the asylum and taken... Just see if I have the Dreamlands book as a... 
PDF? I don't think I do. No, I don't. Okay, fine. Uh, at the asylum. Uh, Jack, Matteo, and Thomas, the door is unlocked by an orderly, and inside the padded room, lying on the padded floor, wrapped in a straight jacket, is the bedraggled form of Roger Carlyle. He rolls his eyes towards you all. Ah, the Peruvian, the athlete, and the shattered soul. Welcome to my humble abode. I'm not an athlete. No. <laughs> oh, you silly. <laughs> oh, my child. My <coughs> misbegotten wayward son. Return to me and all will be forgotten eventually. Oh, oh no, I say. Yeah. Um, you're not going to help us, are you? It depends what you ask, Jack. Matteo. And the poor innocent little lambkin, dragged in by pure chance and happenstance. Thomas. I... Hey, hey, now, we, 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 we all know he's secretly working for you. <laughs> I, None I... of you are secretly working for you. All of you are marching to my tune. I, I decide to sit down at a safe distance from him, just so we're not all, like, towering above him. Um... <laughs> His eyes seem to... He shuts his eyes for a moment, and when he opens them again, he's like, Oh, hello. Oh, people. Hi. Hello. It's Roger, isn't it? Hello. Hello, Roger. <laughs> you may call me Your Majesty. Oh, sorry, Your Majesty. Of course. Good. Hmm. Are you here... To bring me gifts, as is traditional when greeting your monarch. Uh, our, our gifts to you were taken by your guards. I'm sure they will give them to you later. Oh. What about the special invisible gifts? <laughs> <laughs> I do like invisible gifts. They're the most fun. No one can take those off me. You! Young boy, you have a plucky, adventurous attitude. Would you care to join my court as a page? I would very much like to. However, I am quite taken up by another profession. Well, my young boy, fear not. I will bless you in the name of the king. He raises his hand and starts to chant in what sounds like some sort of Mandarin. Oh, does that mean Matteo can understand it? He's going to have to roll to work out what the fuck he's saying. Okay, what is he actually saying? Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah. all three of you roll spot hidden. Speedin! I succeed. 
I spit him. You uh, can spot hidden too, Mateo. Yes. Oh, um, yes. However, will he manage? I also <laughs> succeed. Mateo, you haven't noticed this, but Thomas and Jack, you've seen that his eyes have gone black again. Oh. And, um, uh, the other entity inhabiting him has taken over. And Mateo, he definitely seems to be casting a spell at you. Like a proper full-on evil spell with dark chanting and he's dug his fingernails into his other hand. Uh, okay, uh, maybe just grab his grab his arm forcefully enough to distract him, but not enough to sort of grapple him. He's blessing him. It's going to be fine, sure. Uh, Thomas, to grab hold. Yeah, I I need to wrestle him away from this. How did how did they how did they spot this? But I didn't when I got a harder success than them. You did spot this. No, Mateo Mateo didn't. Mateo hasn't seen his eyes have changed. I don't see my spot. You didn't get hard enough. All right, you're you're too busy listening to the weird mangled ancient Mandarin, so you haven't noticed his eyes. I'm going to punch him in the face. Uh, Roll balling as well. (laughs) I'm like, I wouldn't wouldn't just sit there like, oh, this is is fine. Doctor, doctor, we're here to have a very calm... Yeah. Your patient walks in there, punches the guy in the face. Yeah, that's what I was trying to... (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, uh, Thomas, you leap forward and grab his arms and restrain him, and then Jack punches him. And his head swayed backwards, and he turns to stare up at you. You have struck your god, Jack. How dare you strike your god? I see that your little soul has been stripped of my blessing and my touch. But don't worry, he throws his head back and shrieks really loudly, and his shriek seems to rise in pitch until it passes out of your hearing. Oh, God. And then he lolls back, and he's like, oh, hello again. So, I have blessed the young boy. What questions do you have for me, young man, he says to Jack, as Thomas is still holding his arms. I think we should leave. (laughs) We might as well ask while we're here. Otherwise, this is all pointless. Okay. Uh, One question. (laughs) Uh, Ask young page. What's the question? Um, <laughs> well, well, we need. Yeah, we, we need to try and ask character. We need to. Um, if he knows anything about, if he can recall anything about his expedition, you know, to Kenya. Is, is there anything, anything? Is there anything more specific that we want out of him, or do we? Do we just come for general inquiries? So, if I remember correctly, um, when he was on the expedition, he went to Egypt, he then went to the pyramids of Dashir, they then broke the Eye of Light and Darkness, uh, and went into the Bent Pyramid, and that's when Jackson, uh, Jack Brady grabbed him and t- took him to Mombasa, I think? Not I quite. don't know. They went into the Black Bed Pyramid and disappeared for, like, five days. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then so, when they um, came back, they went straight to Mont Kenya. And then that in Kenya is when Jack Brady was like, nope, enough of enough. 
You've gone crazy, you're coming with me. So do we want to ask him about his time in Kenya or about his time in the Bent Pyramid? Not a feeling Kenya is... Because that's the one that's going to be the biggest resistance, I think. But also, if he knows what he did with the broken Eye of Light and Darkness. But that's not super critical. We can always cast on a new one. It's just if we do find the, the broken piece, it's handy. No, I th- we, I th- we, we can, but we really need the broken bit. Do we really need it? Um, it's going to be thousands of times easier than uh, trying to cast the spell again. So sorry, I've I've lost the thread a bit. We the 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 thing was broken in in Egypt. In Egypt. In so, Egypt. Yeah. So what we want to ask is, does he recall anything of a broken tablet in? Yeah, like how how did he break it, and like what did he do with the pieces? Do you happen to recall a tale of a broken stone tablet in uh, in Egypt and what became of the pieces? Broke a stone tablet in Egypt? I climbed the Red Pyramid and I broke it. I performed the Eye of Light and Darkness in reverse. <laughs> and thus I shattered the seal on the Red Pyramid. I broke it, and I cast the two pieces of the seal down the slopes of the pyramid to unleash our god from where he slumbered. But there were people. I hadn't seen them during my ritual. They were there. They were in Dashur that night. What people? Jack. Dear, kind Jack, always watching me. And Nuri of El Waster, one of our workmen, was also in the courtyard that night. If anyone knows where the pieces of the iron light and darkness are, it would be Nuri. And Jack. If you want to find Nuri, you will need to find Warren. Warren will know where he is. If you want to find Warren, you'll need to find Jim. (laughs) (laughs) And if you seek for Jim, you must only speak the riddle three. You understand why I always come to this sessions, no matter how much of a recap I've listened to and not know what the fuck is going on, because I'm like, <laughs> we just picked up, okay, so we've got to find, do to talk to Nori, but we've got to talk to Warren to get to Nori, and the reason that we've got to talk to Nori is to find the stone tablet, which was... Br- <laughs> <laughs> Very simple yeah. and easy to remember. Uh, roll your intelligence, the three of you. Um, is Warren a name known to us? That's what you're rolling to see if you remember. I don't know a Warren. Uh, I, of course. Ooh. Perhaps know the man. Might. I 
We'll try. Um, oh, just raw intelligence. Mm. Uh, just a regular sort of success. Uh, the name rings a bell to you, Matteo. You've heard it somewhere, but you can't remember where. Mm. Um, Jack, you know. <laughs> I have this, yeah, so because it vaguely rings a bell to me, I look to the others and say, do we have what we need? Can we leave? Yeah, yes, yes, I say, uh, flusteredly, remembering who Warren is. Jack, Jack, my love, come back to me. All okay. will be forgiven if you come back, Jack. Time to go now. Goodbye, <laughs> no. Jack. No, hang on. Let's hear him out. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to think this might be the best deal I get. Seriously? <laughs> you drag Jack back out into the corridor and be like, thank you, orderlies. We have had a talk. Oh, have you, I shake my hand and I'm like, you got any other uh, mentally unstable people I can punch in the face? <laughs> You've been it's punching. My, it's my hobby. <laughs> it sounds like you need your own padded room, uh, Mr. Katie. I eat their souls. Oh, fine. You've got some orderly zombie minions now. <laughs> right, uh, you three scootle out of the asylum, back out into the cool, well, not cool, the tropical, warm Hong Kong morning. It's getting on for about lunchtime at this point. <laughs> well, um... No, we, it, any idea who this Warren person was? Um, his name was Warren Bissart. Um, he was Carlisle's expedition planner. Uh, he lives in Cairo. Well, he lived in Cairo. Hopefully he's still there. Okay, so we need to find Warren Bissart to find Nuri to find the broken tablet. Uh, yes. Okay. When, when you put it like that, it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, saving the world was never going to be easy. <laughs> right. Okay, that's that's good. Um, the only other thing we needed to do was possibly find some unalloyed metal to help myself and Chai with this, uh, uh, this scroll that Len Yu gave us. Unless Jack you want to... wanted to go to the occult section. Oh, and that, yeah. Do you want to eat first and then go? Yeah, like a like a snack. Well, it's lunchtime. There's a really nice looking street food dim sum restaurant just just a couple just down the street away. Do you want to go have dim sum before you then hmm. go shopping? Sure, um, I love a pork ball. Let's eat so that we can be the other guys. <laughs> other guys, you're standing in this strange, fog-shrouded, monolithic building filled place. You can hear things dragging themselves along the rocky floor towards you. Chai, would you like to share anything with the class? Yeah, I wouldn't have a lot to share. Um... So guys, um, we're not just in a nightmare. We're we're at the fucking bottom of the literal depths of 
the realm of nightmare. Um, you, you see that big cylinder? That's the bottom of the steps. That that's the the, 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 the um, tower far. of um. It's the tower of cough, apparently. Um, and the, we're in the vaults of Zin, if that means anything to to you, um, Hugo. Seeing as you you know you're meant to be the dreamer. Um, yeah, we need to go up. And by the way, uh, your nightmare's out there and alive right now, Rebecca. So uh, if you know what it is, that is going to be the worst thing that you fear. You might want to share it with us so that we can prepare. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff that we've seen is pretty horrific already. Um, the nightmare. I haven't had a nightmare for a while. So... Uh-huh. Russell, do I know the lo- name of the location now? That well, dream law. But I think in either case we should, yeah, go back yes. up. Are we yeah, at we... the bottom of the tower then? Yeah, but I think because you're not of at the way... bottom of the tower, you're in the yeah. vaults of Zin. The tower rises out of the center. You're gonna need to find your way to the center. Or find, come up with some other dreamy bullshit to get out of here quickly. Do I? Do I believe I can just do a requested teleport out of here and take us all somewhere else and dream? Do you want to try and dream everyone somewhere else? Yes, that's how this place works. Roll dreaming at hard. And we are scattered across the whole of Dream. <laughs> Roll me your luck, please, Hugo. You mean that thing everybody kept telling me to spend? Oh, we're okay. No. Hugo, Nightmare won't let you leave. You're going to have to find your way back into the tower. And climb those stairs. Or leave the city and venture deeper into Nightmare. Oh, we don't want either of these things. We're trying to get to um, the heart of the dream. Do I know where that is? You could roll Dream Lawyer Extreme. I suppose you could. What a library. I don't. You don't know where the hearts of dream are. Uh, I think the best thing is possibly for us to get back up the tower and back up into the nicer levels. Yeah, I agree. We, we yes. should probably move out now. Fast. Let's do that. You start hurrying towards the centre. Roll me your hurry towards the centre. What is that? Yeah, well, actually, that's a question. Do we want to hurry or do we want to try and be stealthy? You can hear things dragging themselves towards you through the We the want fog. to go quickly. May already I already know we're here. Okay, quickly it is then. So what, what do we roll for quickly? Dexterity? Dexterity and spot hiddens. Got a thing and wow! My ability to roll has deserted me. Look, well, you are scampering along, Hugo. You see the path, and Chai was already turning towards it. There is a opening through the fog, and as you all run towards it, something wraps itself around your ankles, Hugo. A slimy tendril of flesh dripping with ichor that 
starts to coil your ankles together. Whoa, uh, strength. I'd also like to try and roll dreaming to try and dream myself a sword. You can do that too. Okay. Yeah. Roll fight in brawling with your sword. I guess just brawl, roll brawling and... Uh... Yeah, roll brawl. Oh, thank goodness. Roll pow hard. Oh, okay. You stab the sword into this flesh tendril thing, and there is a flare of light that seems to travel along the tendril, and the creature holding you shrieks and releases you, and you run with the others. You run as quickly as you can down the path that you have seen. I'm keeping the sword. <laughs> You've come to the base of this tower. It seems huge. So very, very, very tall. Stretching away up into the sky. And there is a massive vaulted doorway. But it is closed. Stones seeming interlocked, almost like woven rushes, fill the entire doorway. Do any of you know how to open the Tower of Koth? Uh, what do we roll to know if we know? Dream law at hard. Well, no. Do you want to lock it now? Mm, nah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Uh. Oh. Yeah, no, that's too much for me to look. I don't suppose we could counter offer with Cthulhu Mythos. Cthulhu Mythos at extreme. Might as well try. No. We haven't got a clue, lads. Um... Fog seems to have formed itself into a semicircular wall around the base of the doorway and the three of you, and you can hear the shapes lumbering closer. I think we just need to find somewhere to get away from these things, guys. We, we can't stay here. So There's nowhere to go, Chai. The tower is behind <laughs> you, and they're coming towards you through the semicircle <laughs> of fog. It's a tower. It's locked. Is your silver key going to be any useful for this, Hugo? That kind of key. But mm, that's a key. Keys open things. Um, I mean, maybe. Um, I don't want to just casually jab this thing in there. Uh, Let, let's let's just just take us out of this is, for a is moment. There, is there is there actually a is there actually a keyhole on this door? Nope, it's all interwoven stone rushes. Or vines, or some sort of interwoven stone interlocking something. Are you going to try and tap it or jab it with your silver key? 
I'd like to try using the silver key to focus and like try and think of try and dream um like whatever the key is for this thing dreaming like dreaming of a way to open this well you're dreaming at dreaming with a bonus die Oh, I mean, I'll take, I'll, I'll roll a D10 anyway and see if I can see better. Yeah, yeah, it might get an extreme. You never know. It all uh-huh. makes sense to you now, Hugo. Of course, you know how to open this door. You chant the formulaic phrases in ancient uh, Numenerian uh, n- numerology. And the literal equations start to appear in the air around you. And the gateway, the vines, curl forwards. Roll luck, Rebecca and um, Chai. Yep. Hugo remembers to take you with him. As he seems to chant a litany of numeral and strange mathematical equations in the air, and suddenly the vines literally seem to come alive and slide out, wrap around you all and pull you inside. And you're standing at the bottom of a very, very steep, dark tower, illuminated with small purple lights. Uh, But Hugo is still whispering maths, sitting cross-legged and sketching numerological symbols in the air with the key. I don't think we should interrupt him just yet. He's probably doing something important. I recognise this. Rebecca, roll me sanity. (laughs) Oh, Um, no. Rebecca, you lose two sanity. uh, He's he's busy trying to solve the Kushja equation once more. I... Do my best to interrupt him. Uh, have I realised in character yet? Cause... You have not, I'm afraid. You're like, we shouldn't interrupt him. And Rebecca's all like, no, we fucking should! <laughs> she hasn't said anything yet, though. It's so... the thing, it, like, we've the seen this thing? before. What is the, it? The equation that he was trying to solve. Hugo, wake up. Dominate, stop doing the Khrushchev equation. <laughs> uh, Dominate does not work on him because he is not aware of the outside world. Rebecca, what would you like to try whilst Chai is all like, Dominate! Um, just trying to grab and sort of... Raw strength. I uh, has it. You grab the silver key off him because he's using that, and you kind of snap out of it, Hugo, and are like, "Oh yeah, great, we're inside. It worked." <laughs> Yay! Yes. Okay, where next, guys? Why were you doing the, the equation again? The what? Oh, sanity, Nido. As, as Chai says, the equation. You look at Chai like, you're just doing your little math puzzles. What, what, what are you talking about? I doing I, the equation that would have ended the world again a moment ago. You remember, we've been through this 
Hugo. I think we'd likely need to get back to that, but maybe we need to go up first and then get back yeah, to I that. Yeah, I guess... <laughs> I guess so. I'm just concerned if he starts doing it again and we don't notice this time. So let's keep an eye on Hugo. Are you keeping the Silver Kiba back up? It would seem so. If I've started to associate it with Hugo might start trying to do the... I did maths with it. You're like, no, no maths. Right, you three start up the stairs. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, roll me your luck. Hedgehog friend. Uh, luck, hedgehog friend. Well, I'm lucky, sort of. It's not bad, dim sum. Uh, <laughs> well, that was that was what that was for. <laughs> not the best dim sum, but it ain't bad. I'm by me. Uh, where did you want to go now, Jack? Oh, um, there's a bookshop I know of called um, Occult Books for Sinister Criminals. It's in the Occult District. The Occult, okay. Um, do you know where that is? Called Mateo, maybe? I mean, I know, I, I know where it is. Oh, okay. Lead on. Uh, I, I lead. Have I been to this bookshop before, or is it just a fabled one of legend? Um, it's just a fabled one of legend. You've heard of it ah. before. Then I go towards it. You make your way across town. You get another rickshaw that takes you mm. to the uh, old quarter of the city. And then you start leading the others down these long, twisty, cobblestoned back streets. And, uh, Matteo, roll me a spot hidden at hard, please. Spot hidden, you say? Oh, I'll spot hidden. Uh, I'll send you a message. As, as, uh, Jack is wandering around looking for the bookshop. Mm hmm. I've sent you a message on telegrams. Uh, as in, we've just passed. You yeah, you just saw it down an alleyway as you were wandering along. Um Ah I think I just saw it back there. I point out towards an alley a side alley. It's not the bookshop you were looking for, but Matteo seems to have recognized this one for some reason. Hmm. It's a tiny little uh, bookshop with a striped a uh, green and yellow awning out front of it. Ah, uh, not, not the <laughs> Are you sure this is the place? You're trying to remember where you saw this last. You could have swear you've been in this shop before with Cat. <laughs> hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just recognised it as all. Well, I guess uh, we can check it out. I think I've been there with Cat. Well, it might be useful. Are you going to head to Matteo's mysterious bookshop or continue looking for the one you know of, Jack? 
Uh, let's go for the one the GM is heavily suggesting that we should go towards. Hmm. You don't have to. <laughs> oh, I, you know, this, a, I'm sure this one is fine. Yeah, it's full of pasteur. Um, I mean, no. Uh, you enter this bookshop, and it's one of those shops where there are books piled high on the tables. The bookshelves are crammed. It smells dusty and musty. And towards the counter... In the middle, there is a large seating area. There's one of those iron tables with comfortable cushions and a samovar full of what looks like Turkish apple tea, happily bubbling away as it's kept on a simmer to keep it warm. And as the doorbell goes, jingle, 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 as you enter, an old man wearing a green fez pokes his head out from the back and is like, Ah, Matteo. Welcome back. You recognise Medal, the uh, bookkeeper that Kat and Liza were constantly going and hassling for books. How are you, you young man? You are Medal. I say, piecing it together <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> yes, young man, and you brought new companions. Yes, I... Oh, Mr. Kennedy, I saw you at the Olympics. Uh, very well done on the gold medal. Oh, uh, thank you, um, Mr. Medal. I've, I've, I've heard about you. Oh, <laughs> just plain simple Medal will do. I had a feeling that uh, they might be able to use your services in much the same way that Liza and Kat have done it so in 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 the past you mean you're not here to use my services yourself Matteo? oh well um you know me question mark does he um um well well sit down and have some apple tea <laughs> he pours you one of those sort of like fluted um double layered glass cups full of lovely apple tea and hands you some turkish delight uh Thank you. Oh, Mr. Kennedy, what brings one of the United States' foremost athletes to my shop and your... friend? Servant? ex looking at me. Yeah, he's oh, looking at me. No, yeah, no, this, this is Jack. This is, uh... He, he's our friend. Right. Well, Mr. Jack... What brings you and Mr. Kennedy to my shop? Um. Hello. <laughs> Normally I wouldn't serve your kind, but uh, Matteo hasn't stabbed you full of knives, so I'm either unaware of your affiliations with the cult of the bloody tongue. Or oh, we, fi- we fixed all that. I'm good now. Yeah, he, he really is. He's, he's all right, actually. We... I've, I've got a certificate and everything. Thoroughly checked out. Oh, well, welcome, Mr. Katie. I'll, um, not catalogue you. <laughs> um, concerning. Um, how can I help you today? We are on our way to. The, his most holy temple in Africa. Oh, I wouldn't go there. 
Uh, yeah, we're going there because if we don't go there, the world will end. Oh, that would be very inconvenient. I like this world. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I, I want to stop the world ending because all my stuff is there. Mm. Well, most of it. Um, well, how can I help? We I don't know knowledge? precisely where it is. Hmm. Yeah, we... Yeah, we we know it's the mountain of the Black Wind, but mm. we don't know where in Kenya it is. Yes, searching searching all of Kenya is going to take some time. Oh, well, I'm sure you have plenty of time, right? It's not like you've been journeying all year on this quest of quests and uh, running out of time, right? I mean, I <laughs> I still might try and drown you. <laughs> I mean, no, but, you know, no no time like the present. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we've got plenty of time. Right, well. He wanders through his uh, bookshop. He takes down a massive Elliot portfolio and opens it. And it's full of maps, and he starts to leaf through them, one by one. Hmm. I believe it's in Aberdare. Uh, no, I think that's in Scotland. Aberdare Forest. Hmm. So you're looking for the Mountain of the Black Wind? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. You need to find the Bandari. The Bandari? Bandari. He is a man. He um, lives... Does it? Does he have an address? Nairobi. Seek the holy man Bandari in Nairobi. He can reveal to you the way to the Mountain of the Black Wind. Okay. First, you must find Greg. <laughs> <laughs> At first, you must find Greg. You know where Greg is. <laughs> High Street in every major city. Oh, these, these nested fetch quests. <laughs> Well, it's not my fault you found the nested fetch quest part of the adventure. <laughs> but first, you must bring me several hams. Why? Because I'm hungry. <laughs> I will get the town of Tindalos. <laughs> does the town uh... of Tindalos have hams, or does he want us to do something as well? <laughs> um, as Medal finishes speaking, he looks at you again, Jack, and is like. Do you realise you're tethered to a hand of Tindalos? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do know that. I, um, uh, funnily enough, that was my second question. Um, yeah, you, you haven't got like a, you know, disintegrate hound and evil witch rider um, spell handy, do you? No, but the hound is waiting for you outside the shop. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Can I? Thomas, Can I? <laughs> I did like the idea of Thomas turning to stare through the windows. <laughs> we don't love that. Um. <laughs> I'm afraid it looks like it's been summoned. Someone earlier today did 
use the whistle of Tindalos. I did mm. wonder why they were doing that. Yeah, it's um, it's it's well, it's a long story. I'm sure you're not interested. Oh, I'm always interested in a new story. He sits down and pours some apple juice. Yeah. Would you like some tea? And you can tell me your story because I kind of think you don't want to complete our business and leave the <laughs> shop right now. Yeah, I'm. Because <laughs> it is just waiting for you outside. Do you have a back door? I do, but the Egyptian queen Nitocris is lurking outside the back door. Do you have like a trap door? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you open that trap door. Uh. Yes, but we don't open the trap door. It's where I keep something the... down there. <laughs> there is indeed something down there. Have some tea. Tell me why the Egyptian queen Nitocris and her hound of Tindalos are hunting you, and maybe. I can come up with some way to help you get to where you need to be. Well, it all started three days shy of my 18th birthday. <laughs> my friend Jeremy. <laughs> the team's positions seem to have switched a bit now in Dianus. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking when we came back to us, like, oh, having a nice, nice little snack. Everything's fine. And glad I'm not in the dreamland. And then, oh. The backstory flashback whippiness happens as Jack tells Medal his life story. Look, look, it's an established fact at this point that whichever team is on, like, team horrible death, murder and and danger, is the one that's going to come out relatively unscathed. And the one that's team have a lovely cup of tea and a cake at a tea shop is the one that's going to suffer five, 50, 75% casualties and the rest of the people are going to be maimed. So. Yeah, add it, add it to the bingo. The wrong group is p- in peril. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> the wrong group is in peril. I mean, you had dim sum and you've gone to a bookshop and now, now... See, I'm really sad that you didn't go to the normal bookshop that Jack knew about <sighs> because... There's nothing to stop the Hound of Tindalos from crashing into the normal bookshop. Oh. And I was like, I can see you thinking about which one to go for. Which one of us could you see thinking that it really wasn't a choice? It was a choice. <laughs> it, was, it was, do you want to go to the, to the magical place where you'll probably be okay, or the non-magical place where you're definitely going to die? <laughs> In a- You'd have been shopping for books, you'd have been looking for I cult mean, stuff. Queen Nitocris would have been like, Hi Jack, you know my doggy, and then the dog would have met you, it'd be great. Did you <laughs> did those they actually have to roll a luck to see if Medal was here? Uh yeah, yeah, that was rolled okay. out, yeah. And then Meda- and then Mateo had to roll a spot hidden to, to recognise the shop and go, Oh, I know that shop, I went in it with cat. I'm sure I went in it with cat. But we've never been to Hong Kong with cat. Have I? Yeah, I'm very confused about this. I mean, you went into this shop in London with Cat, and in Peru with Cat, ah. and in San Francisco with Cat. Right. It's, the shop. It's, it's one of those. Yeah, right, the shop okay. is just is, is conveniently wherever the GM and or Medal feels like being. And you made a luck roll and you passed. Okay, right. I'm less confused about that. Meanwhile, uh, as you are having apple tea and hearing all about Jack's depravities as a member of the cult of the bloody tongue. 
and how he's redeemed Four himself. Four of them at once. <clears throat> In the dreamlands, uh, you three have been climbing for what feels like weeks, or maybe yesterday, or maybe no time at all. And you're now standing underneath a big slab of stone that seems to block the way up, and it's glowing with strange sigils in languages none of you recognise. It covers the entire stairwell and doesn't seem to go any higher. I'm guessing it's dream lore to realise what it is, and I'm pretty sure I know out of character what it is. It is indeed a dream lore. No. Yes. It is the enchanted, uh, is the slab, the gateway between nightmare and the rest of the dreaming that sits at the bottom of the steps of slumber. Um, Smash it. You need to somehow open this without unleashing nightmare on the rest of the dreamlands. Okay. Uh, well, there must be a way to say, hey, we're not. Like, um, Will this key help? Maybe it helped the last time. Yeah, but the problem is we really need to make sure we don't unleash all of Nightmare on everywhere else. I mean, opening it's fine, but we don't want to end all of Human Dream or rather plunge it all into eternal darkness because we just well, wanted so- to get out. Yeah, so I need to dream it open and dream it closed again after. Shrug. Okay. Um, I guess I would do similar to what I thought I did before. I said I would uh, take the key and I would focus on... Uh, Roll dreaming. Can we help at all? You cannot. I pass. Can Yet I drink again, myself up a drink at least while I'm waiting? You could roll dreaming to dream yourself up a drink. Because it feels like it's been a while. I have a drink. What drink do you dream up, Chai? Uh, I dream up some tea. You dream nice up some matcha nice tea. tea. Matcha tea. I have some uh, tea. Hugo holds up the key and starts to chant uh, numerical uh, uh, words again. He's like counting numbers in different languages. And oh, there's... one, one, eight, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems Hugo expresses his dreaming ideas through maps. Of course I would. Why would I ever do it another way? And as he does so, the slab rumbles to the side, revealing a beautiful sun-kissed springtime forest that you all scramble up the last few steps into and roll dreaming once more to close the slab. Yep. And you you solve another equation and the slab rumbles shut. And you are now in the enchanted forest. Yay! Now... I don't know if we need to go up the steps of slumber a bit again to get Rebecca to actually face her nightmare properly or not. We faced Uh, nightmare itself and we're here. Um, Yeah, but it wasn't your nightmare. um, 
It's Batman's not down, man. Grow your dream, Lord, to work it out. You nah. Nah. Hugo, you know it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 massively cock it, you massively cocked it up, but it counts. Um, I did just walk down some steps. Rebecca and Chai have three dream law, and Hugo have four dream law. As you have learned some things by going to Nightmare and back. Yeah. Now, Hugo, would you like to resume your plan of going to the Great Library of Dream? Yes. You know there is an entrance somewhere in this clearing. You can see there's a tree which has an opening with stairs going up. That's the steps of slumber. There's the big slab that goes back to Nightmare. Let's leave that closed. Somewhere in this clearing, there is a way into the library. Uh, I tell everybody this and say we should start looking for it. Okay. Start looking for some sort of route. Yeah, don't leave the clearing, but it's somewhere in here. Okay. All three of you roll a dreaming at hard. Wow. <coughs> Looks like Chai's got it. Chai, you find a rose that is oh, opening pretty. ever so slightly like a book. And when you reach down to brush its petals, suddenly it just seems to grow and open. And there's this arched doorway of vines and petals. And beyond it, a um, long corridor with stained glass windows on either side leading towards a massive door covered in scrolls and book symbols. I think I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, that's just Dream Amazon. Dramazon? Can I dream myself a cup of coffee? Well, dreaming, Rebecca. I cannot. (laughs) Oh, you could luck it. Guys, all like, ah, fresh hot tea. I'm, I'm sort of getting the idea as I <laughs> see it, and we are in here more. But no, I haven't got myself a cup of tea. No, not a coffee yet. This is where we're going, right, Hugo? Yes, let's uh, head through there. You head you into the long corridor as you walk along the doors. Clunk opens slowly, revealing a massive circular rotunda. And across the rotunda, there's a large desk with a gigantic white fluffy dragon floating in the air above it, who's surrounded by books and scrolls that seem to be whirling around and disappearing down the stacks. Like, the doorway you've come through is literally in the middle of this rotunda, and there are just library shelves going off radially in all directions around you. And a giant white... Fluffy dragon. Good. Who looks Falcor. down? Who looks down at you all over his spectacles and is like, "Welcome, dreamers." Hello. Oh, hello. hello. Uh, I like we're... your library. Thank um, you, Miss uh, Collie, Rebecca Collie. Welcome, and ah, Miss T. Hello, and uh, Hugo Dawson. Welcome! Welcome to the Library of Dreams. What brings you here today, children? 
I think we want to become members. You are already members. Oh, that's wonderful. All dreamers are members, as long as they do nothing that harms or affronts the library. Ah. Nobody play with the index cards no in the index cards on fire. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's my, still my, my, my favourite things that, are, like, happen at the first, first, like, start of a thing, and he does that. <laughs> Wait, I've just realised we are still in the same continuity as that happened. Yep, yep. There's a little picture on the wall somewhere with a picture of ferrets as banned. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you? What knowledge do you seek today? Remember, the knowledge you find here is a dream, and whilst it may be true, it may also not always. You were the one that knew what we were looking for, I think, Hugo, because it was that special place you mentioned for doing that thing. Yes. My brain has now collapsed. <laughs> we hear a neutron star. The what, sorry? Like a neutron star. Yes. What is what is our reason for coming through all of this? You needed to try and work out a safe way to speak to the steward of Kadath. That yep. was it. We need and to... you okay. said that you've already found out from your knowledge that there's a specific location, and we were here to find out what that location is and stuff. Yes. Uh, we need to find and learn about the heart of Dream. And we also need to find out how we can bring uh, the steward of Kadath there to interrogate them. Well, you certainly aren't bringing the steward of Kadath here to my library. No intention to do that, don't worry. Heart of Dream. There is more than one Heart of Dream. Oh. There are many hearts of dream. There are many places where the keys of dream manifest. Let's ask just for the recap. Who is this dragon? The librarian. Oh, it's just the librarian. Okay. <laughs> it, it's the librarian of a great library, the main librarian. He he takes whatever form he really fancies each day, practically. Ah. I think he's been a giant kangaroo before. Generally yeah. something pleasant. Uh, if you yeah. would like a list of all the hearts of dream, uh, he then rattles off a location down the alleyway, up a shelf, in a section. Okay, I guess we could start there. Yeah. Um, thank you. We'll come back if we have some more questions. Take care. Thank you. And try not to stray from your path. I, we'll try. Um, I, I take it there's signs and things telling where different things are. Roll your language hapeg, your language feline... Or your language Egyptian hieroglyphs. 
Oh, you got your, one of them. <laughs> your language, the first tongue. <laughs> oh, you guys know this stuff. <laughs> I just like that me and Rebecca are just there looking at these weird signs and like reading it and Chad's like, what? <laughs> I, I love Why? how you've, man- you've managed to read them all in the different languages as well. <laughs> yeah, Chad's fine. She's reading them all in yeah. line. Oh, okay. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> How, how, how does that? A feline does have a written. What, what does written feline look like? Mysterious. Maybe just in the dream. Wingdings. Mitch, you are at, in Hong Kong. Uh, you missed the party flying to Shanghai after um, they got scared. Oh, is he even listening? Is he there? It'll, it'll get better. Uh, he can hear you, but um, you were breaking up a bit. Okay. Uh, are we okay now? Should I keep talking? La, oh, la, hang on. La. We're having it. We're having an internet thing. Well, one second. Internet Save your video. Now. We're here. We're just turn off the video. Save working? bandwidth. Okay, it's working. Yes. Ooh, can you hear us? Are we sounding fine? Yep. Yep. Foxby yep. and Arona are in Grand Canaria. Woo. That's true. <laughs> All the rest of us are in Hong Kong. Everyone else is in Hong Kong. I've never been to Grand Canary in a Call of Cthulhu game. <laughs> You've been to Madeira, which is nearby. That's a cake. <laughs> no, that's a sort of cake, is it? Yeah, remember in Acton Cthulhu, you, you left the Star of India there whilst we went to Marrakesh to heist the train. Come with it. You parked a hot pub in the Hotel bedroom. Right, uh, Foxby, Mitch, you are in the hotel in Hong Kong. Uh, you're not alone. Walter is around. And Guy, Thomas, and Hugo are all having pleasant afternoon naps because they've gone on some sort of weird adventure in their dreams. Oh, me, not Thomas. Oh, yeah, sorry. Rebecca, <laughs> not Thomas. The two sexy Rebecca, women and Hugo. Thomas of the seas. <laughs> the two sexy women and Hugo have gone on a dream quest. Everyone else went out to see an, a, someone in an asylum, and now they've gone to a bookshop where they're being aggroed by an evil uh, witch queen and um, her interdimensional time horror. We keep calling it a time horror, fe- but it's not. I feel I feel like I should have said that I did catch him up on where he where the plot was. Oh, you didn't tell me that. I've just done this lovely recap. No. Yeah, I know. I, know. I just, just realised what you were doing. Was mine better, Foxby? Wow. That was wow. wonderful, Russell. Okay, well, Foxby can have I had one luck point for saying my recap. <laughs> <for> owners. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, meanwhile, in Madal's bookshop... Um, wait, before I hear about that, Mitch... Um, what are you doing? Uh, everyone else has scootled off on some sort of adventures. Walter is busy trying to buy a plane so you can fly to Egypt. Um, but what would you like to be doing currently? Uh, um, uh, I guess I, I could be with Walter, or, but he's already gone off, right? No, Walter's here. He's just at a desk so, in his room. 
Are you helping Walter prepare for a long train journey? Yeah, I, I will yeah. help. I will help Walter prepare. Roll me exactly. your and survival. Go there and... Roll me your survival uh, and your cooking. Because whilst Walter is procuring the plane, you are procuring supplies like food and water. So that you don't have to trust mysterious um, water from strange places <laughs> so as you travel the I world. guess I will... So cooking, obviously, is... is... I mean, obviously, it's going to be a success. <laughs> um, I don't have survival. I have desert survival. Yeah, that'll do. Is that going to help? Just, just roll desert survival, it's... Uh- uh, no, you're a, you're a chef. It's actually dessert survival. Uh, dessert survival. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you you work out you know how much food and water you need for people each day, and you start placing orders and uh, sending telegrams and requesting food, water, and other supplies be sent to a hangar at the airport, where Walter has directed you to send all of your stuff. You are having a nice afternoon. Meanwhile, a nice afternoon. That's good. The nicest of afternoons. What a soon, <laughs> soon to be touched by the swift hand of death. Meanwhile, in a bookshop on the other side of Hong Kong, Madal has just finished drinking his tea, and he smiles at Thomas and Matteo and um, Jack, and it's like so. Have you thought up a plan to deal with the people waiting outside yet? And then when I was 31, I met my second wife. Um, Oh, sorry, have I stopped telling my story? You finished your story about an hour, well, about 20 minutes ago. I was going to say, an hour is really awkward. We're just, like, staring at each other. You finished your story, and it smiles at you, and it's like, well, that was a fascinating story. I think that's payment enough for me to send a message to someone, should you wish me to do so. But I'm afraid I can't deal with the Witch Queen of Egypt or the Hound of Tindalos for you. Mm. I remain neutral in these matters. Okay. Have you got a book on how to kill the big dog? There were... Many ways to dispatch the hounds of Tindalos back from whence they came. Because mm, I feel like it's just going to keep tracking me, and she's going to keep tracking me, and ultimately, I don't want either of that. Yes, that would be bad. Uh, you'd probably have your soul devoured by a hound of Tindalos. And eventually, mm. ultimately, the shards of energy that formulate your soul would be reborn as a new hound of Tindalos. Uh, uh-huh. God, somebody took enforced TF on the character on the bingo, shall we? Happening to um, you? I'm sure you're going to escape. Yes, basically we want not that. Well, yeah. I, I, have... I, I was told earlier today that my soul is in shards. Does that help? Your soul is shattered from the touch of the alphabet. Hmm. That means that... Um, it's also shattered because the Hound of Tindalos is hunting it. Can't we just, like, throw him a scrap of soul? <laughs> um, speak for yourself. I mean, no, that wouldn't be advisable because the soul is one thing. 
So even uh, if it's in shreds, the whole thing would be eaten. Mm. Or maybe it'd just develop a taste for it. <laughs> I mean, are souls bone-shaped? Hounds of Tindros, yes. Are, are souls bone-shaped? And other questions I didn't think I'd ever hear anyone ask. <laughs> The problem with Hounds of Tinderloss is they're very difficult to drive off. I mean, it has sighted your soul, Jack, throughout the vasty depths of time. There are ways to dismiss the hound. I'm sure he gestures at all his books. There are even ways listed in all of my books here, but it would just resume its advance towards you. Hmm. Can I reboot my soul? Uh, like get a new one from scratch that's that it won't be following. Slightly harder. We'd have to, you'd have to appeal to one of the elder <laughs> gods. Is it possible to mm. build a decoy soul? No. Souls are souls. I mean, are you sure there's no one you'd like me to call? Someone who knows some sort of death laser spell or. Uh, ability to blow Hounds of Tindalos up for you. Because if you discorporeate it, then it will drift back through the eons of time, and it could take millions of years before it reconstitutes itself and resumes its hunt for you yesterday. Oh, that's good. I won't live for millions of years. That is true. Not with that attitude. Um... <laughs> Or this body. Um, you sure there isn't someone uh, that for you? Any sort of supernatural well, allies who might be able to help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get, I get what you, I get what you're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm trying to think of one who won't be immediately like, "Lol, you die now." Well, check your list of friends. Uh, I always have to go back to the list of friends. I wrote it at the bottom of the list of books. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, Call Mitch. He'll beat it off with a whisk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mitch, will you beat it off with a whisk? Oh, uh, hang on. Foxby's become disconnected. No, he hasn't. He's still there. Are you disconnected? Oh, he's... One bar. I can hear you talking now through Discord. Uh, it keeps going in and out. So not... Strange. Uh, all right, what we got? We got Bast, uh, Felix, and Liza. No, Jesus. Um, I don't even know how to summon Vendor. Uh, Antoinette Etienne. Oh, Etienne's got like time, but he's. He's not buddies. Um, well, yeah, he said he'll make a call for us. Oh, this cat. Mm. Cat Vanderbilt, who I'm reasonably sure doesn't know how to disintegrate a space dog. Didn't she summon one to take her to Hester? Uh, yes, she did. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, on purpose. And that was um, for a fey artifact. Ah. Um, I can see four people on that list. Five people on the list who might help. 
Uh, I feel like I, I feel I feel like it has to be like Liza or Etienne, right? I mean, that's the. I feel like it could be Bast because she didn't want to bother fighting us when she saw Bast back mm, in that's Shanghai. True, that is true, but like. Uh, all right, let's try that because we've been speaking to her fairly recently. Etienne mm. is also a strong option. I feel like, mm-hmm. because of like mastery over time. Yeah, but he's always dicking around. Like when we ask him to do stuff, he's like, "Ooh, I can't interfere." He's like Doctor Who, but gay. But what if he already <laughs> did interfere? Um, but he would never had have done that. We can't Who have this you... conversation. I'm too tired. Who are you asking Medal to call for you? Well, let's call Bast. We 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 know we know that they don't get on. Seems like a good idea. He uh, pours another cup of tea and he pours it into his saucer and he holds it up gently. Roll your luck, please, Jack. Oh, oh yeah, it's all right. Though. Um, there is a moment where the tea seems to glow with a soft silver colour and then the glow fades away and Medal sits back and she says oh. Sorry, one second, we're just sorting out our Wi-Fi thing Okay, I'll go be the other guys Unless Matteo or um Thomas, would you like Medell to call anyone on your behalf? Uh, I don't personally have any better ideas about how to deal with a terrifying space hound. Yeah, I think, yeah, from my perspective, Bass was the the option. Uh, I know Etienne is potentially an option, but I can't remember if I've met him. So in character, Bass would still be the pick for me. Okay, you have picked Bass. We'll see if she'll help when we return. After these messages. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the dreamlands, are you having trouble sleeping? Trouble awakening from the dark depths of your soul? Anyway, dreamlands, chums, you are in the library. Everyone roll me library use. As that. you try to follow the librarian's directions to find the thing you're looking oh, for. No. You didn't find a single book. Nope. Here you go. No books. How can I... A completely empty library. I have enough things to level up. I guess dreaming things. Let's see. Oh, and I have that. I got to do the reading thing. I'm not asking you to level up, Nido. I'm asking you to roll library use. Oh, sorry. Are you paying any attention? I am a little sleepy. Library use. Oh, I'm not good at that. I am very not good at that. The three of you couldn't find a single book. The three of you follow the librarian's directions and you pass through a doorway and you emerge into a large (laughs) conservatory that seems to be sticking out the side of a mountain. Outside, you can see stars... And the Aurora Borealis, or the Aurora Coriolis, you're not sure. The sky is weird, and the stars are 
so many pretty colours, and this room is completely devoid of books except for a pool of water in the middle and a book-shaped motif carved into the patterns of the tiles. Well, this is how a librarian tells you to fuck off. <laughs> this is pretty, but um, I'm not sure this is what we're after. What makes you think that? Mm, the lack of any books? Well the pool looking. in the middle of the floor? Yeah. As you're standing there, uh, (laughs) a pedestal rises up out of the water and set on it is a magnificent harp that seems to glow with crystalline light and it starts to play a magnificent song that seems to reach into your souls. All three of you roll pow. I thought this was going to be like, a oh, you get a lovely inspiring tune. Maybe it is. Uh, Rebecca and Hugo seem completely entranced by the music, staring at it. Chai, you're like, it's very nice, but you're like, oh, those two seem to be stuck. Hmm. I try gently slapping them. They they seem to just be swaying to the music now, and their eyes are starting to glow. In which case, uh, I'm going to try (laughs) to jab them... (laughs) With my Kyosha Jutsu to try and make them go fucking deaf for a few minutes. Oh, jab meistering with Kyosha Jutsu. Please, I don't think there are pressure points for oral nerves. I don't know. I'm just trying something. Craig, Craig please fail, and then they end up <laughs> shitting themselves. <laughs> I mean, I did roll 69. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Chai, you, you, I suggest them, you don't make them deaf, but you manage to jab their pressure points to make them fall back out the door into the main library. That works. And then close you step door. up with them, and you close the door behind you, and Rebecca and Hugo start to come around. You feel very achy, as if someone's just jabbed you really hard in several very important pressure points. Wow. You okay This now? is not the door for you. Were we not okay before? No, you were a little bit too entranced and your eyes started glowing weird and I got you Uh, out of there. Dan, thank you. (laughs) Gonna get up off the floor. That is not the room we're looking for. Let's try... Let's go back the way we came and then try again. Okay. All three of you roll library use once more. Yeah. Library... You're the berry, the berry with a library. Where is it? There is. Nope. We go this way. One of us might want to luck that. Uh, don't need Actually, to. Rebecca oh, has there. spotted the sign where you went wrong. One way was room of harps. And the other way is the harpsist room, which is what you're looking for. Ah. So it's an easy mistake to make. See how I bullshitted that? Wasn't that cool? And then you, you follow the tracks along and you eventually arrive at a large room with bookcases in it. And now all you need to do is find the specific book that will tell you about the Hearts of Dream. With our spot hidden? Heart? With your library use? Yeah. You're in a library? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yes! Hurrah! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Come on, Hugo, you've got to back up the team now. <laughs> Don't let the team down, Hugo. Ah, oh. Hugo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand this thing you call books. Right, uh, Rebecca and um, Chai, you find a list. Send you. Uh, it's in a small book that lists the hearts of dream. As known by the Great Library, there's quite a list of them. You you call Hugo over from where he's idly pulling books off the shelf and going, "No, nah, this one's full of nude lithographs of naked ladies." Pop it in my coat pocket. So is this one, and so is this one. Why you have pornography in this library? You have messages on Telegram. Telegram. And coincidentally, Telegrams is quite a uh, on-period uh, form of communication. Yeah. We are not going to a noble <laughs> yeah. Kadash. You have a list of the hearts of dream. You guess you just need to pick one and dream yourself to one of them. May I suggest a noble Kadash? No, I literally just told you that's not the one we're going to. Um, it's well, the least noble place. Not we also need to uh, do the summoning. We also need to work out how to summon him because it's like, we'll get there and we'll be like, now what? So we need to look up how we call the call call him there. Uh, I'm not sure the librarian's going to be too happy to direct us towards that. Uh, well, like, he seemed uh, quite anxious when we even mentioned it. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's a librarian. We're asking for information. Information's a library. He's got to give it to us. You can't just be like, oh, I don't want to tell you. It's like, I don't care. I don't think the librarian of the great library has to do anything. (laughs) This is like one of those... He has to turn you into a jellyfish. I'm making a freedom of information request of the library. They have to tell us. Um, No, that's not how the magical library of dreams works, Hugo. But fine. Meanwhile, back in the other world, uh, Medal sets down the now empty saucer that was full of tea and is like, well, I've spoken to Lady Bast. She says she has instructed you to join her in Alexandria, where she will be able to aid you once again. Mm. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. Who brought up Bast? I don't remember the, anyone asking that. And the other guys? No, we did. We, we, oh, we, right, we the other guys did. Oh, I didn't realise they did. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, Medell's like, I've got a sense that she can't just hop back every time you get in a pickle. Mm, yeah, but we thought we might have one get-out-of-pickle-free card left. <laughs> Is there anyone else you'd like me to call? I mean, there are three of you, and you have been all quite <laughs> lovely guests. Otherwise, you are eventually going to have to step outside that door and try your best to blow it to pieces and then run away really quickly. Do you need an assistant? I cannot take you on as my assistant, Jack. To do so would be to breach my neutrality. Hold the books. (laughs) A lodger. (laughs) I cannot breach the neutrality of the bookshop. If, If you like, I could claim I'm Swedish. 
I I don't need a Swedish bookshop assistant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's oh. already seeming like a Monty Python sketch. Um. Okay, what about this Etienne person? Yes, then? You, you mentioned our time expert. Would you like me to call Etienne Laurent de Mugni? <laughs> Second time's the charm, as the saying goes. Uh, the three of you suddenly find yourself in a strange mist. It seems to stretch off in every direction, swirling around your ankles and your feet, clammy, cold, like standing in a graveyard in the middle of November with nothing but thick, dark grey mist swirling around you. And uh, Etienne is standing there. He's like, ah, gentlemen. Don't move too quickly, or else you may fall through the angles of the mist. We are within the clock. That's probably a good idea, Jack. (laughs) Um, Hello, I say. Things are moving to a crux on Earth, and I am starting to get more involved in the matter of things. Pulling you out of Medal's shop and away from Nita Crease and the Hound of Tindalos means I'm now irrevocably involved in matters. I I had I had a, a proposal for you. And what's your proposal, Mr Katie? Okay. Okay, hear me out. You Bring us to like a billion years ago where the hound will chase us and then we'll just come back. We'd have to wait for a certain amount of time for the hound to track you down. Um, But you could bring us back to right now, right? Yes. So, so, so basically... It doesn't matter we, how long we have to wait. <laughs> Yeah, so, so basically the three of us have a two-week spa vacation in the Paleozoic. And your hope is that we'll see the Hound of Tindalos approaching and are able to then scamper back through time to 1925 without it catching I, I admit it may not be the best plan. Also, Matteo has the anti-scrying device, so we might end up going a billion years into the past and they can't see us. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I mean no, nice idea but that we'd have to leave that behind somewhere possibly says Etienne if you want the Hound of Tintalos to chase you through time also Foxby was flapping at me and and uh, suggesting that perhaps a billion may predate the formation of the earth so <laughs> not formation of the earth I'm not sure if the oxygen you'll be fine there yeah it's not breathable <laughs> Not, not a survivable atmosphere. Yeah, I think, I think Earth is four billion years old, but a billion years ago, I think the atmosphere is mostly um, sulfur and carbon dioxide. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of two. It's either going to be really sulfurous or it's going to be super oxygenated. Like, there was this... <laughs> so... <laughs> it's not going to be good in either way. <laughs> As long as the uh, pressure yeah. is still the same, you'd be fine. If I don't think it will be, though. 
<laughs> Oxygen only becomes toxic at two atmospheres worth of pressure. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a strange thing to know off the top of your head, but okay. Diver. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. That's his yeah, a billion years ago, it was mostly carbon dioxide with a few <laughs> bits of free sulfur dioxide floating around and a little, little I smidgen of nitrogen. I want it on record that I said, like a billion. I, w- I, was, I was happy for other numbers. He was happy for like a hundred years, either, either or. It's like... Sounds like... I'm not sure the three of you would survive me taking the time clock that far through time. It's mm. You must understand, the clock exists at every moment in time simultaneously. If you turn the wrong way in the mists, you can fall out of the clock into a different time period. Okay. Look, the first time I tried to use the clock, I fell out of it six months into the future and both broke my legs. Uh, it can be a bit finickety if you're not used to it. Now, I'm going to suggest we try and put you all back safely in your hotel with the anti-scrying device, but you really do need to come up with a plan for dealing with that Hound of Tinderloss. It's mm. it's concurrent with your time period now, and it has Queen Mito Crease helping it. The two of them are going to find you again, scrying device or no scrying device. I got. I got to admit, I got nothing. <laughs> but how do we do that? Because it seems so relentless. Uh, blow it to pieces. That's what I usually do. <laughs> if a hammer of Tinderloss notices me. And how do you blow it to pieces? Normally, with the time clock's defenses. Or, yeah. See, we um, don't have any of those. Or a lightning spell. Or um, scribbling is quite good. Um, if it's if it's shriveling, shriveling. If it's manifest on oh. the mortal plane, you can attack it with um, regular magic. Mortal weapons won't be any use, but um... mm. well, this this seems like the ideal time to use that brand new lightning spell I learned. Well, it's almost like Bast gave you a spell that would be useful. <laughs> yeah, it, it appears I'm out. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh, thanks. I'll just boop it on the snoot myself, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Persuade by it? By its it scrotum to distract it. Spot hidden it? I'm not sure they have scrotums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, can you spot hidden it to death for me? Okay, everyone um, try and think about where we were. Where you were, the hotel you were in today, and not let your thoughts waver, and I will move us to that point in time and space. Before you do this, Etienne, I must tell you. Yes? I only learnt that you're canonical today. Uh, Well, I am canonical. I'm the wizard of time. I thought thought you were just just an NPC that Russet liked a lot. No, no, I'm actually both canonically canonical, and I'm in this campaign. Boy. Well, I'm not helping you out anymore. I'm going to dump you back with the time dog. I would say I I know you're canonical now. 
doubting my veracity, thinking I was made up by that handsome, handsome gentleman from 2022. This is getting complicated now. <laughs> Can I just take shameless metagaming because it's that? But yeah, you really, yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, Etienne is preparing... Shameless in a different way. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the dreamlands, you have arrived back at the librarian's desk. Uh, the dragon lowers his head and he's like, ah, my three mortal dreamers, you found what you were seeking? Yep, we found the first bit. Yep, we, we now know the second bit. And what is the second bit? Uh, we need to know how to summon the attendant. That information is not available within the library. You'll have to ask one of the keepers of the keys. I thought oh, I thought you had all the thing here. Who are the keepers of the keys? Keepers of the keys are the people who command the hearts of dream. Ah. I take it they are located close to the heart? You can usually speak their name whilst you are at one of the hearts so they will respond. Do we still have that book with us that we found? written down the information from it? Yes. No, uh, did you send me it? Because I no, you didn't read it. I figured I... that I would have had that information shared with me. I guess they shared it with you. I, I would have shared it with. He's the main one leading this part of the quest, after all. I mean, it doesn't say who. So, if you were to name someone, well, we don't know what the names of what to name. Um. Well, let's see. What's a place that sounds not too unpleasant? Right. I guess there's Illiclad itself. I don't know any of these places as this character, so I cannot help you. <laughs> <laughs> Except one of them. <laughs> well, I can ask me the name and I will share. Well, how about Illiclad? I know that's a safe place. Illic Vlad, you seek fizz. Well, I guess we could go there. Unless anybody else wants to try a different place. No, I'm happy with that. Who's fizz? He is the keeper of the key of fire. Ah. Guardian. Sounds like a fun name. Or Illic Vlad. Hmm. Russell, I want you to know that when he said fizz, I almost said buzz. <laughs> fizz? Buzz. Have a banana. <laughs> so are we going to look glad now then, Hugo? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I think that's probably the probably for the best. Okay. Roll dreaming, Hugo, to transport everyone to Illic Vlad. Thank you for oh. your help. Yes, thank oh, you. Dreaming. You are welcome, mortal dreamers. May your path to the twisting turnings of dream lead you not to your demise. Oh. Oh. What's he done? A hundred. Oh, you're, you're, you're fucking kidding, aren't you? I wish. Oh, no. Well, you're kidding. <laughs> oh, he's not. You're not kidding. Fuck. Oh, well, I guess we're going to unknowable good enough. Roll me a D8, please, Nido. Mm. Oh. Fuck you, Nido. 
just oh, wait, no, he's choosing it randomly. Okay. It just just for a second thought I mean, about that, that photo of Nyalafatep's tongue on the cover of the book. <laughs> I wouldn't have blamed Russet for just sending us on a one hundred. He's being overly kind, I'd even say. You appear standing inside a castle. Behind you, streaming through the skies above, are an endless expanse of wondrous stars. And ahead of you, this ziggurat inside the castle walls piles higher and higher, made of dark yellow stone. And gliding out of the entrance to this ziggurat is a figure dressed in yellow. That sounds. I I don't. Oh oh. It's meta knowledge. I can't say it. Uh, lad. I will (laughs) share you a picture of what they look like. Just just to be sure. Okay. Okay. Oh, the lemon man. I'm quite certain I can't use the disappearing box here. Uh, it's the faceless priest. Fuck! Uh, God. I'd forgotten which what that was until you said the yellow. Yeah, well, uh, that's where Hugo's wandering thoughts have taken you. Uh, they you haven't called... gone to Carcosa, have you? Mm. No, they've gone to Hasta's Dreamland's beach villa. Uh, okay. He's home away from home. <laughs> yeah, you know, the place where he rules one of the hearts of exactly dreams from. Uh, I, I want to leave. I want to leave so bad. Uh, they they pause this tall, towering, crowned figure draped in yellow, staring at you from behind their pallid porcelain mask. Hello, is this Illich Vlad? <laughs> oh my god. I don't know any better in character. To be fair, neither do I, but I'm fairly certain this isn't the right location. So this isn't Illich Vlad? <laughs> no, I think we took a wrong turn. Children. I know you, children. You have the stench upon you. The whispering silence. And they reach up and remove their mask. All three of you roll sanity. Boned, whistle boned. Look, do not want. It's still going to be a hit. Yeah, it's still going to be a big hit. All you all three passed. Even if we're lucky, this is going to be bad. Eight for Chai. Ten for Rebecca and eight for Hugo. Ow, boy. As you see the face of the unknowable within the robes of that mask. And uh, meanwhile, back back home in the real world, Mitch, you're having a lovely day. (laughs) You've ordered some food, you're making a plan. Everything's going great. You're ready to fly tomorrow. You're checking the map with... uh, Walter, it looks like quite a good plan he's written up. Um, with I think it's a great plan, yeah. You're going to fly to Bangkok, screaming. then Calcutta, Bombay, Muscat, Sanana, and then up to Kyron. It's a great plan. Can, 
is it possible for me to make a pina colada? Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I feel, I feel like it's a good day. Everything's going well. I'm happy. Nothing's wrong with the world. It's the perfect time to roll for a pina colada. This so, is where I get one and die from dysentery. <laughs> yeah, you ingest the whole coconut. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you drink, you drink it, and inhale the small umbrella. It pierces your throat. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Well, well, well. You make a really nice peanut set of pina coladas for you and uh, Walter. Walter. You've got rum. You've got coconut. You've got coconut juice milk. It's. it's Oh, it's just, you're having a lovely time. You're both sitting on the balcony at this point, admiring, it's warm, it's hot, it's humid, the sky is clear, blue sun. Oh, it's really beautiful. You're having such a lovely time. The colada was invented in 1954. Yeah, I was looking at that. It was invented by Mitch in 1925. Exactly. And someone finds my memoirs later and they then take ownership of it, obviously. They found found like your, 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 you know, just your forearm, just your hand, just your hand with like a bone stump gripping a recipe. And an umbrella, a little umbrella. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I mean it's just just us on this plane. So it's really I don't know if there's really a lot I can kind of usefully do right now. Um, I mean we kind of we kind of yeah we've got the expedition stuff ready. Um, uh, um, yeah, there's not much else for you to do. No, all right. So. Um, I mean. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm clutching at straws here, but I think yeah, I think otherwise yeah, it's just no, uh, resting up. You're prepared. You're resting up. Uh, yeah. You may have two sanity and three luck. Oh, it's that pina colada you see? That anachronistic pina colada. Well. I'm I'm looking, and it was either invented in 1825, <laughs> 1950, or 1954. And then we go 1925, the nice in-the-middle number. Exactly. You know, it's... Uh, I was tweaking it, you know. There's, you have to do tweaks in here and there. And, you know, obviously... I'm not a level 100 cooking yet. I'm only 94 or whatever it is. Let me yeah. know if you want so, to throw stuff at him. <laughs> so when right. I eat 100 in cooking, then I can like you know, make the perfect pina colada, and that'll be in a couple of years' time. Right. Uh, everyone else who is in the magical, <laughs> mystical time clock, you need to roll me hard power as Etienne moves you through time and space and coterminous dimensions to try and deposit you safely back from whence you came. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, Mateo. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Although it would have been really funny if uh, if Thomas had just died. Uh, and then, you know, because uh, <laughs> Chai's just having a chat with somebody. She just drops fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a bad power roll. <sighs> Why do I have a picture of Hasta. Go away, you lemon fella. It's all good. You need a hard. 
Oh. Okay, no. I spend some luck. Okay. I can do that, right? Yeah, Jack is currently the only one still failing. Oh, Christ. Um, What am I failing by? 52 minus... Th- oh, Jesus. That's a 15, lot. 15, yeah. <sighs> I don't want to spend 15 luck on this, but I do have almost 100 luck, so I'm going to spend 15 luck. Hey, the, the three of you appear. You're back in the living room of the hotel suite. Um, The clock is now behind you, and the door slides shut as Etienne steps out of it. Out on the balcony, you can see Walter and Mitch sitting back. They've got two nice glasses full of some sort of delicious-looking beverage, and they both look around when you appear. Mitch, these three... um, uh, Jack's character, Peter's... um, Jack, Mateo, and Thomas have just materialised in the living room with um, someone else. And a clock. Oh, Mitch, I'd, I'd, (laughs) I'd I'd love one of those drinks. We just got caught in the rain. (laughs) Uh, you're right Uh, this drink would be wonderful with an umbrella which is perfect for the rain (laughs) that's how the umbrella got put in a pina colada (laughs) Uh, of course originally it was a full size umbrella (laughs) (laughs) what was it a cauldron a pina colada and someone sticks a golf umbrella in it (laughs) I was actually swimming in it myself I was uh, bathing in (laughs) it I'm, I'm fairly said at this point we can use um, anachronism used in speech if you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way, did you guys just rip a hole in time and space? Uh, no, yeah. no. They didn't rip any holes through it. They slid through it perfectly. Like, <laughs> like swans gliding gracefully I, on a pond. I feel, I feel like it counts. It might. Well, we're always dicking around with time and space. I just need a GM railroad. Um, so I kind of look startled, I guess, because f- these guys just materialize as I'm sipping on my pina coladas. And you're like, uh, maybe I've too many of these. Uh, <laughs> roll your sanity, please, Mitch. Oh, Mitch Mitch goes insane and forgets oh. the recipe for the next 25 years. I see, uh, I see you there rolling your sanity. Careful now. You lose. And you can't. You can't lose. Luck it, you can't luck, Sam. You know, you lose three sanity just because it is a bit starting to have these three appear out of nowhere. Well, net net loss of one because I gained three or gained two for my pina coladas. Lost three because I'm startled because I was drinking the pina colada. Um, coladas. <laughs> I show I show him a Polaroid picture of Hasta <laughs> just to round it out a bit. Just a yellow picture. You can't see any details. Uh, it's just the lemon man. Etienne walks words. Ah, nice to see you again, Mitch. Um, Walter. Uh, uh, what just happened? I rescued okay. these three from being devoured alive by an evil space dog. Huh. Not just yeah. any evil space dog. Oh, oh is this that the first time we dog. is this the first time we meet? Oh no, not this again. Yeah. Uh, hello. Yes. I'm Laurent Demerigny. I'm Dr. Vanderbilt's boyfriend. You remember oh. Liza? Yes, yes. Um yes, well, lovely lovely to meet you. It's nice to have met you for the first time. All the other times I've met you, yeah. you've already known who I am. So this In is a delight. Ah. 
that makes perfect sense. Oh, I, I don't usually travel, you know, linearly through time. <laughs> Who does round here? Not uh, many people, not many people. Anyway, uh, it's lovely to meet you, Mr. Jarvan. Uh, very sorry we startled you, but uh, Jack was about to get everyone eaten by the space dog that's hunting him. In the, yeah, in the background, I matter... Um, I'm not two... surprised about. Uh, in the background, I'm mother two dates doesn't really make a boyfriend. You've had more than two <laughs> dates, uh, um, Jack. Time traveller. I spent six months with her living in Switzerland. Living in sin, more like. Now, now. Myself, I don't know where this is coming from. Do not live <laughs> in sin. You know what? I'm going to put you back with the time dog. <laughs> Would you yeah, like that, Jack? Just him. <laughs> no, we all stand together. No, I'm, I'll be good. So, okay. why have you all been traveling? Like, I, you said, is this dog thing chasing everyone now? Oh yeah, I think you were. I think you were there when the last time we had the dog. Remember in Australia when Jack banished yeah. the Egyptian mm, pharaoh and an evil yeah. dog creature into time. Well, it looks like they've caught up with you. Jack, uh, if you really, really, really want to get rid of the dog, you need to dismiss it. You need to banish it back to the depths of time. If you just blow up its physical form, it'll, it'll reconstitute and catch back up with you. If you want it to forget about you, you need to use Prince Crux and Sata to dismiss it back from whence it came. Oh, I've been hearing a lot about this recently. It is one of the most powerful defences against the mythos. Yes, mm. where the only person that's managed to learn it yet is... <laughs> Dead. Can I go and fetch the scroll? You can go and fetch the scroll. I, I do this. Would you like to sit down with everyone, Thomas, and teach them Quinn's Prox and Sata? Well, I haven't learnt it yet. I tried. You you could learn it with everyone else. Yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, I I just announced to Etienne and everyone else, we have the information, we just need to learn it. Ah, you've already found it. Excellent. That means this is the right timeline. So this is the timeline where that happens, and then I don't do that. And then, Mitch, take two steps to your left. (laughs) I punch him. <laughs> Your punch misses. Because he's taken two steps to the left. <laughs> and your punch, however, overbalances you and you fall over the balcony and plummet yeah. 17 stories to Hong uh, Kong below. Uh, I really... that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's what's happening in another timeline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a timeline where your punch connects and Mitch, reacting without thinking, throws you off the balcony and, and then he feels really guilty about it afterwards. So he systematically throws everyone off the balcony. Right. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Right, you are safe with Etienne. Okay, uh, who's trying to learn this spell that Thomas is trying to learn? Does anybody it- want to? I mean, I can help out. Why not? Yes, I, I think it would be important for me to know it. Matteo, are you going to learn this spell that seems to allow you to dismiss mythos entities from the world? 
or is that too much of a ritual for you? Uh, what 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 does the uh, whole thing entail? Uh, it you... requires making uh, an ankh. You uh, get an ankh. You imbue yep. it with some of your power, and then you chant some words whilst waving the ankh at a mythos beast. And if you pass the test, like you have to have a power off with it, you dismiss it from whence it came. I don't know. I don't know how to in-characterly say I just don't think I can spare the power for this. You can just refuse to learn magic bullshit like uh, Matteo yeah. usually does. I mean, that that is a motivation, yeah. I, I just want to, like, that is c- kind of the thing, though, if I'm perfectly honest. I just mm-hmm. can't afford it. Right, yeah, no, um, that's, that's perfectly fine. So I just say... <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks. Look, those sorts of things just don't seem to agree with me. Okay, that's fine. Uh, right. Um, Jack, Mitch, and Thomas, all roll me your hard intelligence. I'm just adding it to Jack's character sheet. Yeah, that's done. God's sake. Second time I've tried to learn this damned thing. I can't like it, can you? You can luck this one if you'd like, but you'd have oh. to spend nearly 40 luck. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you, can, you don't have to learn it in the first go, after all. Oh, okay. Um, Jack, you have a, anything? Oh, no, 24 away as well. Uh, you, you three have snuggled down with some pina coladas and are trying to learn the spell. I'm adding it to all of your character sheets. You just haven't learnt it yet, but you're like studying the text, you've got your own copy of the text. Once you learn this thing, this sounds like it'll be super super useful. You've just gotta work out how to make it work. I'm guessing, even though we're we're not succeeding to the right standard, it's just taking longer. Yeah. Did not mean to click that. Right. Uh, Meanwhile, in the dreamlands, uh, the three of you have been stunned momentarily by this strange figure in yellow who is regarding you all. I know you. I know the stench of those you have consorted with lingering upon all three of you. Fascinating. And you have willingly walked within my realm. You stand here before me. Well, I was about to say, willingly suggests it was an intentional act, which it wasn't. You are here and you are mine. Do you have any words to say before I finish claiming you? Uh, I think there's enough of me left to claim. Uh, Russet, quick care thing. If I want to um, abort the dream party and wake everybody up, can I just do that? You could try and wake yourself up. But I can't wake other people up. Not unless you have some sort of spell that allows you to do so. I mean, I would be fucking trying to wake up already, whatever that entails. And if that's not working, I would try and cast bodily evaporation, even though I don't think it's going to work. Uh, it does work. 
Your body moves to its chest. Oh. <laughs> you keep forgetting, Craig, you're just software in here. Yeah. Um. Uh, you may try and wake up everyone by rolling me a critical power roll. Critical, so it needs to be a fucking one. This ain't gonna happen. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. 96. Oh, you're counting that, aren't you? Of course he is. 96 to 100 is a critical failure, even if your power has gone over 100. Oh, God. Uh, Rebecca, are you trying to wake up, or are you just going to be like, Sup, Pastor, uh, buddy friend, sorry. I embrace you with love. I can try to wake up, I can try and dream myself away from here, I don't know if... Uh, yeah, would you like to try and dream yourself away? Yeah. Okay, roll me your uh, dreaming contested power roll versus Haster. Uh, so am I rolling power or am I rolling dreaming? Uh, dreaming, sorry, but Haster is using his power. Okay. Well, no. I mean... Oh, God. <laughs> right. You have killed us all, Nido. Hugo, what are you doing? Um. Unless you pull something amazing out now, you have killed us all. Uh, and me. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, I'm just quickly going through the dream book here. Uh, okay. Hmm. Let's see, make most of these are more for that. Um, yeah, because it's like enter dream at will, but it doesn't have exit dream at will. Because normally in the dream you just wake up and go, "I'm going to wake up now." Poof. Yeah. Um, can I though attempt to do a dream together thing, basically again, but this time in reverse? Uh, you don't really have time to reverse engineer a spell from the book. True, I'm just wondering kind of what happens if you try dream together while you're already in the dream. That's the only thing that's really coming to mind. Then you could try it. As a way to kind of... I'm trying to pull people with me. Um, Just anywhere but not here. Um... Okay, let's try something along those lines. I'm going to. What do What do I need to roll? Uh, you need to roll uh, dreaming. Yeah. This was... At least it wasn't a crit this time. But still, we're dead. Right. Uh, meanwhile, back in the hotel, uh, Mitch. Uh, Jack and Thomas, you have been working quite happily on this spell for a while now, and you're starting to get to grips to it. Uh, Thomas, you may roll me your intelligence with two bonus die, because you're all kind of working together now. Now that they've read the initial spell, you're kind of like working together. Yeah, there it is, 24. 
Intelligence uh, yeah. roll. Sorry, uh, I mean it broke up. Intelligence uh, roll? No, no, no. Uh, Thomas has made it. You gave him bonus dice. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. You may now all tick the spell as uh, done. Nido, you may roll me mathematics, please. Hey. Uh, Nido, you pull out the silver key and scream defiance in mathematics at Hastur. Uh, Rebecca has already collapsed to one side. She's looks faint. She's She looks dizzy. Chai is kind of like clearly trying to will herself awake. I'm going to send you a message. <laughs> oh, I hate you. <laughs> well, that's all the role you've got. Uh, is it my turn, or do you want to continue with the other guys for a bit? No, it's your turn. You need to make a decision. Oh, okay. I I take the key, I point it at Chai, and I say, wake us up. Chai, you suddenly wake up in bed. Rebecca, you suddenly sit bolt upright in bed, covered in a cold sweat and kind of like clutching... Your your chemise. Uh, I sprint to Hugo's bed and start thrashing at him, trying to wake him up. Hugo's bed is full of that thick black mould. That you see, grave mould is what it's traditionally called. And no Hugo. No Hugo. Just thick black mould. And a single... Yellow carnation. I... I don't know, I probably just scream out in fucking frustration at this point, at the top of my fucking lungs. Because I don't know what to do. At all. Thomas, Mitch, Matteo, and Jack, you finished, you've been working on this spell, you've been getting ready things for your big long plane journey across the world, when you hear Chai definitely screaming really loudly from another room. Rebecca, what are you doing? Um, I'm not sure what to do. Um, you just guess... kind of hovering in the doorway. Uh, I'll try and see if there's anyone else around, although they're probably hearing chai but i'll try and do that anyway everyone else how do you respond to the screaming run straight upstairs to where it came yeah from. <laughs> yeah I run, I run there as well the gentlemen you all burst into hugo's room where chai is having a good old scream and losing five more sanity oh um uh, but Hugo's bed is just empty except for this thick black mould. Uh, what the heck happened up here? I, I, I run over to Chai and just try to sort of calm her down, just sort of grab her. Do I actually know who that was at this point? Considering the sheer amount of mythos I had before that. Well, your Cthulhu mythos. Uh, let's see. No, I don't have a fucking clue who that was. Some sort of horrible demon monster thing you encountered in the Dreamlands. Some sort of 
demon in the dreamlands. A bloody yellow demon. Scott Hugo. How? We have to find a new pilot. We we were okay. trying to go to one of the hearts of dream, and and we appeared at some place when yeah. Hugo tried to take us there, and it was just there. And I guess you went to the wrong place. And... That pallid mask. Oh. Not thinking about that. But it's got Hugo. We've got to try and get him some. How how can we even get him? I don't know. Stop um okay. stop, stop saying stuff that will make us realise that he's um that he's asked her. Oh that pallid mask <laughs> <laughs> that yellow crown he wore. Oh those the big skies of That's... fucking Carcosa behind him. That dressing gown embroidered with the letter H. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, yes, the most deadly of all monsters, Henry. You notice I've not been at calling for Cthulhu Mythos roles as Craig drops identifying marks as quickly as he can. I, um... I, 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 I yeah. Uh, sorry, you go ahead. I was going to say, I detuned my brain and stopped listening. <laughs> um, I, I try and sort of just steer Chai and Rebecca out of the room. They They need to just be away from here and calm down we'll we'll obviously have to figure out a way forward but when that when everyone's calmer mm-hmm. we should leave this place there's nothing we can do here oops sorry didn't mean to do that <laughs> i assume <laughs> um yes um would you like to open a, a vision? Like a vision. <laughs> no. Would you like to open a vision of where Hugo is? Because I'm no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I just thought, you know, I saw the mirror. I just started doing it while you guys were busy. I just thought, fuck it, might as well, you know. You summon <laughs> a vision of where Hugo is. You steer everyone out of the room, Jack, and get them back down to the living room. I need to to calm down. That would be good. Yeah, I get them one of those pina coladas. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was trying to get a vision of. Pina coladas. <laughs> one for each hand. Walter is like, dare I ask what's going on? <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I've got terrible news for you, Walter. We need another pilot. And the bed sheets need changing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. It's, it's a okay, fucking well. tragedy. Okay, I, sheets are cotton, Egyptian cotton. Fox me is off my Christmas card list. <laughs> I, uh, I, I let Walter know somewhat less callously than I imply. <laughs> <laughs> We've got terrible news. Hugo seems to be dead. Etienne sighs and is like, "This is not a good timeline I've picked, is it?" The problem is, it seems to be. You know, it's not the worst timeline because none of us have goatees. Mm, yes, none of us have goatees. Apart from Chai. Etienne says, stroking his goatee. <laughs> your your goatee is not canonical. <laughs> Etienne does not have... Uh, he probably has one of those little moustaches that people had in the 1920s. <laughs> like Poirot. Yes, he has a David Suchet moustache. 
All right, uh, Etienne sighs softly, and it's like, look, there's only so much t- many times I can rearrange the fabric of space and time to undo your mess-ups. Hmm. Is this one of them? If I go and stop Hugo from ever going to sleep in the dream this morning, I wouldn't be able to rescue you three from the Hounds of Tinderloss because I'd be doing that. Could you give yourself a note to come back and do that in the future? There's only so much I can do (laughs) without breaking things. And if I break the time-space continuum, Dayaloth will turn up. And oh, none of you know want who, to deal with him. I don't know who he is. Let's say his name a lot. No, because you'd attract his attention, and he's very excited about things that happen outside of his realm of existence. Hmm. <sighs> there is one thing I can do, but then I will not be able to aid you as an assistant in the rest of your adventure. Oh well, definitely don't do that. Then we don't we don't value Hugo that highly. <laughs> we can always get another one. I am feeling very underloved here. <laughs> you took everyone to visit Haster. You're lucky anyone I, else is still alive. I would I would point out that I, uh, when given a choice of you have to pick one person, send yourself Rebecca or Chai back. I decided I'd pick Chai because at least that would save the greatest number of people because then it also wouldn't kill Flinty's character. So I did a good thing. You can all be thanking for me later. I mean, I was looking forward to being like Jack and Mitch who are having a nice time when Thomas just thumps forward. <laughs> I, don't think I was totally expecting it. I really was. Oh. So, so you're welcome. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, real, it's real bad, but also real funny. <laughs> Nido had a good idea, and he rolled low enough to save one person. Of course, this leaves an open question on why Rebecca's here. Uh, Rebecca also rolled well on something else she tried. Ah, uh, okay. I feel, I feel like... In tonight. I, I, I feel like Hugo might have to take one for the team. Etienne's like... There's one thing I can do which is I can travel back to yesterday evening and I can distract Nitocris and the Hound of Tinderloss so they never appeared in Hong Q House. Huh. But if I do that, they will start chasing me throughout time and I won't be able to return to help you defeat Nyarlathotep. Mm, yeah, I still feel like he's taking one for the team here. Tyler mm, or God? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Nino. If in in the brutal algebra of this, uh, when it comes down to a pilot that we quite like and a time traveling sorcerer, <laughs> don't, don't, don't who, don't who will literally help us save the world? <laughs> what do they call this? The cold calculus. <laughs> but you know, we, but what happens yeah. if we need to get to Tibet again? It's all right. Nido will understand. He understands maths. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, plus, plus also, he keeps getting stuck. Stuck trying to solve the equation. Destroys yeah. the one. Oh, it's all uh, it has been nothing but trouble. 
So I, I, I don't know if, is this like a, a thing we can choose all together, or is someone having that choice? Or oh, this is just a conversation at this point. I think Etienne is thinking, and we're we're going to be like, don't think too hard. Hmm. He's like, if I if I help you now, I can't help you later, and we're like, um, but we would quite like to be helped later. See, see, this is this is my. I was just thinking earlier. Like, I normally ever so. I, I normally seem to do much better in the in the dreamlands when I'm doing stuff. I always seem to find find those adventures quite fun. And then this happens. Surely he knows <laughs> if he helps us later. Uh. No. Uh, like, look. I know if I help you later, but time is flexible. And I can go and distract Nitoquise and the Hound of Tindalos and keep them away from you until you have solved all of this problem with Nyarlathotep in Kenya and Egypt. Or I stay here in this timeline and Hugo is dead and devoured by something in the dreams. Um, I. I mean, I mean, yeah, it it it's really tough because either way, something we we benefit because either we lose Hugo, but we gain Etienne for future fights, or we lose Etienne but also lose the Hound of Tindalos and Queen Nitocris. So I think I think we're gonna be. You know, uh, meeting our new pilot Lugo quite soon. <laughs> um, is there anything in any of our books that could help us here? Oh, I think this is far beyond the realm of books now. <laughs> yeah, Etienne, could you travel back in time with this book and lob it at Hasta's face really hard? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near Hasta. <laughs> He's really angry with all of us. <laughs> Well, yeah, me, me and Liza and Mrs. Vanderbilt. Mm. He's a grumpy little bitch. I mean, the spells I've got that sort of work with the past, so maybe you could use one of those. I don't know, I'm kind of clutching at straws a bit now, but. I think I think we have to um it feels bad but I th- I I think we just have to let Hugo go maybe we can save him at some point in the future but uh using <laughs> you uh Christ it's just like um it's just like fucking Rapten in um, yeah. <laughs> Deadlands. Like we're going to use up all of our all of our save the day cards on him and yeah. then be really fucked. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not deciding. I, I, I look if it makes it any easier. Um, like I I I did the good thing and and and, and didn't pull myself out of here out of it. Instead, I saved yeah. Else, so with the hope that maybe they could wake us up, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure they would, because sometimes yeah. you can't do that. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, the sort of metagamey response would be, like, Nido made the decision to sacrifice himself, so it's not, it's not bad of us to drop his character because he was prepared to do it. So, Hugo has selflessly sacrificed himself to save Chai, which which saves Thomas, which saved Rebecca. And ultimately all of us. I think we should remember him in song. Mitch, place us out on the harmonica. Uh, He's gone to the toilet. Mitch, not that that kind of song. That's not the right kind of song we want. (laughs) It's just this long tuba noise. (laughs) (laughs) But it would it would sum up your character quite appropriately, though. Hey, I said tuba, not (laughs) Hugo. (laughs) Trombone. Walter sits down and is like, "Well, is there nothing?" Nothing we can do for Hugo, then all we can do is remember him, Mm. and I will have to see if I can find a pilot who's brave enough and mad enough to fly us to Cairo. Sorry, remember who? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Gotta gotta give you so many punches. (laughs) Yes, yes, Hugo, add another commission, another plaque for the memorial wall. Yes, this one can maybe maybe this one's enough the, for a the, fountain. The, the 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 memorial wall at this point has become a load bearing wall. He's turned his video on in rage. <laughs> in, in not so my fault. Nido took three clerks. I should have just killed all three of them. They should have just been like they never wake up. <laughs> and Hugo goes stump. But then I was like, that would leave me with three characters left out of the lot of you. So I was like, maybe I should come up with some chances for them to escape. And you failed all of them, too, except until Nido had a good idea and sacrificed himself to save Chai. And Chai waking up allowed Rebecca's role to also succeed. So... I mean... So, well, is it that actually we've got to do something in time, or is Hugo actually just out there somewhere, and if we did work out a way to do something, then we could... We don't know. The problem is, he's been with Haster alone now for something between two seconds to five hours, because it's Dreamland's time, so we have no idea just how much time has actually passed. We saw his bed, so his physical body is gone. Mm-hmm. We can assume that it's been corporeated completely on the dreamlands or literally on by black mold. Mm-hmm. And as far as we know, if that's happened, he might already actually be dead. He might be enslaved to Hasta. Hasta might have decided to just put him in a cage and have him dancing in his study, for all we know. We have literally no idea unless we do some sort of scrying to try and peek at where he is. And we all know how that's going to turn out. I I am on the side of not, like, glaring into the abyss. Um, <laughs> Would you like to scry Hasta? 
the yeah, author agent... spell that could scry, but I'm sort of seeing your point. <laughs> yeah, let's scry on what Haster is <laughs> doing to Hugo. Oh. I lean in. I lean in real close to Walter, and I'm like, get get a Hugo plaque for the memorial wall. <laughs> I'll let Mrs. Vanderbilt know. <laughs> She's going to be. Right. St- at least the world-famous Olympic athlete is still alive and not dead on our watch. That yeah, would that would have been, been more of a PR headache than random Australian pilot. Although you are going to have to break it to my engineer. Raymond is probably going to be like, yes, I'm out of that contract! Finally! <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I'm really devastated. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, Hugo's dead. Oh, wow. It's like, it's like, oh no, how did he die? He evaporated into black mold. We always knew he'd go that way. <laughs> he went out the way he would have wanted. <laughs> yeah. In bed. <laughs> Dying in agony. Alright, so I'm gonna bring things to a close there as you all slowly depart you know, drift off to different parts of the suite to come to terms with the fact that you've lost Hugo. Hugo has been devoured by some horrible monster in dreams. I I comfort people with pina coladas. The comfort aladas are welcome. <laughs> Sign us out, Peter. Oh God! Right. Um, join us next time for the exciting continuation of Choose Your Own Deadly Library. 